Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Villaman. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We are live on the air, Las Vegas. Coming at you this Monday night. Detroit Supercross just wrapped up. Lots of things to talk about. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Hey, we got the chat room fixed, too. So, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we do what we can for you people to uh, to make you happy. And uh, All the people in the chat room are 95% dildos. We only took two months, right? Uh, three shows, I think. That voice there. Former factory Yamaha, factory Suzuki rider, multi-time AMA national and supercross winner, French hero to many the david villeman dv thank you hello how you doing thanks for coming in been a while but uh love having you so good to, uh, good time good to be here um thanks everybody for listening btosports.com fly racing race tech suspension x-brand goggles atlas neck braces vortex racing and fab jeep and truck parts free gun underwear works connection a cherubis fmf racing tech one designs a10 solutions w wheels Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing, all on board with us tonight, and we appreciate it. Hey, uh, Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Tim Ferry, the great Tim Ferry, Tyler Bowers coming Butch on. Butch Creek, bro. Oh, uh, who can forget? Who can forget? No, we're not going to talk. I don't live in the past, bro. Oh, okay. Uh, handling your calls, taking everything behind the scenes, trying to make sense of it, and uh, working hard. The Devin Gibbs. Devin, what's up? Nothing much, guys. How you guys doing tonight? Thanks for coming yeah. in, buddy. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. And uh, 702-586-7857. You can call in any time. Talk to uh, myself or David Villeman or Devin or whatever or Pookie. Whatever you want to do. Uh, thanks uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, you can get this show on Stitcher. You can get it on iTunes. The Pulpamex app. If you have a droid, go and update it. Uh, we got if you have a droid, go buy an iPhone. <laughs> Just, that's pretty uh, much what it you is. You know, I can find articles that tell you the Droid is outselling the iPhone, and I can find you articles that the iPhone is outselling the Droid. You, pe- the the phone people are very vicious. Um, also, too, if you're going to make a purchase on Amazon, go through our banner on pulpamex.com and uh, check it out. Go to pulpamex.com to read David Villeman's column every week. Uh, congratulations, DV. It's, it's round it's round eleven. It's it's a, it's an amazing call, and you're still doing you it. Know, I'm impressed. I, I enjoy reading it every week. <laughs> I'm impressed you're still. You guys doing should it. read it. I'm impressed you're still doing it. Uh, I did. It. I drove four hours. I yeah. checked in. Yeah. I sat in the lobby of the hotel, uh-huh. and I did the column real quick. Mm-hmm. So you had it in time. Yeah. Because I don't know what's gonna happen after the show. I'm <laughs> sure I'm gonna go out, drink some green nasty beer somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think I would have made a right. deadline tomorrow. I like it. I like the commitment. Uh, and also, too, uh, suck it, Wygant. If you like this uh, this kind of stuff, Thursdays at noon. Although this this week it's Wednesday at noon, but normally Thursdays at noon, the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by NFAB, uh, myself, Wygant, Thomas, Jeff Emig, uh, Michael Byrne, uh, maybe DV. We need to get him on there. We break down uh, a lot of stuff, and uh, it's on pulpamex.com. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. So, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. 
Uh, check it out and uh, support that show, too, if you like this kind of stuff. And uh, also, too, remember Tits Legendary? Remember him? I really don't care. He is the uh, producer for the Moto 60 show, so he sits in that chair. So if you're a big Tits Legendary fan, that is your time to talk to him uh, each and every Thursday. It's good. I miss him. You do? Well, what about that? So, sorry, Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. It's all right. I don't take it personal. No, but you, you're getting up there. You, you know, <laughs> you're grinding. That's good. Yeah, he's grinding. No doubt about it. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, again. Appreciate it. And uh, let's move on to, uh, well, before we move on, btosports.com, Gabba Gibbs, coming up. Race tech emails, race tech suspension emails, and fab question of the day. X brand tariffs, all coming up. Jason Thomas will join us for a little bit also. Also, DV, we have a mystery guest for you coming in at the 9 o'clock hour. Oh, I'm a mystery guest. You'll, Is that uh, bad? Is that no, no, it's good. About? No, no, it's all good. Okay. It's good. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait to uh, to get you on that. And uh, all right, so Detroit, Supercross, uh, DV, you liked the track. No one did. No one liked that track. But you wrote in your column, which will be out tomorrow morning on Pulp Mex, that you thought the track was good. Why? I, th- I thought the track was great. Uh, it was uh, challenging, te- technical. I thought the rhythm rhythm section uh, were uh, uh, kind of difficult. You know, you, you saw a lot of guys like messing up. Mm-hmm. And um, and on TV, I wasn't there obviously, but on TV, it seems like the jumps were really high, higher than normal. You know, like no one's yeah. like a three footer, and I, it looks like yeah. a four footer or like five footers. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. and um, I liked. Um, uh, people like coming up short on that triple step on tabletop yeah. thing, yeah. and then they messed up a little bit. You know, right. the whoops were not um, a factor, but they were um, they were big, but they were short. They, they were short. short. Yeah. They were interesting because um, there was that big 180 after it. You know, like a lot of passes right there. I thought it was good. I actually like the track. For me, it was one of the. Uh, best of the season because wow. I saw the wow. gu- the guys were ch- challenged. Uh, not talking about Bubba because he was yeah. he did everything perfect right. and he was awesome. But the rest of the guys they were challenged. You know they okay. were they were you know long short. You know yeah. it was um it was good. It was good to see. Uh, all right. Well, hey, listen. I, I, that's why we have your show. Uh, you know what you're talking about. You I respect your opinions. Um, so yeah, you liked it. That's good. Uh, the dirt was dry, slippery. Uh, I found out um, something again in your call tomorrow about tires. You're onto this tire thing, and and seriously, I think you've started something with fans, people on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like that kind of Pirelli Dunlop guys hear that kind of stuff. Lots of people asking about it, and I think a lot of that DV. I hate to give you credit here, but a lot of that comes from you. You know, a month ago, month and a half ago, talking about this this new wave of running low pressure, uh, intermediate to to soft tires, but JS and RV did have different tires on for the main event. No shit. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, something that you noticed. Um, they were f- they were close you to see, the, they, they were close. I'm on, but the, I'm, I'm on the couch drinking a beer. <laughs> yes, I watched this hashtag retired life. I want to break shit. <laughs> I want to break something, my coffee table or something, because I see RV <laughs> right. struggling. They don't see. His mechanic, his team manager, his trainer, his wife, his grandpa, they don't see he's struggling so bad with his bike. I thought his bike, suspension-wise... Yeah, you, you did make a comment. Yeah. Suspension-wise, I thought the, the track was... the His bike was working better than before. I don't know if they changed something, but it looked good in the whoops, and uh, it looked like it handled really good. But as far as traction, 
I don't know what they do. I don't know what's in the engine, in the tires. The the, the guy couldn't turn anywhere. Couldn't open the throttle anywhere. And he had to go like find the the loamy dirt everywhere so he could actually turn could and gas there. it. Every time he was on the main line where it's shiny, he wasn't going anywhere. But I like the is ending the, the bike on the jumps and yeah. the whoops compared to like uh, previous weeks. Mm-hmm. I like the bike, but when I see this, I'm like, there's not somebody that tell him just to just. <laughs> and and that's what I say in the column, you know, like yeah, yeah. we have uh, like. Four stroke. They should be like I awesome. Hope, I hope you don't call for some tires any any time. I'll, I'm I'll, I'll buy my I'm stuff. Kidding, I'm kidding. I go buy. I go buy Dunlops. <laughs> you know. But the thing is, I, I don't know. It seems like the four stroke was so good on the sleek on the slicks uh, um, uh, texture and dirt. Yeah, you brought up an interesting point. Can you talk a little bit about that? I, I'm going to ruin your column tomorrow morning, but yeah, but I read it. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, We've come a long way in four yeah, strokes. Yeah, okay. It's been we've been in four stroke. Let's say pretty much everyone like almost ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, like everybody switching those six basically, so eight years. But we have experience all the way since '98, where the Yamaha you know came out. Uh, the bike, the four stroke, is awesome on the slick. You know, mm-hmm. everybody said, oh, on the on the slick is awesome. Uh, Doug Henry won Las Vegas. Everybody liked the four-stroke. When Wyndham was uh, racing it against all the two-stroke, you could see him go inside on the flat, have a lot of traction. Vegas Supercross, he was awesome there. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like everybody's struggling. Everybody is struggling with the bike. Nobody has traction. And now we have EFIs. Now you can change the bike drastically with one click. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you can make like a enduro. Yeah, what kind of map you want? Right. Yeah, right. you can make like a, a dragster, and one second later you can make like a enduro bike. And what gear you want? And yeah. in what gear you want it to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I don't understand why the guys are struggling so much. Uh, do they set up their bikes too much like a a two stroke? Uh, too aggressive, uh, too I don't something. Know. I don't and know, bro. you can see everybody like, oh, it's slick, it's slippery, and slippery. The guys, they have the best bikes, the best team, supposedly the best tire there is you can buy. They they have all this shit that you can buy, but they still, you know, yeah. horrible. Everything is horrible. Uh, they and that's what I don't understand. Really, I think there's a problem somewhere. And, maybe, you uh, Tim, maybe you can talk to Timmy about it when he comes on. Why? I don't know, just you and Timmy can talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. In, when I talked, let's talk about four stroke in '98. Yeah, what was the great point of it? Well, they they uh, hooked up, they got traction, they produced torque, so you could hook up on dry slick stuff, and it would be and what. A, a, what what is it now? You can see those guys. They lose the front. <laughs> you got a point. They lose. <laughs> They're they, everywhere. Right. They lose the rear. Right. I mean, they when, talk. Uh, they talk about tires. When in, Henry won in '97, it wasn't even close. See you later. Yeah, bro, I'm gone. Like nobody could get traction, and he was just he just destroyed and the him, track right? was right ten times worse than this week. And he had a carburetor, and he was jumping on and off. And the bike was <laughs> bogging everywhere. Right, right, you know what I mean? Right. And that's what um I don't know. Maybe we can have a some kind of a, I'm not an engineer. I'm just a, I didn't even finish high school. So <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I don't know. But that's what I'm trying to say. The four stroke is great. On on the slick stuff, look at 
you know, Wyndham against Carmichael in um, 03 in uh, uh, Washougal. Unadilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was an ultimate. See, uh, that was 04, I think. No, 04, it was 03? on the 450. 03. Okay, 03. You know, 03. Tim Ferry third at Unadilla that year. Um, yeah. Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely, no, for sure. So you now we, th- we took all the great points of the four stroke, and the best guys out there are struggling to have the. Sh- they don't have those stroke points anymore. Right. And you see Vilopolo ride. It's like he's, he's, it, it, he's riding on eggshells everywhere. It's almost, re- it's almost got to the point in the series, if there is traction, RV wins. If there is no traction, he can't win. But you because can't, he can't push it. Because he can't push it. He can't. Because he why? Can't, because he, he has the, the same bike, the same stuff on it. You have to change. You have to right. evolve. You know, like, and I don't really... I don't know. Well, James, there is, James was on this very show talking. He told you, got he told you that he uses the tire because everyone else does, and so they're all creatures of habit. You liked a weird pipe on your bike that hit super hard, kind of in the mid range, not right off the bottom. It went a little flat, and then just bam, it hit pretty hard. I, I dinoed the shit out of your stuff. You liked it that, and we used to go, "How does he like? How does he like this?" Yeah, but it, Bob Oliver liked my. He, yeah, if he had to choose something, he, he always told me I would have chose your pipe. And he's the, en- yeah, no, the, I know, the engine guy over there. Yeah, but I'm saying like you were a little different in your setup and you stuck to it. And it worked. You won a lot of races. I'm just saying these guys are stuck in that rut of tr- I know what it works. I know it works. And I, I win races on it, you know? Yeah, but I was always open-minded to try all the things. It's not like <clears throat> I know if something works in Anaheim, it might not work at uh, – Atlanta or St. Louis. Yeah. I always try to change and have different setup. That's why you have <clears throat> data from previous years and you, you see what you've done and stuff. And I think they don't uh, put enough uh, maybe effort mm-hmm. or importance in bike setup. You know, they say, oh, it's okay. I know the bike the way it is. I'm going to race it and, and, yeah. and, and win. You know, if I'm better than everybody, yeah. that's pretty much what Bubba told us that one day in a show. Yeah. He says, oh, if I have everything that's like everybody else, it's up to me to make the difference. Yeah. But what you want to know. They're what not you, searching as much anymore, huh? What you want yeah. is to have, you want to have an edge. You have, you know, it's not because everybody jumped from a bridge that you have to go jump from a bridge. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. And, and I think it's, you know, when I see like, there's so much stuff that, that I don't want to go into it again. But that yeah. in tires and and other uh, things that don't make sense at all, you know. But you know, it does make sense. James Stewart's ride, it was good. Uh, he, RV got into second, one point three back, and James stretched that thing out to about six seconds at one point. And he rode, he rode uh, what fifty percent of his. He uh, looked abilities. like he was cruising. He really did. He did. And you know what? That's exactly what it is because when you see Bubba ride. If you see only him, you don't know what position is he is in. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say, "Dude, he's slow today." Right? Don't you think? Yeah, sometimes, absolutely. Yeah, JT. The and guy, I, JT, and I talk about that. Yep. The guy was amazing. He was. He was. He kept his momentum. His thorough, um, thorough control was great. And on a track like this weekend, if you keep your momentum, you don't have to open the throttle that hard. Mm-hmm. Out of the turns. If you go stop and go, kind of like a Borussia or a Viroporto, then that's where you actually lose even more traction. And it's really difficult to, to find the traction. If you keep your momentum and you ride, you know, half uh, throttle everywhere, then is, um, it's, it's way more efficient. 
on a track like this weekend. Um, and you could see his line too. He like his lines were better, you know. Like uh, on that little uh, on that turn um, uh, that you turn in the stands, he was like going outside. Yeah, and kind of sweeping in yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Old, keeping his momentum again yeah. every time. The guys will go inside. There is that bump. Stop because they couldn't lean the bike and open the throttle really hard mm -hmm. down the downhill. Go left, right. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's the way to hook up. Uh, let's get to uh, Brady. Brady, what's up, man? How are you? Thanks for calling the show. Good, guys. What's going on? Just want to make a quick point about the uh, post-race podcast you guys did uh, mm -hmm. from Detroit. You guys were talking about you know some of the new privateers with Antic Nap and with Ronnie Stewart making the mains this year. And then you were talking about some of the other guys who were complaining about the so-called struggle of being a privateer. Um, my point is, uh, last year I was a, a mechanic for a privateer, and we did three East Coast rounds. Yep. Made a main event. It was it, it was it was a monetary struggle, but it was the time of our life. Um, we're sitting at home right now because our rider almost died at Mount Morris, so we're taking the year off and we're going to try and hit it back next year. Cool. It just it, it it kind of annoys me a little bit when you hear these guys talk about it's a struggle and a struggle. Like you were saying in the podcast, enjoy the struggle because in ten years when you're working in a warehouse making eight bucks an hour, I guarantee you every one of these guys will be wishing they could have that struggle again. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I stand by what I said for sure. It is rough. It's not easy for these guys. But, again, it's 2200 bucks to make a main event. Uh, it's 250 to enter. I know, you got, I know you're not coming away with a ton of money. Our sport's not that big anyways. So I'm glad you, you, know, I'm glad you sided with me. I did it for – I drove the whole series for five or six years, man, as a privateer mechanic. So I know. You know I know what it's like. And, uh, yeah. But I, you wouldn't. Times that you know the money may not have been very good, but now you can look back on it and you say, "Absolutely, you had the time of your life for those five years. You had some rough times, but you wouldn't give it up no. for anything, would you?" No, absolutely. And I and I feel like Entenap is one guy that embraces that. And you know, on, on PulpMX.com, he wrote a column. He writes a column every week. Last week, he wrote about how awesome, how he's having a great time, and he's enjoying this part of his life. And uh, good on him, I think. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Is you see a lot of times when you see these. Uh, behind the behind the scenes with the uh, Adamitis thing they're doing on TBS, we only hear about the the negative parts of the sport. You hear about you know Josh Grant getting robbed, his mom yeah. stealing all his money, uh, Weimer not talking to his dad, or Villapoto not talking to his dad. For every one of those stories, there's ten thousand families that are held together by the weekend trips to the track and yeah. you know, all that stuff. Uh, Troy, does, stuff. Troy does a great we, we job. We talk about yeah. the negative stuff more than the positive stuff, and I think that Insignap is a good. Uh, a good voice to positive about what the sports provided for him, you know, as opposed to him going and working in a warehouse. You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. Uh, I totally know what you mean. He's uh, he's he's loving it, man. He's uh, he's embracing it, and uh, I agree. Yeah, he he's got a good attitude. And thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. One more time. Here we go again. This guy just loves it, man. Getting that shit, making that paper. Not that much paper, though. What is that? This rap about Subway. This is Entenap Subway rap. Yeah. Seven Deuce Deuce. Here we go. Have you heard of DV? No. Rolling down the highway. It's in my way. Looking down the street. Fuck. Thinking real cheap. Don't got that much paper in my pocket. I think I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street. Hungry ass. Fuck. Seen a fucking sign. Looking really, really. Subway, eat fresh, hell yeah, I was thinking in the brain, my way, turkey.
You might make more money singing than writing, right? Maybe. Should go viral on uh, YouTube. All right, uh, that's the uh, Antonap Subway rap. Can't get enough of that. I think I know the kid. Who, Antonap? Yeah. He's at, yeah, he rides in Boston all the time. And- I think, is he from uh, kind of Oregon or something? No, or? no, that's Schmidt. Schmidt's from Washington no, State. No, no, it's not Schmidt. Uh, Antonap's from uh, like uh, San Luis Obispo area, like central, if that's Central Cal. Because I think when I was at Moto Concepts, we... He's got uh, a brother named Tyler. We let him borrow a bike for that race in Poland, that night race. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, P-A-R or something, or P-R? P-I-R, yeah. Um, I think that was him, because I saw a picture of him on Twitter. Uh, Somebody tagged me on it. Okay. And I said, oh, I know this guy. He rode our bikes at P-R-R. I don't know if he was pro back then, to be honest. Maybe, though. Yeah, he was in uh, 2011. I know, but maybe. All right, let's get to... uh, Hey, Dale, what's up, man? Hey, Steve, I got a a comment about Dean Wilson and his arm pump. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that DV is in studio because he tells it like it is. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm surprised you guys are arguing on the podcast about what it might be. And I'm no Gary Bailey, but every case of arm pump is caused by the same thing. Holding on too tight. Um, yeah, sometimes. I don't know about well, every, every listen, case. He's not, but he's not getting arm pumped in 10 laps at the practice track. Okay? He's holding on too tight because he's nervous. or you know, There's something happening at the race mentally. It's causing them to hold on too tight. What do you think, DV? There's a lot of things, you know. Like I think the power of the 450, and and uh, Chad said it right uh, on the TV coverage. Um, 450 is easy to ride, but it's really t- difficult to race. And when you start like gassing it uh, with the 450, the bike wants to kind of fly away from you, you know. Like, and you have to hold really tight. And and that's that's where you know the arm pump comes. Plus, you a little more tense, more pressure. You know, like longer races. There's a lot of stuff that come into play. And um, but you know, I don't know. It's I don't think he had problems uh, on the West Coast, right? When he did. No, he did. He did. He did at arm pump. I know you wrote that in your thing. And I didn't no, know. Yeah, so their first two races, he went backwards because of arm pump. And yeah. a lot of people are pointing the finger at Rhino. Rhino, Ryan Hughes' trainer. And I don't know. I'm not pointing the finger. Cause but that's, you know, that's but. one thing is when you work out too much at the, at the gym and stuff. You know, I remember I got surgery on my arm. And um, when I was working out a lot at the gym, um, I had more arm pump. You know, that's, that goes, you know, with it. Yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's it. All right, Dale. All right, I, I just don't think it's like Rhino supplements or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it is either. And uh, maybe it's nerve. But, okay, if he was getting it on the 250, and he was getting it on the 250, he was going backwards. So how does that explain the, the arm pump on the 450? Well, I'll tell you where I got my theory is uh, Dungy's trainer, Rob Beams. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the one. He's, uh, I listened to him on DMXS one time. And he said every case of arm pump, ever is from one thing that's holding on too tight. Rob also said that Timmy retired because of chronic fatigue syndrome, though. Yeah, well, I, don't, I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, uh, no, he has a point. Absolutely. That, that ner- but, nerves, nerves and holding on too tight are two of the things that people talk about. Well, that nerves causes you to hold on too okay, tight. Okay, yeah. So, um, Because just like JT said, like I, I've gotten arm pump plenty of times, but it's like when I haven't ridden in a while and I'm nervous, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to crash. Yeah. And then once I'm feeling comfortable and not thinking about it, I never get it. So. Right. 
No, uh, you got a point there, Dale. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. thank you. Yeah, Dale. Dale could be right. Just not uh, hanging on too tight. Uh, what's this Twitter stuff going on about the sprinklers? I, I don't know. I, I Ch- see there's, there's Chad? Chad. There's Chad. There's Ellie. Ellie. There's my ex-wife. <laughs> there's uh, who um, else? You. Uh, there's there's a lot of. Haven't we told the story of Chad turning sprinklers yeah, on you? Yeah, we did. It's fine. We. I don't want to talk helmet, about shit. You loaded your. Bu- there's oh. a lot of stories with Chad and I. There's a lot of stories. There's the story where I tried to break my own window of my brand new Cadillac with a rock. But I won't say anything. You know? <laughs> I've heard that one. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm like, right. there's a lot of stories, but you know what? The sprinklers. Still, still, hey, the sprinklers was a dick move, though. The sprinklers was a dick move. Yeah, that was a, that was a dick move. It was I, funny, I, but it was a dick I, move. Yeah, still stand on it. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm sure he would. Uh, I don't know if Chad would agree he was being brand, a dick, but brand new shark helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was custom made and stuff, carbon fiber <laughs> crop. I got so mad. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, I don't know. It's it's the wives and the ex-wives having fun on Twitter. Uh, um, Trey Kennard, Timmy Ferry coming up here shortly. Hey, DV, uh, I can't believe you didn't give me any credit on Twitter either. To, speaking of Twitter. You went and you bought an 01 KX250. 01? It was, it's Ricky's. It's all season. You got the idea from me, though, bro. No. From my retro bike in the garage. No. Yeah. You saw my retro bike? Nice. No, I don't care about your retro bike. We who, talked about who, my retro bike and rode? you went and bought one. Who, who rode it? Your retro bike. Nobody. But Mine is Ricky's. Yeah, no, no, it's super cool. But the, On the title, it says Ricky Carmichael, and he has like. It's know, a, it was a practice bike, I would imagine. Or yeah, something? it's a yeah. it's a practice bike. It's kind of does, does it have anything Ibred. cool on it? It's Ibred because he has a Showa kit on it, and there's uh, because he he rode Kayaba, you know. That's that's basically is um. So what year? Is that, that PC or is that factory Kawi? Kawi, that's when he switched to Honda and okay. over one. Yeah, and I guess that was the bike that was supposed to be shipped to him. For practice, okay, and there's everything on it. There's some uh, magnesium parts. Oh, there is mag stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, there's uh, the good uh, hubs and wheels. Oh shit! Uh, no way. The the pipes. I have a con pipe and a, a custom PC pipe. Both of them. The carbon fiber um, stock looking uh, silencer. I have a. Uh, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it had that. Uh, so works wheels. Yeah, right. works wheels. Yeah, that's that's the cool uh, cool stuff. And um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I just bought a – there's a couple of parts that I bought online, like uh, stock Kawi parts that there's a few things that I didn't like on the bike that wasn't really stock, and that's something he never rode with. So you're saying that my fact that I bought a retro bike has nothing to do with this? No, not really. I are you going to ride it? I don't think so. Just sticker it up? and Yeah. yeah. I, it, it needs like a front fender, and uh, I bought a few things online. Um and um, that's pretty much it, you know. We're wow. gonna. There's a weird, weird bars on it, like 922 rental. I've oh, never yeah, seen yeah. that. It's like trials bikes, like so, so somebody, somebody so put high. them on. Yeah, because yeah. Ricky didn't run that. No way. Yeah. But uh, but he used to ride. I think he rode 998 back in the day. Yeah. And then he went to that super low, like but, yeah. the next year or whatever. Um, so it, it's cool. Wow. So yeah, you bought it. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, well, you should give me some credit every now and then. Uh, Justin, quickly, what's your question about 22 Motorsports? Yeah, hey Steve, what's up? Um, real quick, I was just wondering with Chad. It's obviously everybody knows or thinks that Two Two Motorsports is is 100% Chad Reed. But if you follow him on Instagram or, or Twitter, 
he'll be posting things in the in the um, silly season about you know we've got a big, huge, important, vital meeting with you know X sponsor. Almost like if the meeting doesn't go well, the team isn't going to happen. I just wondered, you know, how much. And I uh, respect Chad a hundred percent. He's one of my favorite writers, and his family and everything is incredible. But um, how much of it, you know, when he's at those big meetings, really is. Um, the sponsors, like dollars and support versus it just being Chad Reed and Chad Reed's team. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to sound like I don't believe that it's his team. I solely and 100% do, but um, would it really happen if it, if he didn't have, you know, big title sponsors? Would it? Would he just put his name on the jersey? Could it even happen? Yeah, it's his team, as far as I know. To tomorrow's poll, okay. that's, that's, that's his that's, team. That's it's his all brand. his. I mean, he's got a, a very powerful agency, WMG uh, agency, Wasserman Media Group, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that Steve Astafan, who handles himself, who handles Chad personally, and is one of right. the top agents in the sport, I've no doubt Astafan is in those meetings with him to yep. you know pitch the logistics of sponsoring Team Two Two. But uh, Astafan and Chad are, are close, and uh, they got you know they're buddies, and and I, but I believe it's all Chad's team. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so. the the discount tires like. Are they putting in, uh, you know, an, enough money that makes it happen, or has is, is Chad got more invested in, uh, in it than any other sponsor? You know what? I don't know. Uh, obviously, Discount Tire isn't on the shroud. It's still 2-2, but Discount yeah, Tire yeah. is on the front fender, and it's pretty prominent. So maybe Discount didn't go in for the whole amount um, that sure. a title would be. But, I mean, he's got he's got a lot of guys on the side of his truck that are paying him a little bit of money, and uh, – I mean, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you, you know, how much is his and how much is, uh, you know, if he makes money from his team or not. I, I couldn't really tell you, but I, th- I think discounts got to be pretty big for him. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, thanks. Uh, pretty thanks, big on how much? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You're the team manager. You're the ex team manager. I mean, what do you figure? Two, three million a year. A year? Okay, there you go. Two, three million a year. Um, I'll say two, like or two. All right. Hey, with that, let's welcome to our, our first guest to the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Presented by BTOsports.com. Uh, Trey Kennard and Timmy Ferry on the line. Trey Kennard brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing, the official gear of Trey, Andrew Short, the BTO Sports KTM team, Antignap, Albertson, you name it. Fly Racing, they, uh, they do it all. They make more than gear, too. Check out their line of hard parts on the, uh, on the line and, uh, and use, uh, you know, tell them Pulp Mex sent you. Trey Kennard, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Also on the line, 1999 Summer Cross champion, 2003 Bud's Creek first moto winner, my friend, the Timmy Ferry. Red Dog, what's up? No, not much, man. Doing good. Oh, it's good to hear your voice. It's really good. <laughs> uh, David Villeman's in studio with us. I don't know if you guys knew that. but uh, I, I thought I read that, but it didn't even sound like him. Uh, well, he yeah, did, he my did. accent is so much better now, so it's tough to recognize me. <laughs> hey, Timmy, DV was not telling us the story about when Chad turned the sprinklers on him. Were you there that day? I don't think he was. No, no, I was there. Oh, okay. Were you? Can, you? can you please take us through this? No, please don't. Who, who, else, is on, who else is on here? Me and DV. Oh, that's it? Well, the, the guy who called you is Devin, our, our, our producer. What's going on, guys? Uh, it's, it's a tits two point Yeah, it's tits tits two point Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I was I was there. I was pretty funny. Uh, Bailey was there too, and uh, Bailey was helping out DV that day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was pretty pretty. Honestly, looking back, it was pretty funny. But at the time, I know DV was pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah. He ruined the helmet over it. 
<laughs> so he's out there motoing, and Chad says, "Hey, Timmy, watch me turn the sprinklers on." No, 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 no. He okay. didn't like. He wasn't trying to make a big deal about that, but you just knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Do <laughs> I go on? The, no. Okay, let's let's talk about the story then. I go. I start doing like a twenty lap moto. There's Bailey on his Bailey right. on his squad, like Pete boarding me and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I go in five, six, seven laps or whatever. All of a sudden, Chad turns all the sprinklers on to water the track. <laughs> <laughs> I've been riding for almost ten minutes doing a moto. I'm going for a twenty, and the guy. Just leave the. He, he was with Henson, so he had maybe bad, uh, <laughs> bad influence or something. And I got so mad. I'm like, "What are you guys doing?" I got to the, um, to the pad, the concrete yeah, pad. Yeah. I put my back on the stand. I took my helmet <laughs> by the mouth guard, and I slammed it on the concrete like three times. <laughs> and I threw it. <laughs> I put my bike in a truck. I went home. You didn't even get out of your gear, I heard. You still had your no, gear. I put right. my gear on. I just t- yeah. took my uh, my boots off, jumped on my truck. I said, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> I was so mad. Like, what would you do? Like, you say, okay, oh, that's, that was so funny. Uh, let's, let me start another 20 when it's dry. You know, like. <laughs> All right. I think that there's a story behind this. Is something happened, like, the day before. Also, D, I think got mad or something, too, about something. Uh, I, that helmet. Almost stayed on the fence for a while. Yeah, he stayed over there. Actually, Jim Perry put it on the fence. The, the oh, best yeah. part was when, when when the sprinklers were going. Jim Perry just started laughing. He did nothing. I mean, there's nothing at that point he could probably really do. Yeah, but the, he just started laughing. The team manager, right, laughing at the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, um, uh, Trekinard, when are you coming back? When when is the return of the 41 going to happen? Uh, um. I don't know, man. I kind of just want to like sit here and and listen to all the the stories from Yamaha in the oh. early two thousands. Actually, oh, there's there's some good ones. Yeah, no. yeah. We, we had more fun than you guys. You know, uh, nowadays, like, uh, thank you all your sponsors. Go home and uh, with uh, we had more fun back in the day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> After parties I, I with uh, Jamie Grosser, about, uh, you know, uh, we kind of live. What's that? Was there some sort of story about uh, some burnouts and on uh, at a test somewhere on someone's floor? I burned out DV on the concrete pad of the Yamaha truck. Yeah, you did? Yeah. I no. got in trouble. <laughs> uh, Trey, that was Chad coming into Timmy's garage, unhappy with the performance of his motorcycle, revving the shit out of it in a closed room, but then we had tranny problems, well, gear shifter problems, really, and it went into gear. As he was revving it, which seemed to happen to us every now and then, and uh, it left a huge rubber mark on Timmy's garage. That that at a time that Timmy and Chad were not exactly friends, and <laughs> Goth, Gothic J, who was trying to keep keep the peace, got on the floor with a sharpie, and because it was the that that stuff you laid on on the floor, like with the little particles in it, you know, yeah. like the real nice, yeah. real nice stuff. Epoxy with yeah, the chips, right with the chips. Yeah, Gothic yeah. got down on the floor and put a sharpie marks on it and told Timmy, "Look, Timmy." It's good as new. Look, Timmy. <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, it was fun time, no doubt about it. Um, I'm trying to do a podcast with with DV, Timmy, and Chad. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, but let's let's talk about Trey Kennard a little bit. When, what now, do we want to talk about? Well, when is Timmy coming to the races? So I got to ask you when you're coming to the races. But I really want to know when Timmy's going to be there. 
I don't know, man. I think um, I'm really shooting for the next couple of weeks, but uh, okay. uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I kind of need to do a little more writing and yep. um, do a little testing this week, and and we'll see how that goes. And um, you know, if everything is looking really, really good, then then maybe I'll race uh, St. Louis. So oh, okay. We'll see. All right. So yeah. Okay. So hopefully in a couple of weeks. Funny though, like all your settings that you tested with in Cali. And I heard you were flying at the test track, by the way. Not even from a neutral third party, too. So not not from not from your mom or you know your brother or anything. Um, uh, all your settings, I guess, that was a long time ago. Who knows if they work or if Honda's found something better or whatever, right? There is some testing involved. Yeah, they've come a long ways since uh, since I last rode the bike. So um, I don't know. I think we uh, really just want to go and, and uh, just go through the settings and see what it's like. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I actually really like my bike right now, so really to the point, like I don't want to mess it up. So. Yep, yeah, yeah, really, right? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. It's it's good. They're they're actually going to come out here, which is which is a huge huge help. Oh, so, that's that's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's super big for me. You know, coming back and and really needing riding and it's you know it's hard to travel and and actually get rest and and you know try to do all the training you need to do. So mm-hmm. that'd be good. Uh, so we'll see. And. uh and yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you see notice this, Trey, but Honda could use the help right now. I don't know if you're aware of the races right now. <laughs> yeah, I went to Daytona. It, it was. Uh, oh. it, I got out of there pretty quick. But, yeah, they're uh, they're like, hey, Trey, if you feel like coming back anytime, anytime, <laughs> we'd love to have you. Talking about the Honda, what? you know, like I feel like Bosch's forks are so soft, like. Every time he lands, his bike, his front end is all the way down to the fender. And yeah, like, it's insane. Like it's, it looks like a like a stock f- uh, forks for mm-hmm. for some reason. Hmm. You know, like and his balance yeah. is is really low on the front. His his rear is really high, and um, that's what I when I watch. You know, yeah. like I try to. What, this is when you were gonna break things in your coffee table, like you were talking about. It's it's kind of like the opposite of Viroporto. Viroporto's yeah. forks yeah. they don't move. Ever or Stewart Stewart's forks. They for don't sure, move. Right. Those two guys super stiff. And then you have Borsha, he has like Enduro forks almost, you know, like super soft. Hmm. Yeah, he's actually running the, the stock fork. Um uh, you know, just the, the same, you know, KYB um you know, air air fork, so Yeah. Hmm. Um Uh Timmy, um what do you He's definitely not doing that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just move on. Just go. Right, just right. Don't even, don't even stop. Oh, I was that. wondering where you were going with it. I was going to let you just keep going, and then I'm like, wait a minute. Um, yeah, thanks for not. <laughs> uh, hey, Timmy, um, you just got back from Oklahoma. Oh, yep. b- by the way, I cannot believe we didn't see each other in Florida when I was there for a week. I wanted to film with you. You told me you're too fat to ride. You said you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I said, are you going to ride? You're like, no, I'm too fat. Uh but anyway, it's very disappointing to not have you in our videos and riding and, of course, shredding. But um, you just got back from Oklahoma working with Trey. Yep. How's everything going? Man, I thought it went really well. I, uh, yeah, I was there last week. I haven't seen him, you know, really since he's been hurt for, what, three months now. So. Right, right. Um, yeah, he'd done a little bit of riding before I got out there. Did uh, two days of outdoor and a day of Supercross and um, – all in all, I think he looks really good. You know, when you ride that race pace, it's a little bit different, but um, they hopped on a Supercross track and uh, jumped everything within three laps, you know, like you never right. never quit riding. So, um, 
I was really happy with the week, and I think he was too. So, and and Red Dog, you have some experience about coming back from injury. You you know a few times here and there. You're like hey. yeah, I think most any motocross rider does. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I, I think Trey's being smart, and he wants to uh, come back when he's fresh and 100. percent You know, it's late in the season, so what's the real rush? Well, that, um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's getting paid to race, but at the same time, uh, you got to get ready for that outdoor season too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Trey, it's got to be it's got to be a bit of a bummer. So, different riders have different uh, deals with this, Trey. But I'm wondering what yours is. How much do you watch slash follow the races when you're injured? Like some guys can't wait; they're watching it, they're 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 yelling at the TV. Other guys, I think Red Dog, you were one of those guys that just didn't even bother. I mean, you, you knew what was going on, but you didn't like, you know, it was just you didn't want to be surrounded in what you couldn't do. Um, but, Trey, what do you like when, when you're injured? Like, what, what have you been following it that closely, or are you sort of just bitter and not, not worried about it? Um, you know, I've gone through, like, several different phases, like, through injuries, and there's been times. I think when I broke my back, I didn't, I didn't watch a single outdoor race, like, the whole summer. Mm-hmm. But um, this time around, I've been, like, kind of the opposite. I've been, like, super fan. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Like Hannah and I, we we like get our guys we want to win, and and uh, I don't. She makes it fun too. Cause she's like she's super stoked when, when people she wants to win win. She's like all all about it. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's pretty funny listening to her talk about things. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. Uh, it, it's uh, it's probably like listening to my wife too. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, get them. Get oh oh, you're so sassy. Get them. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> just cheering like like just like a normal fan, right? Like a normal person, like on the couch. You're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was I just I kinda wanna see what she's like whenever I'm racing. Yeah, really, right? Hey, uh Yeah. Go ahead, D V. Hey Trey, what's um <clears throat> why not um wait for outdoors? Uh just uh, instead of just doing like four or five supercross races? Um, I think, you know, I could wait for outdoors, but I, I really want to go back to racing. Um, I mean, I think there's a, a huge intensity part that, that you can't get just, just practicing. Um, you know, I know it's, it's supercross and different, or in motocross are different kind of atmosphere and, and different all around, but, um, that race intensity, I think is important to kind of be ready for. Um, also I want to, do the bike cycle for next year, um, as far as mm-hmm. um, you know, supercross and that and that sort of thing. So, um, I don't know. I, I really like to just go back and race. I mean, it's been a long time, and, and I feel like I owe it a little bit to Honda and everyone that's that's paying me to to be out there. Um, you know, to them a little bit, and and I want to go racing too. So that's um, what I what I love to do. So um, you know, I've thought about it, maybe waiting for outdoors, but. And if I wasn't ready, I, I don't think that I that I, you know, would come back at all. So, mm-hmm. um, and if I'm not, then I won't. But um, but if I feel like everything's going good, then then uh, I'd love to go racing. So, well, I just I mean, it's good to have t- Timmy back at the races. You know, more than anything. So you got to get you got to come back. That's really why I'm doing it. I mean, I know Mathis. I've seen him. He's not quite right. He's, no, no. You know, I, I look at his fingernails. There's really nothing left. You can chew it on them. And... Uh, the Honda truck, the snacks in the Honda truck, they barely get touched. You know. Yeah, yeah. The, the M and M's are just building up. You right, know? right. 
and hey. it's piling up. Hey, Red Dog, uh, remember uh, remember when we won Summercross? No, I'm just ki- I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, Are we, is the, is that going to be what? like that for four hours? Summercross and Butts Creek for No, small? no, no. I'll move on. There was so much more stuff, too. Wow. <laughs> There was a Unadilla model, right? You won a Unadilla model, and the next race you lost the front brake caliper. That, was, that or wasn't me. That was Brian Kinney. Yeah, but uh, yeah, his front, re- his front caliper broke. They were running those uh, beryllium ones. That was the uh, one, right? They're called, I think, Brembo. Yeah, Brembo, but they were made out of beryllium. Was that O one? Yeah, I think it was O one. Yeah, yeah. One model. Hey, Red Dog. So Villaman's onto this thing about tires. And since you're the greatest test rider of all time. Um, half a millimeter. Half a millimeter. You can notice on forks. DV does not believe you. <laughs> DV doesn't believe you, but. Uh, it's, one, it's one millimeter. Half a millimeter. Uh, I'm telling you the story. I put his forks at the wrong height because it's me. And he came back and went, these forks aren't wow, right. Wow, you it did was, something wrong I know. as a mechanic? Yeah, I know. Is that possible? No, but I had a rare slip up. And uh, Timmy came back and said, my forks aren't right. And they were. Two millimeters off. Yeah, two millimeters. You maybe can see. He said. He said they don't feel right, and he was right. They were two millimeters off. Cool. Good, All right. Uh, okay. Good story, bro. <laughs> Let's keep. Good story, bro. All right, Timmy. So DV's on this show, and I know you're an avid listener, but let me recap it. Um, DV's onto Better. this. Yeah, DV's onto this thing. Uh, Stuart Villapoto. These guys are running. And Trey, maybe you are too. I, I, maybe last year you did. They're running, you know, the uh, the uh, MX thirty twos, or is it fifty twos? I don't know. Um, the sand tire, the intermediate tire, uh, with low pressure. It used to be the seven sixty two or yeah. something. This, yeah. This is the new. This is the new thing that guys are doing. And no matter how hard packed the dirt is, no matter how hard um, anything is, they run these seven sixty two. A's and normal 762s with low tire pressure, and it drives DV crazy. Have you noticed this? What do you think about it? Yeah, I have noticed it, and I'm kind of a little bit with DV because I'm kind of, like, shocked that they keep always using it. Um, I have rode one, and I actually rode a couple of them. I I, I snagged a few from Chad Reed's use pile. Um, (laughs) But uh, they get a lot of traction. Um, yeah, they're, they're yeah, but no grip, no they traction. Work a lot better than I really ever imagined they would. It's quite a so. switch from our days of you know when we when I was a mechanic and you guys were racing and you guys ran, you know the the closed pattern Bridgestone tires and sixty two A yeah something like that. Right. It was a sixty two. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, the tire is good when the the knobs go in the dirt, but when they they don't go in when it's all packed. Yeah. The thing goes away, and to make it actually uh, work, they put no pressure in them. Yeah. So it, you have more surface on the ground. But then the the bike is a tank because it doesn't move. Have you tried to ride with a flat tire on the rear? <laughs> right, the bike right, doesn't right. lean. <laughs> uh, so it's like you're fixing something with the with the wrong thing, and you know. Trey, is and, it something? And, and we've oh. heard we've heard from Bubba that he's been trying different tires and he's been doing good with them. When is when was the la- the first time he tried a, a new tire? That he, was it Dallas that he won? I don't know. I don't remember. One of the races he won. Yeah, he yeah. said, "Hey, I, he kind of said, oh, I took a gamble for the main and I put this and tire I, and it yeah. was awesome.' Yep. And this weekend I wasn't there. You tell me, Bubba had different tires on RV. RV looked horrible. 
traction wise. Right. But that was awesome. You know what I mean? Trey, do you uh, do you subscribe to this? Do you are you in that are you in that boat with these guys when you come back or or, or even last year? No, I'm not actually. Um, I think the. I think the big thing is is they test with the the sixty two or or fifty two Geomax or whatever. Yep. Um, and I think it has a different feel because it's the the knobs it makes it feel taller to me and it and it's a really bouncy tire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they they throw a different tire on there it gives them the whole rear end a different feel. Um, so I think that's one thing is it, is they've they've been on that tire a lot and they know it really well. So they it's almost like they know what's going to happen, right? Other than hopping on another tire and not really knowing. Yeah, um, I, I I really believe that you're right. They they know they're consistent. They know what the bike's going to do, and good or bad, they know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it actually you'd be surprised how well it does on on the, the hard stuff, um, especially like in like an Anaheim situation after mm-hmm. they do monster jam um yeah. there's like that loose gravel kind of yep um it's not necessarily like hard and shiny it's, it's kind of loose and it, it actually does really good in that scenario uh, because the, the, the carcass is really soft mm-hmm. um so it kind of digs through that stuff and still gets good traction um you know better traction mm-hmm through that stuff and then still mediocre traction due to the hard pack stuff rather than, you know, a hard pack tire that wouldn't do so well in the the loose stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I'm kind of shocked really, too. I just, I don't know. I, I guess they found something that works for them, but yeah. I, I can't run it everywhere. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's, yeah, go ahead, Timmy. I thought it worked better on the hard pack than softer, personally. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I don't know why. I just, that's yeah, that's I the first think... problem. It's the same tire that go good on the hard pack, but <laughs> not on the soft. <laughs> That's the first problem right there. But I, I think Trey. I think Trey's right. I think Matt has agreed. It's whatever they're really the most comfortable with. I mean, I think what RC always ran a hard tire, even all the way at South. Mm-hmm. Um, on the, I'm talking on the front. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's whatever you're used to. You know, but I think that's easy to get used to a tire. Timmy's just, talking, bro. Timmy's yeah, talking. Yeah, but j- just put it on the practice bike during the week. They ride two or three times a week. Yeah. You know, put it in between two races. Just ride this tire every day. See what it does, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and maybe it's going to be better for the weekend. Well, you riders, if you, you don't, riders are weirdos. If you don't change, you don't improve. F you, dude. Uh, whoever said that, uh, I think it was Winston Churchill or something. Know. Probably some French explorer. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, a guy like this. If you, it's like if you don't, uh, I, I'm gonna look, Google it. He's, go, he's googling it. If you, <laughs> if, you, if you don't change, someone in the chat room you, says you don't know what you're talking about because McGrath beat you down. You don't improve. He beat a lot of guys down. He <laughs> was the saying, best ever. I'm just saying. What so, the hell happened? Very good, Timmy. Uh, you have nowhere to, no room to talk because McGrath beat you too, except for that day at Summercross. Um, yeah. Hey, Trey. Uh, and let's pretend Timmy's not on the line right now, but working with Red Dog, uh, you're going into your third season, I think, maybe fourth even. Uh, what's he help you with? What What are some of the things that you really, uh, besides, you know, just every day being great, uh, what's one thing or two things that you found that uh, the great Timmy Ferry helps you out with? I think one thing is he, he shows me, like, the, you know, the things that I think are impossible or doable. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, like right. like the other day, you know, we're going out for motos, and and I got just got some muscle milk stuff in, and there was some Cytomax drops in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, I looked over, and he was like, "Hey, I'm going to grab some drops." 
And by the time we got down to the track, he had four bags of them. <laughs> and I just didn't know that that, you know, he, right, he just right. goes to show me there, you know, what the human mind thinks is, is impossible, is, is doable. <laughs> right, and that's, right. that's really what it's all about. It is, isn't it? Just showing you what can really happen. You should see me at like an all-you-can-eat pizza place. I'll, <laughs> I'll show you too, Trey. Something that you couldn't believe could be done. Um, uh, no, I, I think, uh, you know, like on a serious note, I think yeah. um, really it kind of dumbed down a lot of stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we try to, like, overcomplicate things a lot of times. Um, you know, I think there's a huge rocket science formula to being a, a motocross supercross rider, which, I mean, there's some complication to it, but, um, you know, this just like this last week, we just worked on some really simple stuff, and, and it made a really huge difference in the riding, and mm-hmm. um, just in, in general too, and in, in, um, in life. You know, I, I tend to be like really, um, I don't know, OCD about a lot of things as far as you know, making sure I get everything in, and um, I don't know, just just kind of helps me mm-hmm. relax a little bit. I guess is a is a really good way to put it. So. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I think you know one of the big things too is is watching um, you know summer cross from from '99 and oh, um, you know just just seeing you know the adversity that you guys overcame mm-hmm. you know after mm-hmm. Timmy crashed the bike and you had to put it back together and mm-hmm. keep talking yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, so. just a, it's a real synergy between us Timmy and I <laughs> back then. Uh, hey, Chris has been on hold for a long time waiting to talk to you, Trey. Uh, I find that quote. You found it? Who says it? Winston Churchill. <laughs> Thank you, DV. Oh, DV's the man. <laughs> he said, it says, to improve is to change. To be perfect is to change often. Thank you. It's deep. All right. Great radio, bro. I thought you. I, I, knew, uh, it was, I knew it was Churchill. I, I've read that thing before. Uh, I thought it was a French Boy. guy. No, he's, no, he wasn't French. Okay. Hey, Chris, what's your question for uh, Trey Kennard? Thanks for listening, by the way. Hey, uh, no problem. Um, first of all, um, i just like to uh, thank Trey. Uh, ever since my uh, crash in uh, 2013, I had to my ACL, and I was just thinking about just hanging up the boots, just quitting. But I found I, I had um, was looking at some of your revival videos and your uh, Christian videos online, and it really made me – rethink about what I was doing and um, brought me a lot closer, not just to you, but just to um, God and Jesus Christ himself in the uh, book of Christianity. And first, I would just like to thank you that because truly I've just been blessed um, these last couple years uh, over injuries and um, a lot of people saying I can't do it. And uh, first, I'd just like to thank you on that. Hey, thanks, man. That's that's really cool to hear. Yeah, I appreciate and, um, that. Uh, well, I know you have a, um, a busy schedule and everything, but do you ever think you could probably fly down to Georgia and um, probably give my uh, speak out to my church for a little bit if it's not too crazy yeah. or something? Yeah, I don't know. Just um, probably just probably get in touch with someone on the uh, website and um, you know see where where things go. You know, obviously we have a really crazy schedule, but. Um, you never know where, where things go. So yeah, these guys are Chris. These guys are wide open. But I mean, Trey, you do some stuff with uh, uh, FCA and uh, here and there, I'm sure, and uh, things like that. So yeah, I mean, uh, send him a note, Chris, and we'll see. But that's a cool, cool story, man. Definitely, I'm glad Trey could uh, could inspire you like that. No doubt. 
Thank you so much. And uh, do I do I send a note to you or something, or do I send it to him or somebody? Is there a contact form on your website, Trey? Or uh, I believe you there's there's a way to, to email or, or do something. Or Chris, uh, uh, use the contact form on pulpamex.com, and I'll forward it to uh, to Trey. Thank you so much. You guys have all been you, David, and Will, and um, even Timmy. You guys all have been a true blessing in my life over the past couple of years, and I can't thank you and God enough. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for the story. Uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, Timmy, I think he meant more you than anything. It's just me, though. Just It's just me. He doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> hey, Mathis. Yep. I'm really upset with you. Why? Because, you know, you, you talk all this Timmy game, but you didn't even stop by his house. Listen. Listen, don't get me started. I'm very. He's a cool guy. I'm, he has to go to obvious place. I'm very. I'm, you know what it's about, cool guy. Huh? I'm cool very guy. upset at Timmy. I told him on our text that we are growing apart. I feel like we are growing apart. He he. I was like, when can we film? Can we come see you? Can we do dinner? I'll stop by. I'm going to be at Chad's house. I'll stop and just nothing. I I got very little communication back, and I was upset. You can ask James Lissamore. I said I'm very upset at Timmy. So. Yeah, I, I did kind of blow him off a little bit. It wasn't that I was trying to. I was super busy with my little son. Um, sons, really? Re- your sons come before me? Really? <laughs> uh, um, uh, hey, Timmy, uh, RJ Hampshire, uh, he's currently injured right now. I saw him at Daytona. Good to see him. He's uh, he's next going to be the next Geico guy, like a Trey Kennard. Um, talk about working with him a little bit. How's the injury coming? I didn't know this, but he might turn pro this year. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's kind of sucks. He broke, broke a bone in his hand, but he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's healing up now. I, I don't know when his re- return is going to be. It kind of depends on when his hand heals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hopefully he does what Trey did. I mean, Trey won, won a lot for Geico, so I think it's a good, solid team right now. Yeah. So, super happy for him, and, uh, yeah, he's come a long ways, and I think I've been helping him a little over a year, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I guess he crashed in Reno in practice. I didn't see it, mm-hmm. and he raced a couple. He raced two two weekends, and uh, that's what he was saying. He said it was kind of yeah, it kind of bothered him too much, so he had to get it fixed and or go get it checked out and mm-hmm. um, let it heal up. Hey, uh, Trey, uh, you seen uh, Ronnie Mack around at all? Or no, you know Ronnie. Me and Ronnie just don't get along too well. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not sort of the same lifestyles, really, huh? Yeah, no, he, um, I think he's in jail, actually, so. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand, for sure. And yeah. uh, how how is married life, Trey? You, yourself and Hannah uh, tied the knot last uh, fall. Um, how how was it? How is it? It's, it's pretty great. I feel, um, I feel old at times, but <laughs> dog and, and, you know, we, we just do our thing and, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is I that... get excited about going to Lowe's. <laughs> you know, it's just—it's I don't know—pretty much all downhill from here. So <laughs> it's, it's been awesome, though. It's been—it's been a huge blessing. So I get excited to go to Lowe's. It was. It's awesome. It was it's a great place. I mean, Timmy and I went there last week. <laughs> you can vouch for this, Red Dog. Got a ladder. It's a big step. <laughs> hey, I got a question from a uh, a nasty Nate. Um, asked if you still had your dog from Bercy. Is that the same dog? Um, no, I, I didn't have a dog in Bercy, so. What's he um, talking about? I don't know. You know what? He's a frequent caller, listener of the show that I, I wonder sometimes, you know, what he's on, what kind of substances he's on. Um, 
Hey, uh, thanks for both of you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. Trey, we can't wait to get you back just because then that means Timmy will be back. And, uh, oh, by the way, Red Dog, um, I posted something on Instagram of you or me or something. And the guy said, is that Timmy Ferry? And I it almost wanted to cry. It almost made me laugh. Hey, uh, I, got, I got two things before you hang up on me. Yes. Um, since DV's on, I got a funny story. Okay. Here we go again. <laughs> There's a lot of them with DV. I hate funny stories, guys. Uh, it's it's oh, kind of short and funny, but I, uh, so I heard uh, Christoph Purcell's been riding, and uh, he's been riding Yamaha. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, so I texted him one day. I said, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy Perry, obviously. Uh, hey, Jimmy, CP is the new DV. And uh, <laughs> I, got, got, I got a smart-ass comment back, obviously, from Jimmy, but thought that was pretty good because he loved DV. Oh, yeah. No, no. J- jp.com and dv were buddies yeah oh, man we had a moments. Mem- remember when you managed cp too that went well that went really good dv yeah we did good yeah <laughs> for like three, it lasted what three motos yeah pretty good yeah not not bad uh he's coming back though <laughs> but any, anybody some uh ride or i don't know i haven't heard anything so he's been riding in Glen helen i think yeah yeah cool he's good though but you know Depends who shows up, right? You know, um, yeah. the uh, The sprinkler story is good. Do you remember the time too, Red Dog, when uh, we were talking about um, spoilers and things like that? Sleepers, sleepers, picks. sleeper picks, and DV was sl- trying to sleep in the upstairs bunk, and he comes running down in his underwear, yelling and screaming, and he races our our um, our uh, board, <laughs> our our dry erase board with all our sleeper picks on it. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, just, that was what that was indie, right? Indie. I don't, or? I don't know, but you were like, "I'm trying to sleep." You guys are assholes. You yeah. guys are screaming and then, you know, shouting your sleepers pick. I'm trying to sleep and concentrate upstairs. It was, I was McGrath, McGrath would have beat you, and it didn't matter how you slept. McGrath was going to beat you. And then I went down, and actually, my guy won. I know. And then, <laughs> then you on the line. Then you I'm grabbed the- you grabbed your mechanic's headset and say, "Hey, my sleeper is Vallejo." <laughs> I had Vallejo as a sleeper, and uh, I was on the gate, doing my gate, and I look at the board or whatever, I see Vallejo on fourth. I took, uh, I think it was Gothic J's uh, mm-hmm. headset, at, or, or maybe Monty's headset, yeah. and I said, guys, my sleeper is winning. Good times. Trey Kennard, uh, guy, uh, must, Honda Muscle Milks, Trey Kennard, and uh, Timmy Ferry, thank you for coming on the Pulp Mech Show, both of you guys. Uh, can't wait to see you both at the races. Be good. Be uh, good for some laughs, if nothing else. Thanks, guys. Hey, no thank problem. you. Appreciate it. All right, see you. All right, see you guys. All right, Trey Kennard, Timmy Ferry on the line. What? I never saw the. Are, you, just... are you mad about Chad's tweet to you about the sprinklers? No, I, that was funny. That's funny. Chad like responded it. to you and said that uh, track needed watering, and you were just goofing around out there, and you looked hot. That's why I'm he, always he hot. To, he's trying to help you, bro. That's what they say. Uh, but the thing is, um, thanks yeah. to those guys for coming on. I never saw the the video of uh, what. Are we going to talk about Wilson? And yes, when thing? we come back. Yes, when we come. Back I never saw it. I just saw it on um, chairbees dot com. Everybody, check them out. They've been in business for forty years. The official plastic of Chad Reed, Ryan Villapoto, Ken Roxon, Ryan Dungey. Chairbees dot com. They got a cool thing where you can plug in your bike uh, builder and uh, and pick and choose your color of plastic, and they'll show you what it looks like. It's super bitching. And uh, we appreciate those guys coming on the show. All right, we'll take a com- first commercial break of the night. Come back with Andrew Short, David Villeman, Devin Gibbs.
Tyler Bowers, Pookie, Pookie, and much, much more. Thanks for listening. See you in a bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mm-hmm. Mic check. proven when riders choose they choose race tech supporting the world's fastest racers providing factory level products support and service to the everyday rider supporting riders like michael lead vince freeze chris blows cody gilmore and the motosport.com spine chillers arena cross team of nathan skaggs mike mcdade willie browning and more Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. 
To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility. Or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement. Or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length. Or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruz Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. 
your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Sanchez and Ben Halen. David Villeman's home soccer team's intro song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marseille, the Marseille Bandits. Uh, Olympique de Marseille. The Olympic de Marseille. They come out to this. As did the Winnipeg Jets from 1987 to 1996. Nice. Good story, bro. Good one. Black Ops Moto, they developed an aftermarket high-output ignition coil for your four-stroke. Unlike traditional ignition coils, a Black Ops Motor coil has several features not found on the older-style coils. And uh, you will notice more power, quicker throttle response, and easier engine starting. In addition to the state-of-the-art ignition coils, Black Ops Moto, they've been mapping ECUs for 25 years. 30% off, mention Pulpamex, blackopsmoto.com. Go to Thumper Talk uh, and read some reviews on Black Ops. They, uh, people like it. And uh, welcome back to the show. We appreciate it. And, of course, uh, 810 Solutions for the, anything you need. Rhino, Rhino products, brat bars, uh, supplements uh, to help yourself recover, to help yourself race day performance, 810solutions.com, the number 8, 10solutions.com. And Tech One Designs, a longtime sponsor of our. Uh, they have graphics. They have uh, custom graphics. They'll make you pitch shirts, hats, the official gear that Team Crossland wears. TechOneDesigns.com. Check them out. They're making some bitchin' uh, 60 stuff from uh, my buddy. And anything you need custom, TechOneDesigns.com will help you out. You can save money at all of our sponsors using the show uh, sponsor deals on the PulpMechShow.com for your biker body. And, of course, PulpMex code at BTOSports.com saves you big. So we appreciate it. Andrew Short, BTO Sports KTM coming up. Brought to you by Atlas Braces. AtlasBrace.com. They're giving away uh, monthly braces. Uh, every month they're giving away a brace. Uh, Prodigy braces for the young kids. Uh, tykes for the little, real little kids. And the original redone for 2014. 20% lighter than before. And uh, easier adjustment, better strap mounting, all around better experience. AtlasBrace.com. Follow them on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, at AtlasBrace. And... Uh, Villapoto wears it, Weimer wears it, many other top riders in the sport. So atlasbrace.com, we thank those guys for coming on. And with that, let's transition into our next guest. Like I said, he had a career season best, fourth place at uh, Detroit. Rode fantastic, had a few people upset with him, but also came from the back, and that's usual for this guy. Andrew Short, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, David Villeman's in studio. Hey, uh, Devin, are you telling, yeah. people, are you de- are you telling people David Villeman's here? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. I don't know. I meant to ask you that before the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll make sure. I'll, Some I'm people on. will not want to be on the show if I'm on. Yeah. Exactly. So some I'll make people. Sure so make sure you tell them. And All some right. people will go, "Who is that? Who Very is David Villeman? <laughs> Did you ever race, Shorty? Uh, was, were you in a big black guy? First time I raced with Andrew. Yes. If he remembers. Okay. That was um, Mammoth Mountain 2000. Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah. He I had, raced a lot with the had, uh, I did KX really 125, uh, number Shh. something 131 or 51, or yep. something like that. I remember. Okay. And you have a good memory. Yeah. And we raced the Bercy when he, he was oh, on yeah, the Bercy. Moto, Moto World uh, 250. What am I talking about? Of course you guys raced IMG. together. Right. No, he had, I don't know if he had a, I think he had a 125 maybe then. I don't know. But we raced Bercy together. We, we raced a bunch Okay, yeah. All right. Just checking. I don't know if it was a big bike. If there much it was big bike crossover between you two, Shorty. Uh not full time. I I never technically raced D V. He always smoked me, but <laughs> he, uh I, I I lined up on the gate with him. Hey, who can forget your big bike debut? 
Chad Reed not happy with you. We, really? I don't even remember that. We, uh, yeah, I remember on the Honda, you caused the pileup. Well, I mean, you didn't cause it. You just crashed over. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, and uh, we were telling a Chad Reed story earlier about Chad Reed turning the sprinklers on DV while he was riding at the Yamaha track. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hey, anyways, Detroit, uh, good job, man. Really, really nice ride. And uh, um, you had to be pumped on that. The, the old guy still got it. Yeah, I was I was super pumped. I feel like the last few weekends um, have been great races for me. I feel like you know I made some good strides and have some momentum going. So I'm excited to you know finish the season off strong. Why do you think you've been riding better? Is there a change? Is there something that happened in your practice habits? Is Nate maybe finally tuning the bike properly? What uh, <laughs> like what has anything changed? To I I do notice that also that you've been riding pretty good lately. So anything you can point to? Yeah, I, I mean, I think everyone's been doing a great job all, all season, but the easiest thing to change at the races is the rider and the mindset, and I feel like mentally I've been in a better better spot and been working on a lot of things like that. I was a little bit of a head case at the beginning of the season and maybe trying too much and thinking too much, and, you know, these last few races I've been able to just ride, uh, you know, corner to corner on the track, and I mm-hmm. think that's really helped me, you know, just ride how I, how I know how to ride. Mm-hmm. Did you like the Detroit track? Because nobody – I went over to talk to you. You were long gone. But then again, it was really cold, so I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> uh, and you guys were in that far parking lot too. Those pits sucked this weekend. Not good. But Yeah. Um, I went over – I went to talk to you about it. Did you – nobody I talked to liked the track. James told me it sucked. Uh, and obviously you did well on it. But what did you think of the track itself? The only part of the track I liked was going up into the stands, the old school part. I thought that was uh... – Yeah. That was cool. The dirt, obviously, was really hard-packed and slippery, and a lot of rocks as well, mm-hmm. which you know I think will be similar to Toronto. It seems like there's always a lot of rocks there as well. But yeah. the layout just had too many 90-degree turns, I think, for, for good passing. You know, It was really hard to pass. And, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it wasn't the best track of the year, but I yeah. liked how they went to the stands. I thought that was cool for the riders, fans. Yeah, yeah I agree. You know, TV, everything, yeah. I guess... Uh... Coming down from there, you're you're going pretty fast, and I guess before the race on press day, they didn't have any little bumps there. You just went right into that first, that first jump before the table, and they were guys. Yeah. Were, guys were hitting it like Mach four. So <laughs> it was pretty impressive what Kenny was doing on that jump. Yeah, how he was. What was he doing? That was that was sick. He du- skimmed. He skimmed it, like that's what Dungey was trying to do, but he wasn't doing it, and it was costing him time. And I was, I was. Hey, Andrew, how come you were doing like? Um, you're, you're, you're you're interrupting me. Yeah. It, okay. What Roxon was doing was sick. Okay. He was kind of like yeah. blis- blistering it like a whoop section. Yeah, which is I think what Martin tried to do when he went down. No, I don't think Martin tried to do it. Okay. He was like, oh, Andrew, how come you were doing um, on off and on off instead of going over and triple on? I I thought it was going to be more consistent for twenty laps. I didn't have to think about it. Where the other line was getting pre chewed up. You know, when you jumped over the table, there was a big hole before yeah. you jumped on to the, the next three onto the table. And that's actually how I got Barsha back at the end of the race because he made a mistake in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of why I switched there because it was, I could charge down through the stands. I didn't have to do any setup. Yeah. And I was taking a different line than everybody else. And uh, it, I think it kind of paid off in the main event. Why so. do you think... Uh, sorry. Why do you think that guys that were going over the table could only seem to do it on the far right? Like I don't. I get what you're saying. Guys were killing themselves to get to the far right 
to do it. And I was thinking, why don't you guys just move over eight inches? Because they were using yeah. the part of the track, there's a bump to go over the yeah, first. Yeah, but wasn't that bump a little, it wasn't there? No, that bump was actually the berm the from berm the start. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you were in the middle, the berm was like too close to the jump, so you were jumping over it, and you had to yeah. kind of go to the roller and the on-off. Right. And on the, on the right, you could use the last part of the berm to kind of like bony yeah. up over the to, first to little roller. Yeah. yeah. But I just thought that it would, I guess it must have ended. It just must have not been there, huh, Shorty? Mm, yeah, well, DV is exactly right. And also the first part when you jump over the tabletop, it was rolled on the ride a little bit. Oh, okay. But I think that that's why you saw some of the ride, like RV and some of the guys do, they were moving. They would do what DV said. They would come down on the right, and then once they got into the rhythm, they would fade to the left mm-hmm. and then try to get back to the right before the end of the straightaway. But yeah, what, it was pretty technical. I was timing it. What you were doing was about four-tenths slower because you were doubling out at, or you were singling out at the end, but it was like you said you could do 20. You could, you could do that 20 laps all day long. Yeah, I ended yeah. up on the same rhythm as I still have it a triple in. I was just missing, um, the you know, instead of going over the table, I wouldn't triple in onto the next one. I was just going on, off, and then you were, on, off you again. Were, you were tripling out, though? Yeah. Okay, because Dunge wasn't. Dunge was not tripling out. And, 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 and then going to the inside, maybe? Yeah, and trying to go to the inside, but it was slow, like I said, in my splits, so... In my yeah. timing, in my my sausage fingers working the iPhone <laughs> stopwatch. But um, hey, uh, did Timmy get pissed back at you in the day? Were you slow on the stopwatch at the practice track, or were you good at uh, it? I, I mean, I would make sure that he was always faster than Chad. Then I'd tell him, "Hey, good job." <laughs> uh, Jimmy Perry. Jimmy Perry was the Gestapo Nazi of the stopwatch. Like these guys couldn't go out there and just you know how you just warm up or whatever. Like Jimmy was yeah, just yeah. click, 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 and you're just like Jimmy. Like he's just warming up, or he's just trying these clamps, or whatever. Like just back it down. He had his multi stopwatch clipboard, you know. So yeah. But uh, um, so the Cole Sealy move. I, you passed Dean there. It was a smart, smart thing. You were coming on the inside, and you were gassing it in there. You knocked him down. He's very upset at you. I thought it was fun. I thought, like, I, I mean, I, you know, I didn't race at your level, but I kind of thought you should know that a guy is on you, or a guy is there. And I mean, Dean checked up. He knew he, that you had him. You pulled the same move on Cole. Obviously, he wasn't happy. But take us through it from your end of things. And again, I, I think it was just fine. But, um, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I understand why he's pissed because right. you know he landed on the ground and. Uh, anytime someone goes down, that, that's not cool, you know. And uh, but as a racer, if you see a gap, you go for it, you know. It's I think four wheels, two wheels, anything, you know. Formula One, those guys see a gap, they go for it. You're going fast, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. And you have to be smart, and especially for 20 laps. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, in some ways, I regret, re, you know, regret throwing it in there because uh, he he hit the ground, and I want to race people the same way I want to be raced. And, yeah. If I ended up on the ground, I'd be pissed. But at the same time, I saw the gap, and I had Barsha behind me throwing it in everywhere. So Yeah, he was – the um, Barsha – the short Barsha tickle. Tickle was right there, too. That was gnarly. Yeah. It was it was intense. Yeah. I mean, so you don't have much time to think, or, you know, it's just kind of like you see a gap and you go for it. So I understand why Cole's pissed. I respect him as a racer the last thing I wanted to do is put him on the ground. And if anybody should be pissed, it should be uh, Dino. You know, I, I threw it on him 
really hard the same way. I tried it once, and he outsmarted me. Yeah, he got you back. Ducked yeah. under me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to make it stick if I'm going to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I went in there hot on him. Mm-hmm. So if anybody should be pissed, probably him. But, yeah. uh, you know, I understand where Cole's coming from. Yeah. I understand why he's pissed because he hit the ground. But yeah, I saw I mean, a gap and went for it. I mean, that's, that's kind of racing and. You know. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I, you understand him being upset for sure. But it, you know, some of the things he was like, short cleaned me out. Short took my front wheel out. I didn't see it that way. You know, I, I didn't. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, I, you know, whatever. Uh, it was a veteran move by yourself. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he knew I was there and turned down pretty quick. And, yep. You know. Um, uh, I, I don't know. What uh, What did you and Barsha have words about after after the race? Uh, it looked like semi friendly. I, I don't. Were you guys just saying? You were like, hey, you were hitting me a little bit out there. And he said, yeah. <laughs> like, how did that go? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, like, super tight with him, but I'm buddies yeah. with him. And everyone keeps texting me, like, hey, what was Barsha saying? And I'm like, he, he was just making sure we were cool. And I'm like, right. I know Barsha, how he races. It's like, if you know he's behind you, you know he's going to yes. dive bomb you. you <laughs> right. got to expect it, right? Right, right. So, I mean, it happens to me pretty much every week. Unfortunately, I'm, he's, he passes me quite often. So, but this weekend, I was able to get him back, and so everything was cool after the race. He was just making sure we were all good. Right. He said, okay. good ride, and I said, same to him, and I think he was just bummed because he didn't have the best night, but we're cool. Yeah, okay. So. All right. Yeah, it seemed like it was fun. Um, um, so that, that track, yeah, that track was just hard to pass on. I mean, well, you weren't going to just ride around the outside of somebody, especially, mm-hmm. like, me and Tickle were really close in speed, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's somebody like that, you're not going to just ride around the outside of them. DV, you know what you know what short secret to success has been lately? Uh, tires? Not tires. <laughs> we won't talk about tires. <laughs> Third gear starts. Oh, Third good. gear starts. He's pulling. I know. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty impressive. I, I used to start in third, but only on concrete. I never. Oh, uh, you went third? Yeah. Yeah, because we had like super long second gear. Yeah. So we couldn't yeah. really uh, start in 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 third anyway. But uh, you know what, Sorby, when he used to all shot main events mm-hmm. on that um, Tamer, the, the, yeah, Honda, the, the Honda, yeah. like yeah. the Hooters Honda, whatever it was, Alan Brown Triple X, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to start in first gear. What? Yeah, first gear all shot the all shot the main in Atlanta and <laughs> always first gear, and that's what he tried to to make. Um, he tried um, to tell Barsha that. One of the races oh, yeah. starting throws here. Is that just to get the jump, get your elbows out? Is yeah, that, I, I don't mean, know. That, that was his deal. You know, it's, <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough to. It's it's tough to yeah. if you, um, if you now start in Tokyo, you're gonna be awesome. You know. Yeah, yeah. And but Shorty, then he, Shorty's not, well, a couple. <laughs> t- one, if you don't, yeah. you screwed. <laughs> yeah, one weekend, Shorty. I forget where that was. You didn't get it. Um, where what was that? A heat race, maybe only. I don't know. Um, you mean when I stalled it like a dork? Is that what you? Dallas. Is that what you did? Yeah, dude, oh. I let my RPMs drop and I just dumped the clutch and I stalled it in front of the gate. <laughs> You're like, hey, that was hey, pretty everybody. horrible. Former factory yeah. rider. <laughs> um, uh, hey, so also too, we've been talking about tires tonight, big tire talk. But you must be feeling better on the Pirellis. Uh, hard pack, the uh, marbles on top this week, looking good, feeling good. You, you adjusted to the Pirellis now. You like them and uh, and all that. Going well for you? Yeah, I love them. I, I think it's uh, a great thing for us and our team. So it's uh, outdoors; they've always been good, but Supercross is a whole other animal. You I mean right. you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. I think you know having Doug Shapinsky and um, 
the whole, st- you know, Pirelli is a massive company. And they've been successful in a lot of different motorsports, and now that they're dumping some money and some technology into tires for Supercross, they've uh, stepped up the game as well. So, yeah. yeah, I think they're more than competitive. It's really good for us and our team. Still running the Airshock? Yeah. yeah. I-, I love the Airshock. Uh, some of the guys, I think Dungey's a little timid or yeah. doesn't like the feel of it. And Kenny, he just wants the regular one. Right. So, but yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, you like you told me earlier it works good in the whoops, huh? That's something where you've noticed a difference. Yeah, it's a little dead feeling. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so the rebound is a little slow. So I think when it gets rough, you know, like Daytona, I ran a different setting than what I would typically run at most Supercross races. But it's but, uh, a great feeling for me. Does it pack? Because it run it's slow like that, or no? Like do you know? Yeah, that? yeah. So the wheel won't fall to the ground accelerating so much, right. but. They have different settings, obviously, for it. Of course, yeah. For for outdoors. And, but, yeah, it saves a lot of weight, and it's uh, in the center, you know, where mm-hmm. it's located on the bike. So I think that helps with uh, the balance, and, you know, it, overall, it's a better setup for me. Yeah. Uh, you want to take some calls? Sure. You know what's coming, right? You know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, Mojer. Yeah. Uh, but before- he actually said, made a, a gift today. Actually, Aaron did, I think. Yeah, he's not doing it. Uh, Hobo Nick. Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're good. Hey, thanks for listening. You got you got a statement about Shorty or a question or anything? Um, I just had a, a question. It's a little bit off topic, but I'd like to hear Shorty's input as well. Sure. Um, I was just curious. Uh, you know, I, I traveled a couple years and watched Supercross, and I really kind of grew to, like, practice a lot more. That was one of the things I always look forward to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Stuart seemed to be the guy that always tried something first or, you know, sometimes was the guy that, you know, did did something that nobody else did. Uh, so my question was, uh, and I don't know how much story you've seen Cinderella, but, but uh, Mathis, when you went to Florida, I was just wondering if you sort of saw that element in uh, in AC, if he kind of attacks the track and, and, you know, wants to try different lines, even if they're not the fastest, just to see if he can do it. You know what he reminds me of a little bit? And, he, and Shorty knows this. Uh, AC now reminds me of Kenny when Kenny first hit the scene. And I think Roxon's calmed down a little bit. He's on the bigger bike. He, he's maybe not – I don't want to say he's not having as much fun, but he's more into the groove, let's say, of just you know putting in his work and, and, and trying his best. But AC now is just enjoying this and just whipping it and trying new things. And, and you can see him out there. like He looks at the board. He'll see, he'll see Davalos or Baggett or someone ahead of him. And then he'll lay it down and try to get try to beat him. He wants to be at top of the board. I saw the same thing with Kenny in the in the two fifty class. Maybe not so much now. Kenny's more reserved in his riding now, but man, he used to scrub and soak and whip it and just super attack the track. But you know, he's on the bigger bike now, so it's harder to do that, um, expend that energy now. But uh what do you think, Shorty? Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing what AC's doing. I heard he tripled after the wall this weekend once he crossed the start. In practice, and yeah, uh, like stuff like that, you know, it's not going to be fast in the race, but he just does it to do it. So, I, I, I mean, stuff like that's pretty impressive. I think I saw Brayton triple it too. Really? I, I want to say I saw Yamaha do it um, as well. Maybe Grant Brayton, one of those guys. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, hobo. It's just one of those things. Like when I was in Florida, he was doing a section that uh, 
RV and Kenny weren't doing until RV did it at the end of the of the second set of motos. But it was a big jump, and AC nailed it. And uh, yeah, just one of those things that when you're younger, huh, Shorty? You're you're maybe more full of trying things, more 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 hope of trying things out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, everybody jumps everything, but comes to the main, everybody's yeah. going to do the same thing. Yeah, so, nobody's busting out there. So, so there's no point taking a risk of doing something like sick in practice mm-hmm. and crash, because you know you, you're not going to do it anyway. Yeah. Like back in the day, we, we would uh, do like quads and stuff in the rhythm section yeah. on 250s, yeah. and then it comes to the main event, nobody, it was like a few ruts and nobody was yeah. would do it. No, so I, there's... I, not really a point. I think you need to find your lines and like um, a flow yep. and just stick to it. And just like Andrew said, find like lines that are consistent, just like that on-off section. Yeah. And, uh, you know, do it every lap and, uh, you know, take advantage of people that try other stuff, make mistakes, you know. I know there's been a lot of Tim Ferry already in the show, but I used to, when we walked the track together, he would say, the guys are going to quad this, but it's not going to be the race line. I'm not doing it or whatever. He would say that all the time. He's like, this isn't going to be what you're doing in the but main event. Sometimes, so. you know, sometimes, let's say, Bubba's going to do a quad every yeah. lap, but yeah. nobody else will. So yeah. you can still be on a podium and not quad it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, no problem. Have a good show, guys. Thank Thanks you. for the input. Yeah. Uh, Shorty, you, you agree with that? Sometimes you're looking at stuff and you're like, ah, James could do this, but I, I don't need to worry about it. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, for 20 laps. Right. You, and yeah, and sometimes you can go just as fast. You know, going two 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 instead of three three. If you know, if you cut off five feet in the first turn and the second turn, or, yeah. You know, there's so much setup that you don't see. So yeah. I mean, DV, he was awesome. You know, once my five days when he first came over, he used a lot of body English, and that's where he would kill people by being smart and staying low. And, and that gear he um, wore too, that weirdo gear that everybody looked at him. All weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right, Moser, welcome to the show. I had to call in to hear his voice. <laughs> he's, he's he's there. <laughs> Are you wearing sweatpants, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't I can't wear sweats when I'm talking to Shorty. I think you know why. Uh, <laughs> hey, we had Timmy on earlier, and so now you know it's only fair that you know your favorite rider comes on. Yeah, well, I pr- I appreciate that you haven't blackballed me. Uh, anything to say, Moser, or just? Well, I was going to ask about the third gear stars, but you kind of already addressed that. But I was a little curious. So are there situations where you got to start in second, and is that a disadvantage? Nope. I just run different gearing if I have to start in second. So uh, it's uh, actually, as the night goes on, it gets better for me. If the ruts are deep and long, it mm-hmm. just I can carry three where I don't have to shift where everyone else does. And this weekend we kind of had that ledge 15 right. feet in front of the gate. So helped that you, helped, helped you. Oh. Hey, it helped you even more. It gave you a little bit more speed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else is trying to shift going over that thing, and right. I just leave it. Uh, Moser, any problems with Shorty's actions with Cole Sealy, Dean Wilson? You have a, any issues with that? No, hey, was Dean pissed at me, Mathis? Not that I know of. I didn't speak to him, but not that well, I... Well, you keep saying all these riders are pissed at me. I think, oh. I think Cole's pissed at me. No, just Cole. I read that on Racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, just Cole. I, I don't... What? 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 DV, what? What? What are you pointing at? It's my team playing okay, right now. Okay, can you focus on the show? Focus. Hey, Steve's just Steve. Why do you always got to stir the pot for no reason? My clip rolls are on. He's, Come on. He's pointing. He's not, eleven in a row. That's a three hundred dollar headset you just knocked off the table. Sorry, bro. I'm talking. I'm talking about creating non-existent shorty drama. 
Uh, no, uh, I don't think Dean's got any problems. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's fine, Shorty. But I'm just, you know, I'm wondering, you know, if Moser, you know, gets worried. Uh, yeah, I've always got his back. You know that. I, I, do. I did have uh, I did have one other question though. I was uh, when I was stalking your inst- or not stalking, but I noticed when I was just browsing your page that uh, it looks like Gorky's staying down at the farm for a while. Yeah, yeah, beef here till oh, uh, Houston or something. Wow, he just got here last week. Yep, Camp Shorty. Um, yep, the whole how, team, how, mechanics, everything. How's Nate? He's good. Why? I just wondering. Yeah, he well, he, he left Twitter. He left Instagram. I'm not sure of his mental stability these days. So I'm just joking. <laughs> he was mad because he he thinks that. You said he doesn't work hard or something. Oh, my God. I made a joke about uh, grips and graphics, which DV makes <laughs> DV makes about me every 30 seconds, and, he, and he's all butthurt. Yeah, he's all butthurt. Look. Yeah. I'm, uh, pretty, I'm pretty bummed he, that he deleted everything because that's, you know, that's a lot less shorty-related photos than I'm going to be able to see. Yeah. I like Nate. He's, I, told, I tell him all the time he's my favorite mechanic. He, <laughs> he reminds me of a young Steve Mathis hustling out there, trying to better himself oh, every day. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, looking forward to Toronto, Shorty. Yep. It's best race of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? I'm not a big fan of customs line and all that. Oh, stop it, dude! It's... I have some momentum going right now. I'm pumped. You already. do. Yeah, you do. Uh, and Toronto should be, like you said, I the the dirt's been quote unquote crappy, and it's going to be quote unquote crappy again this weekend. I think dry and slick. Toronto's been that way. They've changed it. Yeah, quite and a bit. rocky. Yeah, so. and some rocks, too. Yeah, Nick Way ran the uh, nose guard on the X-Brand goggles, xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. Uh, Nick Way ran uh, the X-Brand nose guard. So that's how rocky it was. Nice. Um, all right, Moser, anything else? No, just uh, looking forward to seeing you in Seattle. Oh, oh yeah. DV, are you going? No. I haven't been to a race I haven't seen a race live since San Diego DB last year. DB has no hard card. He has to buy tickets to go to the Supercrosses. He refuses to email Prater I for was, a hard card. I was at A1, but I only watched practice. Actually, the the first time practice, and then I went home and watched it on TV. <laughs> That's passion, folks. I, w- I was over it. After, after getting a, a ticket for being on your cell phone. You know what we're doing with Denny Stevenson, right? Have you seen what we're doing with Denny? What mm. we're doing with Denny is you can rent Denny Stevenson. Okay, how'd you come up with this we? Don't you think it has something to do with my moto tour? Don't you think that has no, some, some no, it has something to do with a creepy friend of mine that okay, but, wanted to go to Supergrass. But you don't think that your creepy friend got a bit of the idea from my moto tour where Denny would take you around? No, that's fair enough. I think you could, yeah, maybe a little bit of credit could go there. Yeah, thank you. So All right. we're renting Denny Stevenson out. You, you, you pay for his expenses. You go out, he flies you, to the, he goes to the weekend, you hang out with him all weekend, you go drinking with him, he tells you old stories, you know, hangs out with you. We're doing this with Denny. Are you interested in doing this, DV? Can with we, Denny or with me? No, fans can rent you out. Yeah. Like a hooker, I mean? <laughs> well, I don't think there's any <laughs> sex involved at all. Okay, I don't have to give sexual no, favors? No, no, no okay. sexual favors. Just tell them old stories about beating McGrath and Carmichael. That's it. Yeah, like Indio 2 yeah, and yeah. Phoenix 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell that story over and over. Denny is uh, he's going to Seattle with Moser and his friend. And uh, I think we have some interest in going to Bud's Creek. We have interest for other people. Lakewood. Yeah, I'll go. I'll do it. There yeah. you go, folks. You can rent David Villeman. Vegas Supercross, I'm renting you. <laughs> I'll do it. I think we're really yeah. on to something here, Moser. We should hey, start a business. I, 
Hey, I don't know what you started, but I got to get out the phone. This is like, this is getting really weird. What are you talking about? You started Mo- this. Mojo saying that's weird. Yeah. That's yeah. That's saying. We're talking about renting people. I don't know what the legal ramifications are. And I also most the biggest thing that concerns me is like liability. Well, you've heard like, of you've heard of that movie Twelve Day, Twelve Days uh, Twelve Years a Slave. This is Twelve Hours a Slave with DV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. All right. Thanks for taking my call, Andrew. <laughs> nice talking to you. Most are super freaked out by that. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I think it's a great idea. Danny's all aboard. So try to get you on. Uh, all right. Hey, Shorty, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Great ride to Detroit. Seriously, I- I'm pumped for you. And uh, um, I think you uh, you showed, you know, again, one of only three guys to finish top ten in every race this year. You're sixth in the points. Um, you're jumping quads this year. You know, like you're you're having a good season. And that's good to see after a year where, you know, you were on three different teams and different bikes and everything else. I think uh, – I think it's a little bit underrated, and uh, I know we're friends, but I'm being serious. I great, great job this year. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and having fun. So yeah, all right, Shorty, appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, see you guys. Have a good night. All right, see you later, Andrew Short, everybody, the BTO Sports KTM team. Uh, let's get uh, our own Jason Thomas on the line here. Uh, but first, uh, not first, but raining yellow. Hey, I just wanted to say I know uh, what's causing Dean Wilson's arm pump. What's that? It's excessive masturbation. You think so? Oh, guaranteed. It happens to me every weekend I ride. Hmm. Wow, okay. Well, I'll certainly... Hey, hey bro, switch hands. You try the left hand sometimes. Oh, I do both. Same time. Whoa. Well, this weekend you must have been very excited with James. I was ride. excited, I'm telling you. Not only that, he did it. Uh, we did it. Uh, how, but, how is your seven gear? You know, honestly, I already got a little holes in it, but I'm, I'm very, very, very sad. I splurged. I went in and got the Garnet boots, and I must say they are. Uh, I'd imagine God wears Garnets. Yeah, that's I've, how good they feel. I've definitely. I've got friends who have Garnets, and uh, not a bad word about them. No doubt about it. Uh, but some holes in your seven gear already, huh? Yeah, um, hmm. and that's that's the thing. Uh, JT, you hear that? I gotta pay. I hear it. What's that? JT, you hear that? You're smiling. Yeah. Oh uh, well, that's only because I hit the deck at least. Twice every time I ride. But, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, I, my motor has been in the shop for two months, getting uh, getting fixed, and it's killing me. So I got to save money for that. But the new gear drops on the twentieth of this month, and I got to say it's looking good. But but oh my goodness, it's got even more expensive. I think I'd buy some. I need to lose a little weight. A wonder- pair of pants. Yeah, you got to be skinny to wear seven. Yeah. You can't look like me. There's no chance. I, I need to lose uh, a few pounds. A few. you got to have a thick wallet and, and, a, and a skinny waistline. How much is it? Do, they, do it they make like 38 size pants? They do. Yeah, they got 30. I think 38 might be 38 or 40 is the biggest they go. All, All right. right. we we got to okay. move this thing along, Raining Yellow. Thanks, though. All right. You guys take it easy. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. We uh, hard-earned. Yep. All take right. it easy. Uh, JT, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hi, JT. What's going on, DV? Good, good. Uh, so far, only thirty minutes of tire rants, JT. So yeah, yeah. Hey, was was Ping supposed to be on this week? Or no, he, he was. Yeah, Ping was on. What happened? 
Not, not nothing against DV. I love no, DV. No, but no, I, yeah. no. I was confused. Um, yeah, he was supposed to be on. He was booked. DV was coming next week. Uh, Ping had some sort of fire test coming up. He's going to call me tomorrow. He said and uh, work out a, a for sure lock it in date when he's coming on. But uh, thankfully, I thought that's what this was. <laughs> It was. It, you're exactly right. This was a locked-in date for like a month. Um, uh, but uh, DV was going to come next weekend, but this weekend works better for you anyways, you said. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, and JT, you're going to be in studio coming up here. May or April 28th or 29th, yeah. whatever that week is, yeah. Right. The week leading up to Vegas, I'll right. be in studio. Yeah, fantastic. All right, uh, let's get quickly to our btosports.com, Gabba Gibbs. BTOSports.com. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. BTOSports.com, the nation's leading retailer. Hey, if you're looking for tires for your motorcycle, uh, please check out BTOSports.com. Actually, go check the other sites out. Go on. Go check them out. Get your prices. Go back to BTOSports.com. They will be better. And they will ship it for better, for cheaper. And you'll use the code PULPAMX to save yourself money. BTOSports.com. Oh, wait. Before we get started, uh, Devin, DV, did you see the Dean Wilson-Michael Essie incident on Vital? Yeah, I just saw it like 10 minutes ago. Okay. And how do you feel? It wasn't intentional. <laughs> it wasn't intentional? <laughs> do you think no, Dean had bad breaks? Bad breaks, I don't know, laser in his eyes, I don't know. Something do you happened. feel that Moto Concepts putting that out on the internet is a little... Uh, Controversial? Oh, no. They, Do they have they, a point? Do they no, have a point? They, if they have the footage, might as well share it. You know, anybody would share it. You know, it's of all the things they've done, you think that's controversial? No, there's no big deal of posting the no, video. No, 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 not you. I'm asking Steve. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. Well, all but the I, things that Moto Concept has done, you're going to ask that. <laughs> I think it was late. Was that last lap or something? Last corner, last, yeah, last, last turn. corner. Yeah. It was obviously really late. You know, <laughs> try to yeah. pass and, you know. It's kind of like a... Do they have a point about there being a double standard? The AMA did nothing about that, that move. Do they have a point? I, don't, I still think Alessi's move on Tickle was worse. Yeah, way worse. Okay. We all agree on that. But do they, yep. do they have a point that Neen should have been fine? It, it wasn't that fast, though. They kind of crashed slow. You know, it was a slow crash. It okay. looked like uh, Reedy with Bubba and Elena that one year. Mm, I think that one was worse, too. Did they get? Did they get fined? I don't think so. I don't think so. I yeah. thought it was pretty stupid, but I could I could see why they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, you I, have you to know. put yourself in in Moto Concept shoes. Well, they're, you know, they're pissed. Yeah, they're yeah, pissed. Yeah, they got fined. You know, Alice's thing was uh, really stupid. They they paid the price or whatever. He got yeah. fined, but they you have f- to put yourself in their shoes. Then somebody else does pretty much right. the well, same thing. That's what I'm saying. And nothing right. happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. is this a cumulative effect that we're seeing? Like, is done. Do we do we look at this move and and the the run-ins they've had? Did that have an effect on maybe them not getting the call kind of thing? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I I at the Alessi Tickle thing, I I talked about how it was unfortunate that you know the move wasn't good. It wasn't a good deal. It wasn't a good look for Michael Alessi, but. Part of the backlash was because it was Michael Essie and he's not in the quote-unquote cool club, and that was unfortunate. Some of that stuff was well, uncalled for. Well, I think they they always have, even if it's not that exact situation, they feel like, I think they feel like they deal with drama from that camp and in other ways. Right. 
So I'm just wondering if it kind of goes the other way at this point. They're kind of like, you know what? We're not giving you the call. We're well, tired, tired of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, just yeah. throwing it out there. Like, I, like I really a, don't have a dog like, in the fight. I could care yeah, less. Like a referee in a basketball game or whatever. They're just exactly, like, yeah. You're, right. like, you're like, look, you're diving. You're diving. We're not, we're not, we're not calling it. So maybe. All right. Uh, best questions of the week. We got thousands and thousands of entries. Devin Gibbs, our producer, has has uh, narrowed down to uh, eight of the best questions, and uh, the floor is yours. Devin. Let's do it. All right, Willie Nico, <clears throat> you guys talk a lot about the 2004 YZ250 as being one of the better bikes. DV does, yes. Um, yep. Was this the best factory bike, or was it good stock also? Oh, it was a good stock bike, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Now, if you talk to Larry Brooks, who's ridden a lot of bikes, and I think he rode Chad's bike at MXA. Brooks still says the best factory bike he's ever ridden was Pastrana's 01 RM250. Really? That's what Larry says. But those Yamahas were good, DV. Those were good bikes. Yeah. Obviously, they were. You know, they, yeah. they, they won a lot of races, you know. With I know uh, Chad, Chad rode the Suzuki going into whenever, – whenever Ricky signed, Chad rode yeah, that. Before. End Suzuki of 04. End of 04. He said the bike was amazing. Yeah, yeah, they they were both kind of going for that that deal, and Ricky obviously took it. I think if if Ricky wouldn't have taken that deal, I think Chad was kind of next on their list. And, yeah, but Chad had the contract. Yeah. I think he he was already signed, right? Oh no, uh, I don't know. From what I heard, it was kind of if they lost out on Ricky, if Honda basically stepped up, whatever happened, right. Chad was kind of on the list. And I remember him just talking about how good the motor was on the Suzuki. I've told this story before, but at Yamaha, some of the cylinder heads we tested with had MC on it. They were, you know, we used some stuff from like 1998, 1999. Yeah, the, en- the you know engine I mean? block was the yeah, same. Yeah, like they, no. there was that good of a proven motor. Over, I bet you Bob Oliver could have ported that cylinder in his sleep. He did so many. Yeah, it's it was a, a good. The full package was good. You know, it yeah. was even better on the with the steel frame. Obviously, we had some trouble with the aluminum frame. Yeah, but. You know, since MC uh, rode, you know, even in '97, the bike were good with Lusk, Henry, yeah. you know, Dowd, and Windham won a race with it. They all won, I think, that year. That one year, yeah. everybody won. Um, Windham won a race when he was is the first guy to win a 250 race when he was a 125 yep. guy. Yep. And Dowdy did it too, I think, later on the next year. Charlotte, yeah, '98. Right. So did when Larry Brooks, Brooks said Pastrana's uh, Suzuki was the best. Did he point out like what what made it so great? Just yeah, all around, just, just all, an yeah, everything. Package. He said just motor, feeling, chassis, mm-hmm. everything. He said he just loved it. So yeah. All right, awesome. next question. Uh, this is two combined tweets. I know you're probably going to say something after I read it, but Cruz seventy six. As long as you can pronounce Saskatchewan, I think we're good. We're good. Uh, would pl- the playing field level out more if all the racers had identical prepared bikes like NASCAR? with the IROC series where all the cars are built and set up by the same crew slash mechanics. So that way no one has an advantage versus privateer and factory bikes. Would it level out the playing field? And if it did, who do you think would shine more? Same riders would win, I think. Yeah. It, w- it wouldn't change a thing. Hmm. JT? Uh, I think, it, I I think really... it would help a little bit, but you're still going to get the same guys beating the same guys. I think yeah. if you set up a, I, th- I think if you set up two barrels at the end of each stadium. You know what? And I'm telling you one thing. Okay, right. There's mm-hmm. some thanks, stock thanks bikes that 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 work better than some of the factory bikes out there. What's up Interruptosaurus? That's what? you. You're Interruptosaurus. Well, that's like Wally Whoop to do. Well, Trey did say that <laughs> Barsha runs his uh, the stock front forks just the regular but KYBs. He, he, whatever no. he has on, he should change. He was yeah. he was yeah. kidding. He, he, looks, was, he was joking. Yeah. It looks horrible. Give him a few, give him a few months. 
<laughs> it looks horrible. He's about to find out what KYBs are like. Uh, back, back to KYBs. Um, no, the thing is, um, this that's not NASCAR. It's not Formula One. There's there's a little bit um, goes to the bike. I don't think you, you give a, a private just towards bike is going to be you know that much better. I don't think, but. That's what I think. No, like I said, I think it would help a little bit, but you're still, it's, the results are going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, it would be exactly the same. All right, next question. All right, Brian Wilkinson, uh, haven't all three of Adam's wins been kind of gifts in the way that the leader has crashed in all three that he's won? Whoa. D no. 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 Whoa. Is, but, is Pookie hearing that? But you have to stand your bike to win. That's the thing. If you go, like, over your head and do stupid stuff like the Valos did this weekend mm. – when you land off a of triple like he did, sit, having your balls on a gas cap, sitting down with the leg out on the slippery section, you're going to crash, you know? Yeah. So he takes advantage of the stuff. He doesn't make mistakes. He rides really smart. So, yeah, that's, you know, he deserves his wins. The other guys, they ride over the head and crash. So, you know. So you're not you're – not- Okay, with the balls and the gas cap. What if he just takes them out and sets them on the end of the bar, like Mathis wants everybody to do? Yeah, maybe that would work better. But uh, you see what I'm talking about. The, he lands yeah, yeah, on the I front know, end of the sure. bike. On the front, he, he lands sitting putting all the weight on the front. Yeah, and there's no traction. Yeah, sitting on the front, and there's a, a shiny section, and he wonders why he crashed. It's easy to figure out, you know. All right. Oh, well. Uh, Mr. Strickland, uh, Steve, and this is hypothetical, but mm-hmm. with uh, the back-to-back Supercross title rules, if Adam were to win back-to-back Supercross titles, do you think he would be ready to bump up into the 450 class with only the short tier two years? Yeah, two and a half years because he did the motocross series last year. So, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, he's he's tall guy now. He's going to fill out. Yeah. If he's, Yeah, I think if he wins. The I, that rule, I that rule is stupid. One hand, in one side, you have Davalos, his eighth season. Nine. Nine. Oh, seven was his first one, right? This is this is nine. Missing. No, he raced in 06. Yeah, he raced in 06. He, he raced got third 06? place at his first race at Atlanta 06. Yeah, his first ever race, he got third. Th- big things. He was on his way. Dude, one, nine seasons. And then the, on the other side. Right. A guy wins two and he's got to go. Yeah. I know. It's, rules have to change at one point. They've changed 18 times in the last 10 years. But now they're 125 points in three That's consecutive- 1.8 times a year. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. I know, I know. It's weird, really strange how they do that. All right, next question. Uh, at Craigrio, uh, do you think Bogle is the next first-time winner, the way he's been riding? No. Okay, who I is? Hate feel, I, say, I hate to say that. Well, next. Really? Who, who else? do you think would be? Who I, else? No, I don't think anybody wins but the PC guys the rest of this year. Oh, okay. I think they sweep okay. that. Well, I, yeah, I can see that. I just don't think – I don't know who else it would be if it wasn't him. No, no, no. Yeah, if somebody's going to win, it'll be Bogle. He wrote uh, great but, this weekend. But I think Bogle's going to be better and better. He has nothing to lose. I think he's a good rider. He's he, talented. He was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt, right, in yeah. the offseason? So he comes back from injury. He's being like five, third, second, you know, the first five races. I just, I just think that the and PC guys are going to just – I think he has. Um, he could have won this weekend. Yeah. Bogle was damn close this weekend. Yeah, he was, he was, he was right there. Was. So yeah, I would think so. Okay. I would think he he could, he could be a another winner. Hey, where's this plane at? What's going on with this plane? Well, we're talking about moto here. Okay, all right. I'm just asking. I just got an update on my phone. You know what? You know, I can see Bogle winning is a race like Radio, Vegas, bro. where nobody cares. At, 
Adam's worried about the title. You know, Baggett's yeah. worried about outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he could get in there. He's a slippery track. He's from Oklahoma. Martin, doing it. Martin does what Martin does. What? what yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has nothing to do. He's already like 25 points behind. So he's going to have to, you know, step it up. And, you know, okay. nothing to lose. Go for it. The other guys kind of be more cautious about points. It could happen. All right. Next question. All right. Our favorite, Brad uh, Gerbhardt. Gebhardt. Gebhardt. Uh, DV. With many privateers complaining about purse money, is it time to start letting them to double the class again? Race the 250 and then race um, the 450 main. Yeah, I don't think it was bad to, especially now. You don't you don't ride anymore, Aldi. You know we yeah. do we do have the Iron Man of Supercross on the line. Probably the guy that's put JT. You you did uh, more twenty five to fifty right. Oh, he's probably, he, JT's probably got more double class main events than any other rider in Supercross history. JT, would you? I know I've got the most in a row. I don't know. Barry Carson had quite a few, and he did it for longer than I did, but I've got a lot. How many did you have in a row? Ten. Ten weeks of making both main events? Yeah. Fuck, that's insane. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Ten weeks? I think I had like 31 total. And uh, that was back in the day where there was semi, so you rode... You basically rode the semi every time, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't forget my dates on qualifiers, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot of riding. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Did, did you ever, in those 10 Good weeks... Good wasn't expensive back then. In those 10 weeks, did you ride both 20s any time? Uh, I did here and there, but okay. not, not most of the time I didn't. Most right. of the time... Because that year I was actually pretty competitive in 450 or the big bike class. I yeah. was getting... right. Top 10, though, like seven or eight top 10, so I would usually save it for that class. <laughs> would you ride at all? I mean, you ride a few laps, right, in 125s? You would do a few, um, a few laps or no? Would you never do it? At- it depends. If I felt like if I felt really good on my 125 that night, I, w- I would go out there and see if I could get up front early. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if I was running around in 12th or 13th, I would usually just pack it in. Right. But I don't know. I, I just felt like I was always better on the big bike and – I could make more money on that bike and get national points and all that stuff. So my heart was kind of always on the big bike. Sweet Jesus. Ten straight main events. Wow. Just when I think I know everything about you. Uh, so do they need to bring that rule back, JT? I don't, uh, you know what? I think there's pros and cons to it. I think it's a pretty cool deal for guys to do it. The only thing that is a bummer is, and I know guys complained about when I did it, is when I would make the, the big bike and wouldn't ride in the, the 125 main event, guys would kind of get bummed that I took it their spot or whatever. So. Yeah. Other than that, I think it's cool. Okay. All right, next question. All right. Um, one of the biggest things that we've been talking about all year over the last couple of years is tracks. Um, Ryan Phillips wants to know, what track characteristics uh, and features encourage good racing that you guys have seen over the years that they've kind of gone away with or keep intact? What do you think, JT? Um, I think good dirt helps, and that's a variable they can't always control. Um, and then just, you know, putting thought into the track design. I, I see a lot of tracks where I just don't see a lot of creativity into the tracks. I feel like they just put them together really, really quickly. You you can kind of tell. And, and I go back to 2008 when the riders had a lot of input on the tracks. I thought that was some of the coolest tracks we've had, oh, yeah. 08, 09, oh, those yeah. years. What about when DV? Detroit, Detroit 08, buddy. Yeah. That was yeah. a good Yeah, exactly. Track. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. But we, we had some really... Cool designs, innovative stuff. It wasn't the same cookie-cutter obstacles. 
I, I just think stuff like that's cool. Like Pastr- the track Pastrana design was really good. The, yep. the track that Chad did at Indy in 08 was really good. I don't know. I don't uh, wanna, that would be that would be where I would go to is is get some input. I don't want to pump your tires, DV, but that was a great track. Yeah, put uh, some time on it. Yeah, you know, like, but you know, it's tough to. Yeah, the tracks could be way better. But it has to be tough. They've been doing that for so long. They do that every week. You know, like it has to get old at one point. Seriously. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? and and I, I don't envy their position, but I do think that getting input from guys like you is a good way to break that up. You know, they can they can get fresh ideas instead of staring at the same piece of paper for I, years and years. I'd like to see them buy more dirt, more dirt, whatever they whatever they got now. I know it's super expensive. It's the most expensive thing to do. So perhaps the guys at Feld aren't down with that. But buy some dirt and uh, and supersize everything and, and go more on the floor and, and just, yeah, just all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, Houston Houston have, used to have a ton of dirt, and they would have the coolest stuff. Yeah, that big they would giant. They have massive jumps, a huge, like, uh, elevated section. Yeah, they had the C. Altman tabletop, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would always have cool stuff. So I agree with in, you there. Houston, That's a good point. In Houston, they had the elevator. Yeah. Always, you know, it was like, a C. Yep. Altman tabletop. That, that was the name of it? Yeah. It, was a, uh, it wasn't always a tabletop, but it would always be elevated. Whether it was a turn, yeah. a ta- um, something yeah. was always there, though. All right, next question. All right, last question. Uh, with Shorty being on, Matthew Owen wants to know um, when Andrew Short does slightly show more aggression, is it due to confidence or is it due to frustration usually? With this last I, week, what did you think it was? Shorty's not a guy uh, who does the frustration thing. Yeah. He, he, he's a professional. He take, you know, He's not a mean-spirited guy. I mean, people may think that, but I, I don't believe that, JT. Yeah, not do, at all. Do, you, do you agree? Yeah, I do. I don't think that when I've seen him ride aggressively, it doesn't matter if he's doing good or bad. It's yeah, just he's the way he is. He's, he's aggressive, yeah. Yeah, and and he's not mean about it. Like when he comes off the track, he would like high five the guy. You know, it's just that's just his style of riding. Well, yeah, I don't... We, we had him on. We're talking about Barsha, and he told us his conversation with Barsha was all, "Hey, Barsha's like, hey, are you cool?" And Shorty's like, "Yeah, are you cool? Yeah, okay, we're both cool with all that happened. All right, good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so no anger. That would have been f bombing. No, I'm not cool. <laughs> like I would have. Yeah. <laughs> right. Both of those guys uh, said, "Yeah, we're good." So I handle it much differently. Right. All right, that has been the BTOsports.com Gabba Gibbs segment. BTOsports.com. Save yourself money there. Pulp Max code. Anything you need for your bike or body. OEM parts, too. So, all right, JT, we're going to let you go. Uh, we're going to come back with Tyler Bowers, and then uh, we're going to get you back on for the rest of the segments, JT. So hang tight, uh, and we'll see you in a little bit. Okay. And that is the, our second commercial break of the night on the, on the uh, Pulp Max show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. We still have the NFAB question of the day. Free gun underwear. Are you are you rocking your free guns right now, DV? Haynes. Haynes. All right. Michael Jordan, bro. A Cherbies, Works Connection, fantastic products, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels. Look, if you got an older bike, your wheels are probably hammered, and uh, W Wheels will set you up with the brand new wheels, looking good, different color hubs rims, spokes. They'll build it for you, too, because trust me, you do not want to build your own wheels. That sucks. W Wheels, the official wheel of uh, Jimmy Albertson, Adam Entenap, Kenny Roxon, Ryan Dungey, all those guys use W Wheels. Half the pits use W Wheels, so why don't you? Do, do, you, do you know how to uh, lace the wheels? I mean, I did it. I usually tr- got Gothic to do it. <laughs> I would trade Gothic. You lace the wheels, I'll oil the filters. 
And I and I do grips and graphics. And I'll do grips and graphics. <laughs> uh, Black Ops Moto Mafia Moto Crew uh, representing strong this weekend in Detroit. They brought Nick Way out for the opening ceremonies. Classy job, Feld. Good job. I was happy with that. Crowd yeah, gave yeah. him a big ovation. You know he's not top ten in the points, but they still brought him out. That's awesome. The Moto Company. Hey, free shipping. The MotoCompany.com. Free shipping in the United States. Priority shipping with any order. MotoCompany.com. Optrix on board with us, and, and uh, Devin's going to tell you a little bit more about Optrix when we get back. And Guts Racing, you want the same seat foam that Pro Circuit uses? I do. GutsRacing.com for the, some of the best seats out there. Uh, all right, we're going to take a commercial break. Come back with Tyler Bowers, Rena Cross champion, and soon to be uh, defending champion, David Villeman, JT, Devin Gibbs, much, much more on the show. JT, uh, DV, your special guest is coming on too. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm scared. Aye, it'll be good times. Good times. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stick around. Why don't you? The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. 
from Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-866. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance. We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 
38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. 
Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Welcome back, everybody. DV, you are just into this hipster music lately. Yeah. Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Hey, Gabba Gibbs. Yes, sir. Can you tell me a little bit about Optrix, please? Let me tell you please something. Please tell me. Optrix, I'm not going to lie, guys. When I first got the case, I was optimistic about it. I, I didn't know if it was going to be as good as everyone said it was. But now I'm optimistic. Because I'm just now saying, every time I use it, I'm just saying, fuck it. And I'm putting it on anything. This last week, I went to the RC track, and I actually took my helmet mount. I bought another one and put it on the hood of my RC truck and put my phone on there. My phone took a beating, without a doubt. Yeah. No problems at all. I was amazed about it. I've done a lot of stuff with it. I've ridden with it. I've done snowboarding with it. That beat it up more than I've ever seen it beat up. And Are you it saying you're not well. a good RC car driver? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Is anyone really a good RC car driver? You uh, just give it gas and yeah. flip down the straightaway. Um, but, late listeners, you can use the Pulpamex code. Save yourself 15% off on the Optrix. I suggest you guys go Optrix. out there and get it. I suggest you guys go out there and get it, because if you're into action sports or anything like that, it's a lifesaver. Optrix. That's their new thing. Optrix. Like a little god voice. Yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, let's get our next guest on the phone, and uh, we'll talk a little bit of talk a little bit of arena cross with him. Uh, Tyler Bauer is looking forward to getting him on the phone. Um, in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Trey Kennard, Tim Ferry, Andrew Short, Tyler Bauer is coming up. DV mystery guest coming up, and of course the great David Villeman in studio with us. We appreciate that. Who's the mystery guest? Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You can call anytime. And if you got a question about Detroit. 
tires, optics, optics, or anything at all, uh, give us a call and um, we can talk to you about it. And uh, again, if you're buying something through Amazon, go to pulpamex.com. Click on the Amazon banner, takes you to Amazon site, and then buy something, buy your gallon of lube, buy your sex swing, whatever it is, we'll get a piece of that. Uh, so we're, we're super pumped about that. And uh, we're going to welcome our next guest on the show. His appearance on the show brought to you by Vortex, the leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years. And they're on board with us this year. We, we couldn't be happier with uh, those guys at Pulpamex, or Pulpamex, at uh, Vortex. Uh, super, super happy to have couldn't them. Couldn't be happier with them. Uh, they make bars, they make sprockets, their V3 motocross handlebar, 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with the confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of R&D and testing into these bars without sacrificing weight and speed. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. And uh, if you need a, some sprockets or bars, check out Sponsor Deals. Email Jake down there at Vortex. He will give you a discount on sprocket or bars just for listening to the show. Stuart runs a sprocket. Robbie Renner runs everything. And, of course, this man on the line. Babbitt's Kawasaki, Tyler Bowers. You run Vortex, don't you, Bowers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, run the, I run Vortex bars and sprockets. I run, and uh, if you need proof that they're pretty dang strong, you, you can watch the arena cross series and <laughs> see how many times I hit the ground this year and never broke my bars. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> and, and besides, you're a big guy, very angry on the bike, and then they yeah. withstand that. So. Um, yeah, sometimes I get blocked past in the corner and I just try to rip them off myself. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Vortex Racing, vortexracing.com. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on the show uh, for Vortex, and thank you, Tyler Bowers. Hey, look, uh, they, they, try, they try to stop you. They try to stop you. They don't want you to win, but it doesn't matter. Change the format, reverse the gate picks. It doesn't matter. Here you are, one race left in the Arena Cross Chase Series. You have an 18-point lead. You, you're coming off two perfect weekends, I believe. You led 59 out of 60 laps, and uh, you're on fire, dude. Congratulations. You're within uh, within a, a race of clinching uh, another yet another arena cross title. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. You know, it was uh, it's definitely a long year, and as you said, you know, with the rule changes and stuff that we went through last year, and uh, that stuck, and we went through them again this year. Um, you know, and, and we've got some new talent in the, into the series this year, a couple mm-hmm. young guns in there throwing, um, you know, throwing things around a little bit. Um, and it's always good to have that. And then, uh, um, on top of that with, with some injuries and, and stuff like that, it's been a, it's been a long year, um, coming into the race for the championship where they actually reset the point structure. Yeah. I, um, I worked all season to finally get the, the points lead back after breaking my ankle at the first round. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, as soon as I got it back, they reset the points, and um, I actually dropped a fifth in the points after the first race of the championship weekend because I uh, took a spill in the whoops, hitting a lap rider as he was down, um, and, and broke some ribs, and, and just actually took me a while to get back on the bike because the breath knocked out of me. Yeah. So um, I ended up with a 13th that moto, and ended up with a third, the second moto, so I dropped down to fifth in points for the first weekend. So right. to be where I'm at. After this past week, I'm extremely happy. You know, um, I, I put myself in the position to to gain points back up just by trying to get the wins. And I knew, um, you know, nobody's perfect, and, and and other people can make mistakes, and that, that's what ends up happening. Give myself uh, this comfortable lead now. Yeah, no, you're on fire. Look, we've had you on the show before. You didn't like this format. We're two years into this thing. How do you feel about it? Uh, I still don't, I still don't really like it as a racer. <laughs> right. You know, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, for the fans, the fans do like it, you know, from what I've heard. 
Um, but then again, some of the diehard MX fans are like, oh, that's stupid. You know, that's not motocross and blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, it is interesting. There, there's a couple of things that I'm not happy about sometimes with the, the invert pick. Yeah. Um, I'd rather, if they're going to invert it the second motor, do the same thing every time because it's sort of like a game show, you know, when they, right, when right. you draw from a suitcase, whether you're going to start in the front row or the micro. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of crazy, but. Uh, no, if they're going to do, do the same thing every time, and then on top of things, if you do the 16 invert, um, you a lot of the times end up with a lot of the, you know the slower guys. I mean, it's just it's a simple fact that guys that yeah. you know are the the back eight riders are a little bit slower than the front eight riders. That's mm-hmm. why they're the back eight riders usually, you know. Right. And then uh, so they're not doing some of the obstacles and things the same way. And so when you start those in front of the you know fastest eight riders in the championship, when they do the invert, um, you know. If, dangerous things happen you know some sometimes somebody thinks he's going to go for a jump and the guy doesn't go for a jump or he's a little bit out of control in the loops or something like that and then that's when you have some uh safety safety things happen so yeah um you know that, that gets a little bit scary but and then of course <laughs> the race of the championships never um never fun when you're a championship contender usually you know a guy that gets the you know uses the whole series to gain some points and then you get your points taken away yeah you know right four rounds from the end I like some of it. I think you're right. The the inverted thing, I was talking to Chad one time, and we were talking about different ways to make racing better, and this was a f- couple of years ago. And he brought that up too. He's like, and he's, he's he was right. He's like, I said, yeah, maybe they can start you guys. Like if you if you have a, if you have a, a good practice, you get so many points for fastest qualifier. So you want to get a bunch of points. You don't want to dog it in qualifying, and you want to get a good point. But but the drawback to getting the points is you start on the 20th gate or whatever it may be. And Chad was like, dude, you don't understand. We're so much faster than those slower guys. And it's no offense. Those slower guys can still kick anybody's ass. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, we're so much faster than those slower guys. He's like, it, it, it's dangerous. And he's got, he's got a point. And, and you know what? I, I actually spoke with my dad about that a few times this uh, this, this past couple weekends. You know, um, Some of the problems I've been having this year that you know, I was crashing, I was having some problems you know, staying up, bottom line, but most of the time I, uh, or actually almost every time I crashed was because it wasn't really, um, you, it's still my fault, but it wasn't really my fault. You know, it was, yeah. it was a collision with a, another rider, whether it be a down rider or a rider hitting tough blocks and then going in front of me or something like that, you know? And so, um, you know, there, as a rider, I should be able to avoid certain things, but at the same time, you know, I think it's not necessarily anybody's fault because I would come up on some of the lappers sometimes so fast like let's say in a loop section, if we had a long loop section, some of the guys um, when we were in Albuquerque the other weekend, they had no clue how fast I caught them in the loops until yeah. I surprised them, you know, going on the inside of them in the corner, and then right. they looked over their shoulder and was like, "Oh crap!" and almost ran off the tracks themselves, <laughs> right. just because they didn't they, they didn't think anybody was behind them. And the next thing they know, you know, they got me, you know, diving in on them yeah. in the corner and trying to get by um, when I've got you know the second place rider trying to pass me in any corner. So um, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely it kind of sucks when you do have those, you know, a little bit slower guys mm-hmm. up there. And it's not necessarily because they're less talented or anything like that. It's just sometimes the guys are yeah. not feeling it on the weekend, you know. Um, but as Chad said, sometimes you're so much faster that it's just downright not safe. So after you win this championship, and and, and I'm not jinxing you, it's just going to happen, uh, <laughs> are, you going, are you going to Supercross? Any plans? Anything? To, any Any idea? Um, the team's been talking about it. I know um, our team manager, Denny Bartz, has, has spoken to all us riders about it, and uh, they they wanted to do some of the West Coast rounds, so there would be Houston and then um, 
mm-hmm. Seattle and I informed him Seattle's, you know, sometimes not very fun. Yeah. Um, not really, not necessarily yeah. fun. It's just kind of, right. kind of a crapshoot. I mean, you can go do good in Seattle and they can either blame it on the mud or they can blame it on anything, you know, yeah. <laughs> or you can do bad in Seattle and you can blame it on the mud. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it's a smarter decision. I think we're going to actually, they really want to do one of the East Coast round or the East Coast round that would be left, which would be New Jersey. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, it's a new venue. Um, I think it's going to be exciting for just everybody involved. It's a couple of weeks after our final round in um, Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that would give us all of us writers time to prepare. So there, there's thought about it. Uh, I think we're all just kind of trying to um, get this championship, the Arena Cross title, settled first because it's never it's never over till it's over, uh, you know. Ah, it's over. And, uh, this, this thing's over. Don't yeah, we're, this thing's over. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we came. I came. I had a 37 point lead before I won my first um, championship in Arena Cross. I had a 37 point lead. I think it was 2010, uh-huh. and I uh, had two two weekends of racing left, three total nights, um, mm-hmm. and ended up breaking both of my femurs. So uh, oh, it's never yeah. over. Till, never over till it's yeah. over. So we're gonna, we're gonna try to take it easy these next couple of weeks and uh, maybe try to wrap this one up. Are you still dating a monster girl? Um, yes, she's actually taking a nap right now next you, to me. Okay, you know what? Brady. You're, you're a winner, anyways. You're a winner, anyways. <laughs> uh, hey, and don't forget, everybody. Uh, Tyler Bowers won Las Vegas last year. So um, if you uh, would you go in the two fifty class or four fifty class? What would you do? Um, I, I think I, I think we would do 250. Okay. I think yeah. 250, just because we've got we've got a solid program this year. Uh, Mitch Dayton's helping us out a lot this year. Yep. Um, you know, with suspension of motors, our bikes are great. Um, you know, we can't our, we can't thank our sponsors enough. You know, between Vortex, some of the guys are helping out on the show as well right now, and um, everybody's just building our bikes. It's just been a phenomenal year for us, and uh, the bikes are are awesome. And I think we've got so much R and D into them already in testing. I think. It'd be yeah. stupid to try to jump ship and do everything again on a 450 when we can just go with yeah. our already ready race bikes and uh, you know put in some wins. Yeah, absolutely. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Got a question uh, to Tyler Bowers, uh, Arena Cross champion, and uh, one race left. What exactly is a Hildalgo, Texas? What is that? Where is that? What, <laughs> how was that? Tell me about it. What? Um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of McAllen, Texas. It's a I, little bit larger. Um, I've town, heard of, it's, yep. it, it's 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 Hidalgo's on the outskirts of um, McAllen. So you fly um, into McAllen? You, them, but, you fly into San Antonio? Sorry, you fly into San Antonio? Where do you fly into? No, um, McAllen. They have oh. an airport in McAllen. There's okay. like there's like two uh, two gates only, but that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can fly into McAllen. Um, you can fly into San Antonio. There was some talk about that, but we were able to get into McAllen pretty pretty decent price. It's all the way, man. It's on the border of Mexico. I mean, like. There's border patrol everywhere down there, and I was actually, I was actually a little bit nervous. I know a lot of us racers were nervous to go down there, thinking mm-hmm. it was going to be, you know, like maybe a bad, like dirty old arena, and like I don't know, it's just you yeah. just don't know what to expect, you know. I mean, it's a long drive for all the racers and so, so and how, on. And and how was it? But we we got down there, and the place is awesome. I, we it was one of the we were at the State Farm Arena, and it was one of the best arenas I I've been to, and I think it was the best dirt that we had all series so far. It was like a it was like a white clay, and it looked it looked slick, but man, the stuff was so tacky. I had like all my different Maxxis tires. I ran everything, and it, none of them made a difference out there. It was just like <laughs> super glue on the dirt, right, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, it was just it was a it was a good weekend, and and the town was pretty clean, and they had some good restaurants. There was a mall there, and everything like that. So, uh-huh. I was I was pretty impressed. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And, yeah. And it was like, and honestly, the place felt like Florida more than Texas. There was palm trees around, and we were, we were I think we were only about an hour from the beach, and so like the, we had that beach weather going on, you know, yeah. and it was, it, was, it was really nice. 
How much more of a points lead would you have if you didn't have Donk as your mechanic? Would you have 30? Yeah, it'd be over. We wouldn't even have to do the race for the championship, you know? Uh, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm it would just, <laughs> like he's dragging you down a little bit. But thankfully, but you're, you're, you're so good. He's Canadian. I know. I know. Good old Donk. <laughs> you I, Canadians. <laughs> I know. I like Donk. Donk's a good buddy. I'm just kidding, yeah. obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, how, how is that working out? How's it having the Donk as your mechanic? Everything good there? Yeah, it's, it's excellent. Donk's, uh, he's extremely passionate about everything. And I oh, love yes, that. He is. Um, oh, yes, he is. Yeah, he's, he's extremely passionate. And, and the bike, it's never, you know, he, he's a lot like me. It's always always improving, you know. Like, I, I never um, I never want to stop. I always want to try to improve my fitness and my racing and everything like that. And, yeah. and he's the same way with the bike. You know, it's just, it never ends. And we're always testing. He's he's down for that. And he's, he does things, you know, out of his way to, mm-hmm. to test and, and get other things done, calls in favors to his buddies and, and so forth to yeah. try to make our bikes better. And it's just been uh it's been phenomenal with Donk uh, this year. I just I couldn't be happier. Oh, that's good to hear. Hey, too, uh, yeah. Denny Bartz, uh, Babbitt's Kawasaki, I want to give them a little plug. They, uh, I'm building a 1990 KX250, um, a vintage bike or retro bike, and uh, they're giving me a super good deal on the parts for it. And uh, you can go to pulpmex.com, and I'm documenting each stage of the development. And thanks to the guys at Babbitt's for uh, hooking me up on that. So, um, there pretty, you go. Yeah, pretty cool deal. You can go on there and order <laughs> You can go right on the microfiche and, and type in your order and click on the thing. It's really easy, and uh, I'm pumped to have those guys uh, help yeah, me I think, out. Yeah, I think you go to babbittsonline.com, correct? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Plug in your order there and there. I think they're like the, one of the largest retailers of uh, OEM parts online, actually. So that's where they get all yeah. their, their claim to fame. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, well, I really hope you do some supercars. No doubt. I hope that happens. Uh, I don't care. East, west, uh, something. I want to see you back, <laughs> back in supercars. Obviously, uh you know, you've been uh, been on it pretty good. You've been following the series a little bit. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, you know, Centurillo. Uh, I'm I can't even begin to speak about him. You know, I was actually talking with Aaron Johnson over at, um, at Pro Circuit earlier today, and it was just it's just so amazing the things that Adam has done this year. We knew um, I knew he was going to be great, and 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 Davos the same way. You know, he's got a, um, a window during his belt finally, and we're really really happy with that. I've, you know, I go out to the track twice a week, but I go out to the test track, and I ride the yeah. Supercross track with those guys, and, and I feel a little bit a part of you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> of the team because sure. I get to I get to sit out there and do laps and eat lunch, you know, with them. You know, <laughs> so it's not a big deal, but uh, you know, Adam is just. I remember getting ready for Monster Cup this past summer, and uh, he was for this past fall, and. And he was out there, you know, plugging in laps and just trying to figure out the whoops, man. It was so, yeah. it was so awesome to see the drive in that kid. He would, he would go out and do laps. He looked good on the bike back then. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if he's doing East Coast, why is he already, um, you know, plugging laps? Yeah. He needs to ch- tone it down a bit. He needs to make it to the season before he does anything, you know. And he's out there just giving it his all. And, and the kid would come around the turn and just rail through the whoops and dive the front end at one spot and just over the bars and, pick himself up and turn around and talk to his mechanic and his dad and, and then figure out how to change it to make sure he doesn't land on his head next time. And he'd come yeah. railing around the corner and, and maybe wash out in the corner and pick himself up and turn around, come railing around the corner and just hit the whoops again and then pick himself up again. And, just, and he just kept doing it, man. I don't know how many times this kid just would just have that drive and he was not scared to just go, just go for it. He didn't care if he hit the ground. He was figuring yeah. those things out, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was it was pretty interesting that he didn't get hurt for one and for two that he finally did figure him out and he's out there now winning supercross races, you know. He said it was rough in the beginning. He was really, really worried. He couldn't he couldn't nail the track the the Glen Helen PC track. He said he struggled yeah. there. I don't know if that's what you were talking about or which track you're talking that's, about, but 
that well, I, I was talking about there and the K two. Yeah. You know, I just seen the, seen him right back. Yeah. The, the Glenn Helen tracks the one I talked about. He crashed in the loops, picked yeah. himself up, crashed in the corner, and then picked himself up and then crashed in the loops again. Yeah. You know. Um. So hey, uh, you're locked in for next year, right? For Arena Cross. Yeah, they're um, working on some stuff now. I had I had a three year contract. Right. Um, I started it last season, so yep. I have the rest of the season. You know, one race left, yeah. and then next season. Um, I'm really looking to do some other things after that, you know, and, and, and talking with teams already. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully I, I get to stay with my monster Kawasaki crew and I'm really happy there and, and everything goes good there. So, but we're, we're looking to, you know, for the future already, you know, cause right. before you know it, yeah. year's over and, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out what I'm going to ride. The, uh, the Ricky Carmichael road to Supercross. We saw Plessinger, um, the Hampshire, join in join in and ride uh what do you think of those that that whole thing and having sort of like a barnstormer freelance guy show up every now and then uh talk about that a little bit you know i think um there, there's some people that aren't happy about it but i'm going to stick to my guns and say what i've said in past interviews it it's great it, it brings new blood to arena cross for one it brings you know, these young talented riders into arena cross makes it exciting again on top of that um i think it's great for these riders to come to arena cross and 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 learn the feeling not necessarily of um you know the exact supercross track because arena cross is a scaled down version of that mm-hmm. um but they they learn the the you have to do the time practice to get your you know gate pick yeah. and that's something extremely hard for most amateurs to learn um they should have to learn, which we were having a problem with at the beginning of the series this year, a whoop section. Every rider's amateur before they go to Atlanta Supercross, Indy Supercross, wherever they're going to go, Anaheim 1, they need to figure out how to navigate a whoop section or even maybe even an on-off. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like a, a jump table and then off onto a single yeah. is surprisingly complicated for most rookies. You know, they don't get to see them at Oak Hill or something like that too yeah, often. Yeah, right. um, but, uh you know, at the beginning of the year, they weren't, weren't doing any. Um, so the guys like Plesher and those guys didn't really have to deal with that. On the, the other end of it, though, Hampshire came in at the end of the year, and he rode like Reno, and right. the kid's phenomenal. He was he was ripping. Had a problem staying off the ground, but the kid's really yeah. talented. I'm really excited to see what he does in the future. But I think it's, like I said, they need to come in and, and ride one full set of whoops at least at each track to try to qualify in because that's something you're not going to be able to get around when you get to Supercross. Yeah, There's going to be a yeah. set of whoops there and probably a couple of table hops. Yeah, I've caught a few arena crosses on TV. The whoops are big. The whoops are big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, they, they used to be really big, and then this year they've gotten back to the big ones again here later in the year. Um, yeah. uh, most ones you've probably been able to see on TV so far because they're the televisors are a few months late. They're, um, they're actually... Most of them don't have any whoops right now. Um, but yeah, uh, like yeah. I was saying, I think I still think the road to Supercross is a great idea. The kids come in, they learn the you know the the whole format of professional racing. Um, they learn you know how to navigate the track. On top of that, the racing in arena cross is quite a bit closer than Supercross racing. And there's certain moves you need to learn before you go to professional Supercross mm-hmm. racing. And it's not necessarily how to take each other out. Um, <laughs> and we've right. seen a lot of that in Supercross racing this year. But it's more so um, how to block past someone, not take each other out. Right. Like um, one of my favorite rookies, I'm not going to mention his name, he did it two weekends in a row. 
and ended up landing the corner with the two guys from the same team uh, <laughs> because he didn't know how to block pass the rider. He went under him, and they were coming out of the turn, and he was right. going in, and they both ended up hitting the ground. Um, on top of that, you should know how to be block pass. You should know, hey, this guy's diving under me right now while we're jumping into this corner. I can feel it. And yeah. he's, he's smart enough. He should be going for the pass right now. Maybe I should just check up, let him have it, and go back at him in the next corner. You know? right, right. Um, yeah. You'd be surprised how many just can't get that concept. And I think uh, Arena Cross is really good at that because there's more, um, it's more concentrated with that type of racing. Yeah, no, I, well said. You're absolutely right. I, I, I really believe all what you said. It, it's a skill. It's a, it's a talent to do yeah. that. To know when's when you're happening. I see it every weekend in, in untimed practices. You know, in, in Supercross, you're like that guy. What, you know, how do you not know that guy's there? And, and you, you fall on top of him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. How do you not know he's like right there in the corner? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Hey, uh, after you wrap this thing up, uh, we still you should come out to Vegas and co-host the show. I know we talked about it before, but what? Yeah, uh, I'll fly. Yeah, up I'll here. be. Oh. I'll be in Vegas this year, man. All right. For sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah whether I'm, whether I'm riding a dirt bike or not, but I'm going to be there. All right. Yeah. Come by the well, studio on the Monday after or something. Well, no yeah. Problem. Last year we talked, we talked about last year, but that's the thing I was doing. And I decided I'm doing that again this year, but I don't think the dates conflict this time. Right. Um, last okay. year I had to get, hurry up and get back so I could learn how to ride a 450 yeah. outdoors again before I, I went and raced in Costa Rica, <laughs> you know, a couple days after yeah, that. Yeah, I, so. I saw, I saw the grueling, <laughs> the grueling tweets from you. It looked really rough down yeah. there hours. It looked, no, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy down there, man. It's just so, uh, it's so beautiful and perfect and, and 20 minute motos and beaches yeah, and massages. Oh, and Jesus. Beer. There we go. <laughs> Uh, and the Costa Rican beer is just absolutely horrible. You know, I can't say. DV, you, you should have <laughs> done some arena crosses, DV. Sounds like it's a good life. I've done it all my life. No, yeah, in the U.S. There he is. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah I, heard, I heard he was on this thing, man. We're finally chimes in. Uh, well, he, you know, in France, that's what He was eating Taco Bell for a little bit, so. Yeah. yeah. In, in France, <laughs> that's all we have, you know. Like, it's really it's yeah. pretty much the same con uh, concept, like 20-something seconds lap and and yeah. um, chaos. Yeah. So, no, but yeah, well, well, see, see, I do the. Uh, I have much respect for a lot of the the, the French racers. You know, Muskin is a very smart racer. I have a ton of respect for him. Just seeing him on the track last year at the Supercross, much less racing against them, and then yeah. uh, you know, racing in Germany, which is something I've done for the last two years in the fall. Yeah. Um, I got to meet the French Connection, which is like a group of like five to ten French guys that are parading around the German Supercrosses and making all their money cleaning house. You know, we yeah. got the Florent Roche and, and Fabian Islois, who came over and rode for Factory Cowie over here one year. Yeah. Um, guys yeah. like that, you know, they're over there, and they, they're so smart, man. On, on, a, on a motorcycle, it's amazing what they can do, um, especially guys like Florent. He's, he's actually pretty well known for not training. He can go out and somehow <laughs> do all these laps to the night because they do the qualifiers, they do the semis, they do the main events, they do it two nights a weekend, yeah. and, and it's just a crazy uh, crazy deal they got going on over there and, and how they can figure out how to do all that without putting much effort into the bike and doing it fast, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They, can, they can serve their energy well. <laughs> yeah, like, like DV, like like Subaros and Iswar and Riche. Yeah. What are those guys yeah. making a year? Like, what are they... Are they doing well? I mean, they they do the French series, they do these German, they do Bursley. Uh, yeah, they do all those things. You know, like they make money when they go to Germany. There's good money there. Yeah, and um, there's good money doing um, summer Supercross. Yeah, kind of like county fair type of deal. You know, yeah, you can mm -hmm. make like a few grand a, a night. Sometimes they they race Friday night, Saturday night. And they do like a motocross race on Sunday, three different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that that's pretty yeah. crazy. Like, 
let's say Isoir, uh did a supercross in England on Saturday night, and then he drove, took a boat, and went to the French Championship on Sunday. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do like crazy stuff like this. But a guy, a guy like uh, Subaru's make, you know, fifty, sixty thousand a year, I think. Oh, that's it. You think? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But price of living in France is, yeah. you know, less than here. Right. Right. Yeah. He make makes maybe sixty thousand a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's always interesting. Hey, you guys. think is that is that that salary you think, or do you think that's what he's making off these races? No, that's everything combined. You know, like uh-huh. I don't think they make that much salary. They, they have to race. You know, they race for purse money, pr- pretty much. They do yeah. like uh, uh, French nationals, and they do like uh, they have like international races where they can make uh, pretty good money. Um, yeah. And then uh, Supercross, French Supercross, and then German Supercross. Yeah. Well, when I I did the I did the German Supercross, like I said last year and the year before, I did um, one of them. I did during the series was uh, Chemnitz, and uh, I had a spectacular weekend two years ago in Chemnitz. I don't know how I was. I was actually riding injured, not out of shape, because I'd taken off the whole summer and so forth, and, and ended up cleaning up. I had won five out of six motos, and um, I ended up making like like ten thousand euros there from just from just from that race, you know. And it was actually Chemnitz is kind of like the dirtier you know, kind of scum race yeah. out of all the all the German supercross. It's not a big town or anything like that, and uh, it pays the least. So, I mean, I'm thinking if I made that much at one race and, and how much Florent wins, you know, first yeah. would say. Um, I didn't say Cecil Brandes at many. He actually came to Kenneth this year and broke his femur at Kenneth. But, okay. um, and, uh, but I know Florent wins most of them, and I, can, I can't imagine what he's in just because he's winning stuff like that. Yeah. Um, hey, Tyler, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Good talk. Congratulations on the success this year. Um, you did it all, even with Donk. I'm impressed, even more impressed with Donk. As your mechanic, you're, you're, you're dominating the arena crosses again. That's awesome, man. Thanks. Thanks, Travis. All right. Thanks, Tyler. All right. Good luck. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Tyler Bowers, everybody. Um, soon to be arena cross champion once again. Hey, uh, Vince Freeze right now. What's the um... – Vince Freeze killing it. What's the is he far from like uh, Antinous record or? Oh, I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, because they they used to run four mains on a weekend. You know, they only run two. It's all different now. So, uh, Vince Freeze right now killing it with a race tech suspension on the Factory Metalworks team. Vince is uh, putting his bike inside the top five week in and week out. And he's doing a great job, and uh, Race Tech does his suspension. World's largest aftermarket suspe- susp- motorcycle suspension. Mod company out there. 30 years they've been in business for some of the top racers out there. And uh, the Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottom resistance, increased traction, control, consistency. Racetech.com. Look, you need suspension work on your bike. I don't care who you are, who you're listening to this. You need suspension work on your bike. Use Pulpomex to save yourself money. And to get your suspension oil changed, get your spring race done, something, Racetech can help. you got a vintage bike? They can get that for you. They can dial you in. The guys at Racetech. And these are the best emails we've got um, on the week. This one's from Scott. Welcome back to the show, JT, by the way. Uh, Appreciate it. Scott says, uh, not sure why Ping keeps ignoring me. We raced together in Arizona and chased the same girl. Well, I chased her. She chased me. And she chased Ping, too. Uh, Was it Mercedes Gonzalez? But he was a couple years younger and smarter, too, because he ignored her. Tell Ping that I know as a retired cop, all my firefighter friends have tons of time to sit in their barca loungers and answer emails while, while even while they polish the dog and wash their trucks. 
I've emailed him a couple times bitching about the lame, lame interviews. The pros give. Keep up the hilarious article. Love them. From Scott. Well, Scott, I've asked Ping about the same thing. And for your first year on the job, you cannot sit in the Barker Lounger. You're very, very busy. But soon. Who polishes a dog, by the way? I don't know. Soon. That's weird. Soon, Ping will be able to sit in that Barker Lounger once he gets off probation. Uh, David sent this have ever, in. Have you ever polished Rocky? No. No. I polished, down, I polished a hot dog. You know, a few times. <laughs> uh, I heard that about you. What part Way of, before Pookie, though. What part of the dog do you polish? No, the, a hot dog, you know, like a just polished, like, never mind. Uh, David says, just finished show 164. Great show. Keep Kiefer coming. Try to say that four, four times fast. Keep Kiefer coming. He seems to be a really great co-host and contributes as well. Keep up the good work. Optrix is getting my business because of you. Thanks, David. Clint sent this in. I know the track in the Detroit stands will get analyzed to death this coming week. Personally, I thought it was boring and one-lined. A real trip out of the stands was an 82 or 83 in Calgary Stadium. It went up and down twice. Not sure if you're old enough to be there or remember. Pretty sure Hannah was there that year or the year before. Of course, Holly and Ross beat the shit out of each other on the track. I was only 12 at the time, so some details are a little vague. Clint. Uh, Clint, I was there, Calgary, 84. Hannah flew up with his works Honda, and kicked everyone's ass. I do not remember it going into stands, though. In L.A., they went up and down, too. I don't think, like, what can you do, though? I mean, you really, I mean, I kudos for, for guys putting it in the stands this weekend, but you are, they are one-line always. I mean, I think even the old Pontiac was one-line, right, DV? I mean, yeah, it was, I mean uh, what are you going to do? That's why at the end they stopped going up. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> like, the, late, the, the last year as a Pontiac, we stayed down. Show me a track that goes in the stands that has multiple lines. Well, wouldn't you agree the Monster Cup is the best way to do it with the sweeping corner, so that way you can kind of get an inside line or push someone out, set up a pass? It's before. still it's one line, one it, line yeah, Monster Yeah, it's Cup. very one yeah, line, but yeah. as far as the way to do it, I think that's the best. Listen, listen. <laughs> Here we go. Tell you one thing. When there's a 180-degree turn with no broom on the outside, it's going to be one line. Yeah. Going uphill, downhill, sideways, on the flat, it's going to be one line. That's the way it is. Put a berm on the outside of that thing, and then you're going to have two lines. All right. Race Tech email segment. Cody sent this in. Mathis, I enjoy the Pulp Mech show and observations each week. Even though I got a new job in a cubicle, the office isn't as easy to put on the Pulp Mech show as it was in my old place. I know. Bad move. I wanted to ask, with the 450 success of Sealy this year, is a sign Honda or Suzuki or RCH may have bidding interest in him? Any of your insight or JTs would be cool for sure. Thanks, Cody. That's the Race Tech email segment. Uh, JT, what about Sealy's chances next year? Um, I, I think he'll be probably end up on uh, some kind of Honda-supported team. Um, I think he'll do fine. You know, it's. I think guys tend to do, sometimes they do better when they could just come up for a few races and then when they go full-time for some weird reason. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll do fine. He's a good starter, which helps, and he'll have his ups and downs. Uh, he's already been on—he's already been on the podium this year, which is pretty incredible. So it's hard to say he's going to struggle too bad. If I'm a big-time factory team, Cowie's got an opening. Honda's going to have an opening. KTM's going to have an opening, right? If I'm a big-time factory team, I'm worried about Sealy's outdoor rides. I mean, the look, those guys. You can say what you want. Supercross is the you know the glamour series. Supercross does attract more people to it. 
Um, it is more important. But there's still a 12-round motocross series, and the people that go to those races are the people that buy bikes and buy oil and buy fly gear, et cetera, et cetera. So it's still a very important series. And I'd be worried about Cole Outdoors. JT, I mean. I think, it's, I think you make a valid point. Yeah. Like, uh, I, so, so I think Cole will be in the conversation, but I don't think he's people are clamoring to get him either. Uh, you know? Yeah. He went th uh, third, 11, 15. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think he's a little soft, though. He needs to toughen up. Well, that's where it comes to outdoors, it's, you know? Uh, uh, he's a little soft on the lights, too. Like, there's no way he should lose those two races against um, Anderson. Anderson. He's been in a class for 26 years. <laughs> At one point, it's kind of like Will Hahn last year. Mm -hmm. At one point, you have to win. You've been there forever, and you race forever, and you race. How old? You're gonna How old? You're going to get. I remember him, like, riding a, a Suzuki. Right? Uh, yeah, 2009? Uh, before that, I was still racing here. So it was that before. But yeah, those guys. Is Sealy? Yeah. Am I Sealy? Sealy was 2000. Uh, I want to say maybe race in 08, but 09 was when he, like, he actually started doing okay. What year was he fun center with Brady Sharon? I think that was 08, yeah. 09? That was, that was 09 for sure, but okay. I'm not sure about 08. No, he raced. He raced when I raced, and I raced the last time here in Hawaii. So okay, yep. So it's been a while. Those I, guys... remember, I remember him leading a heat race San... at San Francisco '09. Yes, that, that's like the first time I remember him. So yeah, yeah, but he raced before that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. I just that's the first time I remember anyway. But um, I so, would, I just be worried about outdoors with him. That's all. Yeah, and then uh, you know you need to be a little tougher, I think, for 450. And I think the guys. Factories are looking for it a little bit, you know. Yeah, big time. You know, you know what I can see him ending up with is there's been talk of like Cowie going to three guys and a couple teams going to three guys. He could be that guy that they don't really pay too much. You know, they get him for really cheap, but they kind of take a flyer on him and put him in that third spot. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of reminds me of a maybe like a Weimer a little bit. You know, like good rider, yeah. like could go fast. Yeah, but. When he's in it, you know, like, he's not the guy that's going to go he, through, like, Shorty this weekend, no, for example. You no. never see him do that. No, he's tremendously skilled, but, uh, yeah, I wonder about his, his grit outdoors. It's, yeah. it's 100 he, degrees. He passed a few guys, you know, yeah. in uh, Indy, but then he started always in the front and kind of went back a little bit. Right. You know, that's the, the thing. But he, And he knows the, the class. He's been riding f for 50 for a while, right? Like, part-time? Yeah, no, this was only his second time on the bike. He had a factory Honda ride two years ago. Fill in yeah, ride. 12. And he led for five or six laps in his first race for that one as well. St. Louis? Yeah, he's a good rider. He just needs to, you know, yeah. no, he's, be a, yeah. a, little more, a little bit more aggressive in uh, in the racing, in the pack and all that. What are we – I mean, KTM's looking for a spot, although I've heard Dean could go there. Cowie's looking for a spot. Well, I don't know why Dean wouldn't go there. Um So there's definitely some openings out there. RCH is going to need another guy. I could see Tickle going. Tickle's riding really well. I could see Tickle going and being the second guy at RCH, Suzuki. I think Tickle stays. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, and then uh, Roxanne's for sure? Yeah. Done? Yeah, I, yeah, I believe Sealed? So. Signed? I mean, there's always, Ink is dry. there's always the first rider refusal. You know, KTM has to match, but, you know, they, they usually don't match. When's the last time a factory has, has matched, you know, and kept the guy who wanted to leave? 
Yeah, you got a point. Uh, From everything I've heard, he's gone. Uh, X-Brown goggle tear-off segment. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Yeah. 15 seconds. Get the stopwatch out. Rapid-fire. These questions uh, for JT, for Villeman, for myself, submitted by a Corey Moser. Not familiar with him at all. Um, JT, by the way, uh, VIP program, the BTO Sports VIP program. You have a few more openings for it, huh? I do, yeah. We're uh, we're getting close, but I definitely uh, now that we're done in the home stretch, I want to try to fill them up. So, yeah. I know we threw that tweet out there today. If anyone's interested, email me, tweet me, Instagram. Uh, you can signal. send someone on horseback to my front door. Pigeon? Whatever you got to do. Carrier pigeon. Yeah, sure, that'll work too. Okay, just don't uh, let them poop on my head. X Brown goggles, the official goggle of uh, Nick Way, Jimmy Albertson, Michael Lee, Vince Freeze wears them. Jessica Patterson wears them. Kyle Chisholm wears them. Uh, Jay Sowen, AJ Cantanzaro, uh, you name it, they wear X-Brand. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. And now... Where's Jay Sowen? Uh, a killer. He's he's not at the races right now. No, isn't he? I understand that. That's why I said, where's Jay Sowen? Yeah, he's, he's not there. Okay. That's uh, all you got? That's all I got. Do you know what happened? That's all you're at liberty to release? That's all, that's all I'm at liberty to release. I don't, re- okay. I don't really know. It was very vague to me. So, um, uh, xbrandgoggles.com, eksbrand.com. Pulp Show 14 saves you 30% off. Get yourself some clear vision. We now have grips at xbrand.com. Softidium. Softidium grips. Mm. Uh, the best grips out there. And uh, All right, let's go. 15 seconds, JT, to answer these questions. All Do right. It. DV, what is one obstacle that would guarantee passing opportunities on every single Supercross track? 180-degree turns. Ball turns. Ball turns. All right. What? JT. Yes. Besides surgery, what is the weirdest arm pump rem- remedy you've seen or heard of? <clears throat> oh. JT. I don't know. Just some kind of like herbal stuff maybe, but I don't know. They're, they're, the surgery thing blows everything out of the water, so tough to answer that. JT used to rub beaver urine on his arms. <laughs> no, that was just before I went to the club. Oh, okay. All right. All right, Steve. Yes. What is the worst thing about Toronto? Supercross. Nothing. Oh, yeah. No, no. The price of rooms at the Renaissance Hotel inside the Dome. I'd love to stay there. Too expensive, though. Mm. Lots and lots of money. Mm. Dirt sucks. Mm. No, he didn't ask you. Custom sucks. He didn't ask you. I'm going in early. Where there sucks. I'm going in Thursday. Toronto's have... cool. Ra- Raptors suck. Toronto's a cool city. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, yeah, is. Drake. Start, starting so right. from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. Poutine. Poutine. <laughs> so you're start. You're going there early, but you're not going to stay there late for a Toronto game. No, they don't play till Tuesday or something. You're not early. dedicated. I got to be here Monday for what the show. What about the Raptors? Go see the. Uh, they no, sick. No one cares about the Raptors. All right, next question. All right, uh, DV. If you had not been a pro motocross racer, what type of job do you think you would have had? Tire consultant. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Bro, Glover. Club owner. Uh, dude, that's a tough question. I don't know. I'm not that good at anything. <laughs> I didn't even graduate high school. What do you want me to do? Well, is that because of motocross, though? Yeah. Okay. Well, we would that's... assume that you would have a degree. Yeah, now. some kind of degree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, JT. I know what Tortelli would be. Male model. Done. Yep. I was male model. You were? Yeah. I modeled before. 
for Oakley with those weird ass shades. No, a, a hey, model for. Do you have those still? For Valentino. Can you bring those next time? Do you know Valentino, um, JT? Since you like Yeah, that's a bad. He's a bad dude. Since you're in fashion, Valentino is is a bad dude in fashion. What about the? Can you bring me a set of the over the tops? I don't have any more. I don't know what happened. I moved uh, three times since then, and uh, I don't know. I lost them, or God. somebody. God I don't know. It. All right. Which ones? The razors? The razor blades? No, over the tops. Oh, no, these are. I don't. I don't even think they named them. <laughs> this, they called it over the top. Over the tops is what they were called. Does Stallone have any? No, no. They're bringing back you, the razor blades, though. You can find some on eBay. I, I searched for them last time. Oh, yeah? Seven yeah. bucks. <laughs> I would pay anything for Antonap to wear those. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna Let's make him make a rap about it. Buy ne- them. Next time I come to the show, I'll wear them. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll I'll recreate find... your ad. Yeah. Yeah. My over-the-tops are really, 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 literally whack. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, right, I had a huge, um, a huge poster oh. in um, Oakley lo- Lobby mm-hmm. for the longest time for that bursty picture. Yeah, with the over-the-tops on? Yeah, that was that was actually pretty sick to be in there. Right. You should get that fo- poster back. All right. All right, JT. Besides Dino, who would be a good fit and teammate for Reed's team next season? That's a tough question. Um... Chad wants a guy that he feels has potential to win. I don't think many other guys interest him. Uh, I think I think Tomac would have been, but he signed a you know multi year deal. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you. I, to, I, I would have to think about that longer than fifteen seconds. Twenty three yeah. seconds. Talking about Tomac, he's, he's having what's wrong with him? His shoulder from Daytona. Oh. Hmm. What do you think about Roxon? Would he be a good fit? He's yeah, signed he's signed. signed. He would. Oh, he would love to have Roxon. Love yeah. it, but it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Steve. I don't think he has the money either to do it, though. Yeah, I, I agreed. Couldn't question. you see? Couldn't you see Burner riding for him outdoors this year? Couldn't you see that? Um, if Burner wants to, if he's healthy, if he's feeling good, I mean, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. I don't, I haven't heard that. I, you know, they right. Ellie was tweeting something about a, a teammate outdoors and stuff, and I, I honestly haven't asked or heard who it would be. I could see it, I guess. Um, yeah. I know it's been thrown around before, but like I said, Chad is is really vehement about having a guy that can win, and I don't, you know, Burner's coming off an injury and, and all that, so yeah, I, don't, just, I don't know. I think, we'll it, I, I think it'd just be like a buddy ride, though. Like, hey, we'll help you out, buddy. We'll take. And I, I know we've talked about this personally a lot, and I don't think Chad sees any value in that. It costs him a lot of money. <laughs> I know. And he, just, just to have a buddy out there is not really in the in the budget. No, he's hardcore like that, right? Like, yeah. Well, it, it's expensive. I mean, it's not like it costs five hundred bucks. I'm like, hey, get out there! Like, you're talking tens and tens of thousands of dollars just for what? You know, like, what? What are you get? What are you gaining? Right. Right. All right. Next question. All right, Steve. Yep. If Barsha goes to JGR, does Schneike go with him? I don't know, but I was talking about that this weekend. Hmm. Barsha fought. Hard to bring Schneike to Honda. So, yeah. But JGR seems set with their guys. So yeah. They have a really tight-knit group over yeah, there. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay Because t- Schneike's going to have to move to North Carolina. Schneike freaks me out a little bit. Why? He's out there. Huh? <laughs> no, well, I don't so think is Barsha. so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Barsha's going there for sure? Yeah. Really? Dude, I'm out of the loop. I've, I only follow seven guys on Twitter. That's why. <laughs> You gotta I follow, need, yeah. You gotta I follow need, more. I need to follow more. All right. Next question. All right, DV. What is your French or your go-to French meal that you make? 
I don't make French meals. Thank you. French fries. French frog frog legs. <laughs> Dude, my two, my two go is Miguel's Junior. Mind, dude. Awesome Mexican food. Miguel Chipotle. You hate. Billman hates Chipotle. No, I like Chipotle, but I like. He's Chipotle. always bitching at Lemay about going to Chipotle and people no. going to Chipotle. Yeah, no, I like well, Miguel's Jr. better than Chipotle. Miguel's Jr. is is a sit down restaurant though. It's not like. Chipotle. No, it's a fast food. What are you talking about? Miguel's. They have a drive through. They, they do. Miguel's. Yeah. Miguel's is a restaurant. Miguel's Jr. Is a fast food chain. There you go. Get uh, your facts straight, bro. What's the one by Pro Circuit? Miguel's. Miguel Jr. No, Miguel's. That's the oh, it is? I've been to the drive-thru of Miguel's on, Jr. That's all the, I know. On the other side yeah, of the freeway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the restaurant. That's the original That one. place is good. Yeah. But they have the fast food chain. Okay. It's awesome. Right. Who knew? You didn't. Next question. All right. Uh, JT, what did Chad Reed order for his birthday or for dinner on his birthday and how much did it cost you? Uh, actually, his agent bought dinner, and I'm trying to think what he ordered. Uh, I should have been there. I'm honestly not sure. I think he got. I think he got a steak. Maybe I, I'm honestly. We were talking so much, and there was you know like ten people. So Mos- I don't know. Mos- attention. Moser's creepy question. Luckily, I got out of paying. Though that was the important thing. Right. Mm. All right. Next important. question. Uh, Steve, what KTM team? Do you think we'll end up on Husqvarna next year? I know. Oh, oh let's hear it. Who is? I don't know if I can. I can say, but I know. Yeah, you can say. Nobody listens to the show. I know. I won't say because it's one of my friends that told me. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not. But I know. I know which one it is. Okay, you can't say that and then not tell us. Because actually, I got a text this week to ask for pointers for yeah. riders next year, and they told me they were. Going to Exxonville. Well, it can't be BTO Sports KTM because you don't really know those guys. That's enough of a hint. Right. There's not too many KTM teams anyway. So Rockstar KTM is potentially, perhaps, going to Husqvarna. Potentially. Potentially, perhaps. Speculating. You did not hear from me. I did not say anything. I heard that also, but then I I heard the other team was telling people it's going to be the other guys. They're both telling people they're going to, the other guys are going to be on It doesn't team. matter. It's the same bike with white plastic, exactly. so who cares? Well, no, KTM's supposed to be all new next year, and the Huskies are going to be KTM's, and KTM will be different. That's what I heard. I'm lost now. KTM's? Okay, I got it. I got yeah, it. I got okay. It. All right, next question. That's Ben. That's it? <laughs> XBrandGoggles.com, EKSBrand.com, Pulp Show 14, saves you 30%. Alessi wears them, Cunningham wears them, Albertson, Way, Chisholm, LeMay, Lieb, Freeze, Patterson, Top Jimmy. God, everyone's wearing X-Brand goggles. EKSBrand.com. I want to be a gogger guy. You do? Yeah, it'll be fine. Okay, all right. Uh, NFAB question of the day. Let's do it. The NFAB question of the day. Is that one so much louder than all the other ones? Play my production crew. Uh, on the track or on the trail, the hottest looking, hardest working in truck accessories are NFAB. Step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, Jeep gear. NFAB has your Jeep, truck, or SUV covered. NFAB products are craft, handcrafted in Houston, Texas. And they deliver the finest quality products you can buy. Learn more about NFAB products. Visit n-fab.com. Proud sponsors of Phil Nicoletti, Justin Brayton, Josh Grant. And uh, please check them out. If you need a discount, email the show. For you, uh, we'll hook you up. Uh, Monster Tom McGovern from the uh, Factory Kawasaki team. The latest 
industry person to get some NFAB bars for his Jeep, and he loves them. So uh, thanks to NFAB for uh, coming on board. And, of course, the Moto Fly, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB, Thursdays, noon. But this week it's Wednesday. I forgot to tell you that, JT. Okay, Wednesday. sounds good. Yeah, you, you didn't make it last week, but we'll try to get you back on. Um, yeah, I had some serious okay. meetings being done. Question of the day here, GV, I need your full attention. JT, I need your full attention for this. This is the question. DV, what is the most talented rider you've ever seen that never made it? Quote, unquote, made it. No race wins out of the sport. Very little money made. Maybe by their own decisions. Someone like Brian Swink does not qualify. He's won two, two, two 125 titles, you know. Yeah. I mean, someone in France, in Europe, in America, whatever. Somebody who was talented. I would have to think about this one. Okay, well, we can switch it over to JT and see if he's got a name. Do, do, do. Most talented rider that's never made it. That you saw that never really made it. Charlie Bogard. All right. Bogart, mm, that's yeah. A, that's a good pick. Beat, used to beat RC, right, in the in 80s? Yeah, he was uh, – I mean, he got a podium in Supercross. Yeah. Dude, that guy that yeah. guy was ridiculously good. Yeah. And just, yeah, her injuries and, yeah, just never did it. Dad was a little out there, from what I hear. I don't yeah, know, but... but it's pretty typical for, you know. Yeah, yeah. There, it happens all the time. What about – guys still make it. What about Jeff DeMint? Does he qualify? He was he was older than me, so I don't I don't know. Okay. Like I didn't. He was a, he was more like Timmy's age. Okay. All right. Max, what's your name? Uh, DV. I still don't know though. Oh come on! Give us a name. Um. I don't know, bud. I was trying to think, but I I don't really know. Really, really. No, nah, Borga was a good one. Some, someone would give, would uh, great, a guy, a guy someone, like someone give me a great radio drop, please. Somebody anyway. would uh, Digan qualify? No. You know who was really good too was uh, Robbie Horton. Your Man, that guy was good. Yeah, he's right. Just never, never did it. I mean, he was he was good. Like I thought for sure that guy's gonna win races and battle Ru- Ricky Ru- for titles. Rusty Holland was good too. Oh c- come on. Really? I thought he was a good rider. Well, he, yeah, Russ is a good rider, but I mean, but it's tough, you know. Like you have those rules. Like okay. I thought, Digan kind of left the spot. Like he was a, you know, right. he was out there, but he was a good rider. Okay. Was well, yeah, Jason Lawrence doesn't qualify. He doesn't qualify. I don't think. No, no, he won uh, a title, so made some money. Sinjin, you got a question for DV? Yeah, I have a quick question, DV. Uh, where? Uh, well, and then I have two comments real quick. But the question is, DV, where did you find that uh, that restored or that Ricky Carmichael bike, and how much did you pay for it? So I saw something. I was reading uh, uh, Vital. Uh, mm-hmm. On I was on the forum, and I saw like RC's bike on Craigslist or whatever. I clicked on it, and mm-hmm. I saw it, it was in um, Valencia or Santa Clarita or something. So it wasn't far from my house. And I called. I called the guy. I says, "You know what?" I, Did the guy I, know who you were? Uh, yeah, I text him. I I gave him my name. But you said I'm David Villeman. Yeah. And he said, "Holy shit!" Or no? No, he said, "Oh yeah, I know you. Oh, you know, okay. like you used to race for kids. He knew me, obviously. But yeah. And uh, I just paid the price. The price tag. 
It was four thousand. I just I de- never dealt the price. Now, when you got your kind of money, it doesn't four four thousand dollars was in your cup holder in your truck. All right, and these two comments, those over the top sunglasses, those things are freaking sweet. I looked them up on eBay. They cost like like a the lowest I've seen three seventy five. The most I saw them for thirteen hundred. So DJ, oh. you're missing out on cash. And the other comment is that seven gear two sixty and three hundred five dollars. So uh, I think you can buy like three sets How much? of high gear. How much? Like some of the sets are two sixty, and then the most expensive set three hundred five. Is that so really that's ex- like is that really expensive? Yeah, that's, really that's expensive. A, it's the most expensive gear on the market. It's a motocross. Yeah. I have no idea how much gear costs. So yes, yeah, that's very expensive. So yeah, you gotta stay with fly, man. Flies where it's at. Jimmy, where? I like I like Devin. I'm sure I can find some ocelot, not pretty cheap somewhere. That was Sinjin, JT. Oh, I thought that was Devin. I like Sinjin, too. Hey, Sinjin <laughs> did not swear. He did not say... He's turning w- over w- a new leaf, man. What's wrong with him? He's turning over a new leaf. Who picks these questions? Uh, speaking of that, that man right there, style him up. See if he's there. Is that the mystery thing? No, no. Let's call him. No, let's call him. General manager, I think, is his title. Does he answer, JT? Uh, I hope no. he doesn't. I'm going to say no. Okay, he answered last week. Not the first time. Yeah, he didn't answer. He called oh, back. Oh, that's right, he called back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Your call has... Oh, there he goes. Cole Call and Kenny brought to you by, uh, I don't know, Fly Racing. It's cold call candy time. There you go. Uh, did not answer. Got a little RCH sponsorship in there. Yeah, I did not answer, uh, unfortunately, for, for Kenny Watson. I was had some real important questions for him. Like, one, why is he talking crap on me on the Supercross live broadcast? I don't know what he said, but I got a lot of tweets about it. Um, all right. Um, I saw he was with your buddy Lindsay, huh? Yeah. Jim Holly? Yeah. Paul Lindsay? I don't, wanna, I, I don't look at this anymore. <laughs> I tried once. <laughs> Lasted five minutes, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm out of it. Pause. I don't look at this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need to photo practice that bad. <laughs> oh, poor. I go, I go back around 5.30 local time. I go on the result page, and I click on combined times. Uh-huh. 4.50, 2.50, and that's all I need to know. How did Paul get that gig, though, when they know he cracks open Red Bulls? So Mario often. Marini. Yeah, maybe, huh? I mean, he's been known to crack open Red Bulls. Um, no, no sound drop. I don't have the sound drop. Oh, you know? So if you're looking okay. at me, I was kind of waiting. Yeah. I thought you had it. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we all There's knew. There's a lot of sound drops I don't have. Uh, you look at me. Well, ask for them or get them or you know. All right, Steve, look it throw, up. Throw some initiation. Be like, I want this sound drop. We'll I get want it for you. All the sound drops. Initiative. Hey, can we get, can we get the mystery guest on the line? Yeah. Uh, for DV. DV's mystery. DV, this is your life. We're gonna get him on. That's supposed. That's an old game show they used to have. Can we get your mystery guest on? Yeah, sure. I'm scared. Nah, don't be. Don't be. Scared. Am I gonna walk out of the studio? No. And go down. see Pookie downstairs? No, no, you're not. Don't worry about it. Uh, when are you gonna get your retro bike done? Mine. Yeah. But it's, there's nothing to do. There's graphics to put on. Oh, grips and graphics? Do you, yeah, need, do you need help? I don't even need grips. Grips okay. are fine. Right. Graphics, need to put them on because the guy never did, I guess. Do you need some soft titium grips from X-Brand? Uh, no. Okay. And um, 
I ordered the Karasiki pods that I'm going to get anytime soon. And um, put it on and okay. that's it. All right. Here. We have switch wheels. We have to switch a couple of things and we're okay. good. Hey, here's Dave. He's got some questions for you too. Dave, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Uh, a couple things. One, I'm building a 98KX250, and I want to know where you get the fluorescent green paint from, Steve. Oh, uh, I wish I still knew the code for that. I, I did Birdwell's bikes in that. Um, you know, where are you from? Uh, Georgia. Okay. There's a place called Santa Ana Powder Coating Place. It's called – I don't know what it's called. Send me an email. Use okay. the contact form on Pulpamex. I'll give okay. you, I'll give you the name of the place in Santa Ana that powder coats everybody's frames back in the day. You can call them. It's a DuPont, and they'll tell you the code number, and they'll, they'll, you can hook it up at your local shop. You may have to buy it, though. I was, on yeah. the, I was on the road when I did a couple of frames, and I had yep. to buy it. I had to buy the paint and send it to a local powder coating shop because they don't have that, obviously. But if you sent it to the Santa Ana place, it could do it for you, I'm sure. I well, I remember you saying that, that you had tried a couple of different colors and it wasn't the right ones. And yeah, I got laughed. I don't I got I got la- through that. No, I got laughed at a few times because I would show up with Birdwell's bike and be like, hey, check me out, like Factory Cowie. And it was a shade off and everybody would laugh. Oh, um, uh, the float green was sick. It was. It was sick. JT, you never, you never, your bike, Frank never did that. The, the frame? Yeah. No, we were just trying to keep the frames the frame connected. <laughs> well, now that you mentioned that, JT, where was the frame breaking so I can check my frame? <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> on a the old two stroke, it would be ninety eight like, the fifty. Yeah, where the where the subframe bolts like under the seat, basically. There's the two frame rails. Yep. Yeah, those those would be uh, need to be reassembled on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh man. Well, I don't ride like you do, so I probably don't have to worry about that. They were pretty bad, though. Foot peg mounts, uh, steering head mounts, where JT talked about. They Dude, the foot pegs on those. Oh, the frames would break all the time. But um, Oh, jeez. But, I mean, I don't know. Right. It depends how fast you are, I guess, or how heavy you are or whatever the deal is. Um, I'm heavy, but not fast. Uh, if you, if you um, send me an email using the contact form on Pulpamex, I'll get you that name of that Santa Ana powder coating place. They can at least give you the code. And yep. uh, and let you take it to your local place, and you can figure out from there. But it does – the flow green looked uh, much, much better. There were some privateers oh, yeah. who tried to put flow green plastic on the dark green or the normal green and did not look good. So I did send you an email a while back trying to get some Pulpamex stickers and never heard back. So uh, uh, I'll ask okay. for that at the same time. Do that again. Pookie yep. Mathis was in charge of sticker sending out, uh, um, and yep. I'm I'm, a, I'm sorry she failed. Uh, throwing Pookie okay. under the bus. She was in charge. Yeah. That was her department, nice. bro. Nice. And, and uh, classy, yeah. bro. Hey, so, um, JT, you mentioned a couple of times about riding without an ACL. Uh, did you ever get that fixed? And how did you do that? Because I tore my ACL. I couldn't walk or really do anything. So how did you manage to ride and race without an ACL? Hey, hold on. Uh, breaking, breaking news here. Breaking news. A uh, guy in the chat room says it's Olympic Powder Coating, and I believe that is the name of the place. Olympic? Olympic Powder Coating, Santa Ana, California. Google it. That sounds All right. right. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for thanks to uh, J- JSCNB. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank a- you. Anyways, next. Sorry. Uh, ACL, my right one got a lot better really quick, and it uh, kind of stabilized itself. My left one never really got any better and I would have to tape it and wrap it and debrace it and all those things and it still would pop out a lot. So 
I don't know. I think every ACL injury is different. I, oh, the left one I had to end up getting fixed um, after Supercross ended. I couldn't really walk very well. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Like, my left one, there's no way I could have just kept going. But my right one's been pretty good. So, Two more people on. Same, same as uh, uh, Stewart. He didn't get his fixed either. So. Two uh, other DB talked about it also. Yeah, I blew mine in 1991. I was 13 years old. I never got it fixed. I raced like this all my career. I Just like wow. a lot of, uh, I tore mine, but I didn't. I didn't. It didn't tear completely apart. And mine is. I don't yeah. have one since nineteen ninety one. Yeah, mine's uh, been ten years now, two thousand four. And uh, I haven't had effects. I just uh, did a lot of uh, gym reinforcement. Mm -hmm. You know, um, work on hamstring, quads, a lot, and that helped. Yeah. You know, and you know, and, and there is soccer players that don't have ACLs anymore, and they still play. So that's maybe one of the sports. That's the toughest on, on knees. And uh, same thing, just reinforcement. A lot of uh, pretty much you replace ligaments with muscles, and it actually works. Uh, thanks to those guys on Twitter, too. I just got two people who hit me up on Twitter, Olympic Powder Coat. They both say it. So uh, Cool. Yeah, that, that's great. And uh, one more thing. It's, uh, it's awesome that you mentioned Robbie Horton in your uh, people that you know could have been great. He actually lives in the town that I live in, and I grew up hearing about him and talking to him and seeing him at the track all the time. He's he's still a bad dude. There you go. JT's one of JT's picks for guys who were so Yeah, he talented. was he was legit. And his brother Richie was actually better than he ever was, but he ended up uh, I disagree. No, you disagree. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Richie Richie was good, but Richie could never keep his shoulder in the socket. And yeah. I mean Robbie Robbie got podiums in Supercross and won a gajillion titles already. As a, you know, Richie was good. Don't get me wrong, but Robbie had yeah, potential like, to be a champion. And Robbie Renard doesn't count for this either because I feel like Robbie had a good career, made a lot of money. Yeah, he won, won races. races. Right. I mean, he won yeah, lots yeah. of races. Right. So Thanks, Dave. All, All right. right. Yeah, great show. Thank Talk, you. All right, thank you. Talking about R Robbie's, does Robbie Renard yeah. goes in your list or no? No, I just said no. Thanks for listening. All right, let's get to you your... You said no? I say no. He won races. He won a lot of money. He was a factory rider for a few teams. Yeah, he was. He was he had a way too long of a career at yeah. the top. You know, had a high level. Let's get to your let's get to your mystery guest. Oh, I'm scared. Your mystery guest. <sighs> Who the hell is that? He's going to tell us some stories, entertain us with some stories from DV. He's going to talk talk about you know being around you a lot. Being around me a lot. Yeah. Who's that? Welcome to the show, Gothic J. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Gothic J. Hey, Gothic. It's DV. You got to There's one story you got. Uh, a few. There's a few of them. There's a few of them. Gothic J. Everybody uh, works at Factory Honda, Honda Muscle Milk, uh, in house now. But former mechanic for David Villeman for three years, I think. Uh, yep. Andrew Short. Um, who else? Three, four, five. Three, four, five. Who else? Oh, Mike Metzger. Worked for Mike Metzger. Yeah, Mike Metzger, yep. Um, um, Planet. Paul Curry. Paul Curry. Planet or Plano Honda? Planet Honda? Oh, yeah. Kenny yeah. Watson groomed him. Yep. Uh, welcome to the show, Gothic. Thanks for coming hey. on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Hey, so what was it like working for DV? What, uh, what kind of fun did you have there? Oh, dude, he was awesome. He said, uh, don't ever take the bike apart. Just make sure the throttle is good and the clutch is easy to pull. That's it? That's it. I mean, of course, I already, already, always took it apart, but yeah. DV's big thing was don't work. You guys work on the bike too much. Yeah, yep. The thing. Yeah, remember, you would tell Corey Hutter, don't put new seals in it. Take the forks apart. Leave the seals in there. <laughs> you know, the thing is, 
Why is my headset what? is really loud? Yeah, mine is, mine went too really loud. What know. happened? I don't know. Um, the oh, thing is, this, this, this is what happened. You move DV. You DVJ. I messed up something. Yeah, you moved up the, this volume for master volume. Don't do that again with with your cord. Don't, yeah. Don't hit that. Solder. I have a big cord. Okay, so, so what was it like? Work, <laughs> what was it like working for? No, no. The thing the thing God. is when when I say don't take the bike apart, I think. If you take it apart too much, you you have more chances to make mistakes. But Gothic was a pristine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you never know. You know, you guys you never bullshit, know, yeah. Yeah, you guys kind of joke around, bullshit, this <laughs> and that. You know, like, oh, I'm going to take a sip of water. I'll come back, forgot to tie something. You know, <laughs> oh, like, God. you Listen, know what I mean? That's not that's reading cycle news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in Gothic, you have to, to tell them about um, measuring the, the clutch plates, too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You got me there. Okay, so what? What? What's he talking about, Gothic? I, when I put a clutch in, it's four fifty. One of the plates was slightly bent. You know, I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What's wrong with the clutch?" So I came back. I took the clutch out. And he just threw me aside and grabbed the calipers and started measuring them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Gothic, Jason Thomas is on the line too. Oh, hey, what's going on? Um, What's up, man? Uh, but you know what? I had great mechanics. Monty, like, really chilled and, yeah. you know, yeah. easy. And Jay. Gothic. You know, yeah. You know, who were... Uh, yeah, it was pretty calm. Uh, yeah, and, it was and awesome. Besides being your mechanic, he would take you riding the Corona Dilla. Corona Dilla. You guys had tennis. Yeah. You guys would play tennis together. We play tennis. Yeah. We do the GNCC loop. <laughs> yeah, GNCC loop, yeah. Who would beat who in tennis? He's got to answer that. Yeah, he, he had me. He had me covered. Really, Gothic? Cause Not had... anymore. Yeah. Seriously, if we play tomorrow, you're going to ki- kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't run to the net anymore. <laughs> My bed is too big. Well, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll, uh, we'll get back out there. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually going to, to play uh, with somebody on Sunday. Uh, yeah, let me know. Uh, I'm going to go play Sunday. Just I haven't played in a few years. I need to get back into it. Uh, uh um, so Gothic, uh, how do you like the kind of the ri- the the new role you got at Honda a little bit? No rider, you're in house guy. Uh, you like it? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I, don't, I go to about a third of the races, so that's okay. Yeah, you'll get to go to some of them. Uh, and and is that okay for you? You like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. Um, what? Hey, you need to tell one more story. Hold on, we're getting to that. We're getting <laughs> to that. We're the getting, motorhome. We're getting to that. <laughs> Uh, what, what was DV like out of all the riders you work for, Gothic? Where would you rank DV? I mean, he was, a, he was very opinionated, but he was fast. Well, and, you know, yeah, it was all it was him and Shorty, the guys I worked for the most, and they were both awesome to work for. How was DV's bonus money? It was good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he took care of me. All right. Um, yeah. So, what exactly happened at Binghamton? What Binghamton? What happened? When you roosted my my two hundred and fifty thousand dollar motor. All I know is Dave Dye came running to back to the pits and said, "Guys, guys, DV and Gothic are going to fight. They're going to fight." That's all I remember. Oh man! But Gothic at, at a point. Okay, G- Gothic, Gothic at a point. Gothic, what what happened? Take us through that fateful day. DV no, was cruising along in fifth. Which is fine. <laughs> no, but, it was it was like it was three easy, laps to go. It was easy for him to do that. He was wasn't even trying. Just yeah, I got it. And then those guys crashed ahead of him. Okay, who crashed? Who crashed? Tortelli and Fonseca. 
Okay. They collided. You know, like the big downhill yeah. where, yeah, like, uh, yeah. the big downhill? Yeah, coming you, from the top. And yeah. The right hand turn at the bottom. Right. right hand turn. In that appeal, they both collided, both crashed. It was like two laps to go, three laps to go. I was maybe five, six seconds behind. I couldn't get anywhere. I, I, don't, I couldn't right. gain time. I, we okay. stayed the same way, and I kind of, like, relaxed. I think it was the last lap anyway. That was yeah, the it was last, the last lap. Yeah. It was the last lap. Okay. And the last lap, I kind of, like, yeah, I'm going to finish it. I hate this stupid truck. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> truck ever. I, every year, I'm like, dude, I, I can't stand this thing. Right. So I was fifth, and those two guys crashed. Right. And if I would have just kept going, I would have got third. Yeah. And Gothic was kind of—he was mad about that. You know? <laughs> so I got him back at the after the race, yeah. you know, by the starting gate. Yeah. So I put it on my back. And Gothic then, gets on the back, yeah. and I drove—I yeah. I rode the bike to my motorhome yeah. to change. And when Jay took the bike, <laughs> he was so mad to go back to the semi. He put it on first gear, just like wide open. <laughs> <laughs> dumped the clutch. It was muddy, and the door of my motorhome. Yeah. The door of my motorhome was open. Right. And he roosted all the inside of my motorhome. Uh, no, I don't remember that part. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, that what happened. I was there. You, you don't remember because you were watching, looking the other way, going in the other direction. I think I was yelling out, "You blew it!" Gothic oh. <laughs> J upset about a late moto third. Yeah. Very upsetting. And then. Passable late motor third. Well, Matt, as you know what that means, you get to go to impound. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah, you go to impound, so then you've missed the tent. The tent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a good point. And and then uh, I ran to the semi. So you yeah. were super pissed, Gothic. Did you, pissed. Gothic? Did you know you did you, you didn't roost it on purpose? Oh yeah, I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I thought you guys just didn't really know the. Yeah, you didn't really. The know. inside no, of the six foot. It was a six foot long trench. It was, <laughs> it was pretty bad. So then, yeah. So then, DV, you ran back to the truck, and I and I, and I went to see him. I said, "Don't do, don't ever do that again, no. ever." Did again, David. Did? You may, you may not know this, but on the radio on the way back, I said to the guys, "I'm about to get my ass kicked." <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. You didn't. No, was, no, it was, no, it was a little it cool, was, dude. Yeah, but J, J, Jimmy, after Ancada, how that goes? I know. I know you, how. You get down. You get slapped. You know, I know you were frustrated, you know, and I knew I was wrong, but, you know, you don't have to roost yeah, my motorhome. Yeah, motorhome was dirty. You don't have to, to roost my motorhome. <laughs> yeah, I knew everything was cool when the next week at Steel City with the big rocks in the pit area. Yeah. You said, hey, J-Lo, don't roost my motorhome here. <laughs> and I said, okay, we're all cool now. Right. Oh. Ask Barsha, he roosted a medic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, I know Dave Dyer was very excited. He thought it was going to be an actual fist fight. He couldn't wait. He had no intention of breaking it up. I know that. He, he wanted but to, you know what? Yeah. Seriously, in I kind of like miss those days. We we actually had fun. You know, like the yeah, team, that was fun times. The team, like you know, I'm all like about Yamaha and stuff. Oh, we know. But the team, the people, like you can say anything you want about McCarty, Perry, Mike Guerra. I yep. think that they all like Uncle Bob. You know, Bob, John, all those guys, Corey, like, uh, yep. you know, all those guys were. Mathis. Oh. oh, thank you, DB. Mathis, were you there? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't remember. But all those guys <laughs> were like, you know, super cool. Like, you yeah. know, like, it was a very good experience. So, something I never had anywhere else. 
You know, like I never no. felt that way. A little bit of MDK was kind of like that with because Brent was there. Yeah. And Lamy was cool. Yeah. But that team was like super good, and I think all the everybody got along, and I think that's why we were doing pretty good. You know. Yeah. Well, I think I good mean time. Gothic and I were part of that team chemistry. Yep. Yeah. Right, Dave Dye. Right, Gothic? Dave Dye. Yeah, Dave Dye kept us laughing the whole time. Dave right. Dye talking about his bonus all year long, every oh, weekend. he was very upset. Supercross bonus, Supercross bonus, all oh, year. But then, hey, Chad hooked him up at the end of the year, gave him a big check. 25 grand, right? Yeah. Yeah. So That was good. But up until then, Dave didn't think that something was coming. We heard about it every week. Hey, Jay, do you remember when Dave wouldn't talk to us all the way from Syracuse to Unadilla? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. What was he upset yeah. about? I don't remember. Was it about the bonus? No, I don't remember honestly. That that was really strange because he you never he never was quiet. shut up. Yeah, he's never shut up, and he shut up for the whole two hour ride. We're like, Dave, is anything wrong? Nope, <laughs> nope, just nope. And we're like, Are you going to talk to us? Nope. We're like, Okay, all right. Uh, good times, wow. good times at Yamaha yep. with Gothic J. That was awesome. One other story, Mathis. Maybe you probably remember more. Sleeper pick story. Oh, we brought that up earlier. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, we brought it up. Vallejo, Vallejo, you remember that? Hold on, though. No, yeah, no. I was never into that that much, but I just remember it was pretty funny or something. Uh, one story that has to be told, Gothic. Okay, so I was back at the shop. You were out testing with, uh, Tim, with the, Timmy Ferry. Uh, we want, Gothic, I want to know the truth tonight about this yeah. incident. <laughs> Gothic, so Timmy's bike cuts out, and, yep. he, and he eats shit. And... Uh, uh, we we don't really know what happened, or maybe we do. I, well, I, he kind of admitted to me later that he might have stalled it. Oh, really? Break, oh. Okay. I did not know this. Yeah. Right. So Timmy actually has to go to the hospital, right? I think he did, yeah. yeah. I, had to, I was in-house, so I had to stay and work with David and Chad. So. so you said what happened to the – I mean, you're a very caring individual. You, you care passionately about your job. So you say, I'm going to get on this 450 – and see what was going on with it, and take yes, it from there. Yes, yes. Uh, so I had to spin the throttle around and make sure that was good. Twisted it a few times. You know, you didn't want to twist it that much. The old four-stroke carburetor. Right. <clears throat> well, that's what happened. The throttle had broken in the crash, but I didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, it went wide open, stuck wide open on me. So you went in the hills, you rode it around. Yes, small little, yeah, not a big trail ride or anything, just right. checking the bike out and a little bump, and the thing just stuck wide open. And oh. David probably heard it because yeah. he probably just heard burp. burp. Yeah, <laughs> we heard the the like the panic rap <laughs> in the hill. Yeah, there was not a panic rap. And how bad was the, was Gothic scraped up? Bad, huh? Yeah, you had to go. I had to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. get stitches and everything. He's almost all like really. Yeah, flesh. It was bad. I remember. I'm at the shop. Jimmy opens the door and goes. Timmy crashed at the hospital. Timmy crashed at the test track. He had, to go, he's at hospital. he had to go to the hospital. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, oh, that's terrible. That sucks. It's, it, you know, oh, no. Not 15 minutes later, Jimmy opens the door. Gothic crashed. He had to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Dye goes, stop riding. Stop riding. <laughs> this day is cursed. We're like, that, yeah. what is going on at the test track? What is happening? You're like, hey, who who hired Gothic as a fill-in rider? Right, yeah. right. Why Gothic <laughs> crashed? He had to go. Yeah. We're like, what is going on at the zoo? Dude, I had mechanics gloves and a hat on. Come on, couldn't someone else cast other than Gothic? Yeah, like really, like were Chad and DV busy? Were they getting? Gothic? <laughs> hey, Gothic, take this thing through the whoops. Let us know. How yeah. You know what? I, I, at that time. Nobody wanted to ride that thing 
in Supercross. No, no, I you know? know, I know. And that's one one of the reasons I didn't want to sign with them. And I went to Buku that yeah. one day, yeah, that one year because I I had to ride a 450. That was in my deal. Yeah, and I was scared of them because I I saw what happened to Timmy. It, we never, you know, it's kind of like you don't know if the bike is good or Timmy made mistakes or. I've seen yeah. Timmy crash when the bike quit. Yes. All together. Yeah. And that wasn't fun. No. I was there. I saw it. And that's one of the reasons I didn't want to ride Supercross. Outdoors, I was okay with it because yeah. it's not it's not as bad. Even if, uh, you know, you go faster on outdoors, but you don't have those little st- steep jumps and, you know, like throttle response, yeah. on-off section. I w- we were kind of scared hey, because of... We Watching had, Timmy crash a few times pretty hard because of the We had tethers on our carburetors. JT, we were talking about it this weekend with Chad. Uh, uh, cables. Yep. The cables. Cables, yes. Yeah, when we landed. Um, Red Bud. Chad Red Bud. Yeah, the, remember the, that? The yeah, he yeah. just. I mean, we, we had tethers on, and then we found we got next year's air boots and next year's carburetor uh, uh, flanges and everything, and we were told they were good. And then, Chad, we take the tethers off, and I think the next race, Gothic, wasn't it? I think it was the next one. Chad, yeah. Chad cases and the carburetor comes off again, and we're like, "Oh shit!" Like, uh, yeah, I mean, and then the jetting too. You know, there are lots of jetting problems on on-offs. For like, yeah, those. F- and, but Honda's had some issues too. Yeah, four stroke. Yeah, where, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just four strokes. It was. They, yeah, it was just, they, they were all new, so they were crappy. Uh, yeah. Every time you landed hard on a four stroke, yeah. the thing would like bog every time. There's nothing you could do. Remember the one weekend I built Jay? I built Timmy uh, a two stroke just for a weekend. And then we had to go back, yeah. and it was just, oh, some controversy. Anaheim yeah. 03, right? Yeah. You only yeah. rode no, one Anaheim, time? Anaheim 05, I think, or 02, 04. No, 04, he rode 250 the whole time. It oh, was, was 03. It, was it 03? Yeah. Oh, okay. God, that was yeah. crazy. It was 03. Split lane track. Yep. Uh, good times, Gothic. Thank, yep. thank you yep. for sharing some stories of working for the oh, no problem. Roosting, well. roosting is motorhome. <laughs> We had fun with Gothic. We went to Europe all the time. We yeah. Did, we did you, guys won King, you guys won Prince of Bercy? King. Yeah. Prince? King. Yeah, okay. King. You were on the small bike, therefore you were Prince. There were, Shorty was there. Langston was there that you, one year. You were on the, sh- you were on the 250. And, um, you won Prince. We did, um, we did Geneva. Disnations? Genoa. Yeah, we did Disnations the, the, the last race. One. Yeah. This, Ernie. Yeah, Ernie. 05. We... Uh, yeah. Like Yamaha didn't want to uh, give me an engine and everything because I was leaving. Yeah. So they sent Jay with suspension and uh, yeah, suspension and uh, I rode with the bars. (laughs) They're like, hey, you know, I didn't even have an exhaust because I rode with that long Doma pipe. Remember that? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I rode with a stock engine and a Doma pipe that would, you know, go past the rear fender. Gothic, yeah. you couldn't bring them ahead. For, you know, you couldn't sneak ahead no, in there. Yeah, but they uh, they wouldn't give they, me only suspension. I don't know why, you know. And then, um, so I showed up, and uh, I got second for a small road. That was good. But yeah, dude, you rode good that, that day. Yeah, bone oh, stock engine. DV's farewell to Yamaha. Yeah, yeah that was my actually my last race. Moral coordination. Six years on Yamaha. Whatever. More. It was. Yeah. Y- well, no, Yamaha, but Yamaha USA. Yeah, yeah USA. Yeah. 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 Six years. Gothic J and DV, they weren't yep. you guys. You guys were not as much of a super team as Ferry and I. No, but you know, and Gothic, who pioneered the low radiators? Just for the record, yep, yep, you did. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, I pioneered the low radiators. Don't worry about that. You're welcome, DV. You pioneered the 
I'm, I'm the one who made the low radiators that we ran that we loved. Everybody loved. We what had the hell happened? MC had that before you were there. Yeah, but I did it on our four strokes. I pioneered the four stroke ah, because we already in 2000 we had the plates yeah, with yeah. the offset right. holes. No, no, no. Where... I had to make special brackets. Okay, Gothic was there. Yeah, okay. just let him say he pioneered it. We're good. <laughs> yeah, Gothic. Okay, we let him say. Gothic, you you pioneered the three hole start hook. Yep. That was you. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Jay, for coming right. on. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We'll see you. Have a good one, buddy. All right. We'll see you. So, Bye. See? Your special guest. That was awesome. Right. Love this guy right here. I knew you'd like yeah, him. Yeah, I love this guy. Yeah, Gothic Jay. Uh, There's not, to, not too many mechanics that I had that I don't love, you know? Not too many of them. Yeah, it's too bad we couldn't work together. The only time we worked that. <laughs> the only time we worked together, you almost killed me. So it's ah, kinda... you know what, eh? So Same what? for Chad Reed. Love this guy. Right? What do you say, JT? Same for Chad. What only time you worked on his bike, you almost killed him. When? Uh, didn't you send him out there with something not tight or something? No, that was DV. Oh. Uh, that was DV. His front, his front, who knew that he was going to be such a prima donna and insist that his brake caliper be bolted on? <sighs> like, really? Uh, I just, oh, maybe maybe you just hated Chad. You, I remember you saying you had to go testing with him, and you guys didn't get along. No, yeah, we got into a huge fight one day because Dave Dye screwed up his clutch, not me. Remember we used to have – you could turn the inner uh, screw and change the adjustment point of the clutch arm? Yeah. Remember you would push the clutch rod? Well, there was an engagement point that worked and didn't work, and Dave Dye had screwed it up, and I was trying to fix it, but I didn't know what exactly Chad's setting, and Chad came in. And he held it like 10,000 RPM and held the clutch in and like rode towards me. And I'm like, good job, asshole. Now I can't work on it. <laughs> it's 8,000 degrees. Like I can't touch it. And he's, you know, he just threw the bike down and walked off. And I'm like, look, I didn't screw this up. But I'm trying to help you. And you revving the bike at 10,000 RPM is not helping things. So in the, in, At that time. I never seen Chad put his bike on a stand. Wait, threw it down? No, put it against the box, man, or against the pole, or waited for Dave yeah. Dye to put it on. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he didn't do a lot of that putting on the putting on the stand stuff. <laughs> I don't know. He don't like to put his bike <laughs> on the stand. Ah, you know, possible injury, <laughs> <laughs> possible pull a quad. Um, JT, thanks for coming on tonight. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Uh, good times. Uh, Toronto this weekend. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be epic. Oh, yeah. Look forward to it. Uh, are you visiting any dealers up there? Any sort of fly racing business in Toronto? or? Um, I don't. There's really not much in the met, Toronto metro area. Yeah. There's a, one or two, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe on Friday, but I doubt it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. So, all right. See you guys. All right. See ya. Let's get to uh, Sean. He's been on hold for a long time here. Sean, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Thank you for waiting on hold for so long. Sorry we couldn't get to it right <laughs> away. But. You know what? It's because I'm Canadian. Oh, and we're we're yeah. loving people. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, first of all, DV, you are an angel on earth. I oh, I, man crush totally. Beautiful man. Great radio, bro. Um, but my question is, yeah. um, I've noticed with both of the Hill brothers, Josh and Justin, neither of them wears the top of the line boot that their boot brand has to offer. With Hill wearing the Tech Sevens and Josh Hill not wearing the Fox Instinct, what's that all about? 
Oh, yeah, happened to a lot, of, guy, lo, I, lot I, of guys used to do that. Larry Wall used to yeah, wear take threes and, yeah. you know, like. I did not know that about Josh, <laughs> but I knew Justin ran sevens or whatever, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just kind of figured at that that height of your game when, you know, there's so much risk involved, which in motocross there is, but I figured, you know, hey, why not throw the most expensive thing you can on your feet? But yeah, but Sean, isn't, kind of a, isn't the instinct a booty boot where you put your foot? No, 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 no. Okay. The instinct isn't, but the Tech 10s are. Right, yeah. right. The yeah. instinct is a weird, weird boot. And aren't, aren't Tech 8s also booty ones? Yes, yeah. Tech 7 so, isn't. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking, like he doesn't like the booty boots. Uh, but for Josh... Yeah. Not sure. You know, Josh has a ton of ankle issues, foot problems. Yeah. So perhaps there's just that instinct doesn't fit him. You know, like that's very possible. If we, I'm not. Yeah. If we cold call Kenny and he picked up, I can ask him. Yeah, do it. Well, we tried. He didn't pick. <laughs> I up. I love Watson. Oh, okay. Who does? I it? don't know what they are. They're like the comp fives or the formas. But yeah, I came across yeah. that picture on Vital the other day. So if I, uh, I figured I'd call and ask. If I uh, if I see Josh, I'll ask him. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that uh, with Justin, he doesn't like the booty boots. So. Um, uh, all right, man. Well, hey, we'll see you. Uh, thanks for calling. Are you going to Toronto this weekend? I I live in Saskatchewan. That's too far for me. <laughs> oh, Devin, Saskatchewan. Uh, no, no, no excuses. But I'll be at the Monster Cup. Can I come hang out at the Pulp Show? Let a fellow Canadian in? Yeah, it's always kind of weird for me for people who want to come in the studio. You know what I mean? Because it's like my house. <laughs> I hear you. But, I hear you. But maybe, maybe. You but I'm ca- from Manitoba. No, you are Canadian, which means you're harmless, which means you're totally harmless. You, you have no I mean? homie, exactly. no yeah. guns, no Yeah, nothing. no guns. You're not going to steal nothing. You know what I mean? So. Nope. All right, thanks, Sean. And I'm a diehard Yamaha two-stroke guy. So. Oh, well, then DV. Love, love you, DV. You. Then you can't come, then. You're fine. <laughs> I'll be here. You know, the what? he's talking about Monster Cup, right? Uh, yeah, I think he is. That's, this year is the day of my birthday, October 18th. Ah, well, you'll be here, then. Vegas. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be here. Thanks, Sean. I'll pay, I will pay money. Maybe we'll get you to donate to Road to Recovery or something. Oh, I'm what, so what game, about, game you, can, you can donate to my retirement plan. Oh, please, DV. You're a millionaire. You don't need any money. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Have a good show, guys. All right. See ya. All right. With that, let's take our third commercial break of the night here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Come back, and, uh, and we'll wrap things up. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you in a little bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. 
Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOSports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Fly racing. Undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Blighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they're easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at EKSBrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today.
Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp Mech Show. Hey, Pookie. Yeah, bro? You know what takes guts? Uh, like cutting your own banks? No, not like that. What about, do you know what kind of seat foam Adam C. Cirillo uses? Uh, I'm sure it's whatever winners use. Adam C. Cirillo and the rest of the Pro Circuit Monster Energy Kawasaki guys use guts seats. Guts uh, seat foam has a new product called Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam, and uh, a lot of the top teams in the sport are using it. They're established in 1990 as a premier off-road Seat manufacturing company offering high-performance seat covers and seat foams for motocross, supercross, and off-road. Guts has worked with every rider. Lampson, McGrath, Carmichael Stewart. Today they got Pro Circuit Cowie, Moto Concept, Cycle Trader, Rock River, Yamaha, and many more. So if it's style and performance you're after, Pookie, you've come to the right place. Browse GutsRacing.com for more information. Hey, if you need some seat foam, Pulp MX 2014 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. We want to thank Guts Racing for coming on. Official seat cover of Adam Cincirillo and the Pulp MX crew. 
Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deacon, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Welcome back, everybody. Home of Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Appreciate it listening tonight. FMF, what more can you say about FMF? Got a really cool thing going on, FMF Unsung Hero hashtag on Twitter right now where they're saluting some various industry people that really never get attention. Guys like mechanics, DV. Guys that hold the sport together. All right. Wrapping up the home stretch here of the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. And uh, Chuck has been on hold for a long time. Chuck, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, Four Times? What, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just hanging out. Was, whose, whose song was that? Uh, that was mine. Wow. Okay. It's Rush, <laughs> bro. Uh, okay. Uh, I got a question for you about you, the the dirt lately for... <laughs> yeah, thanks, Boopy. I got a question about the dirt lately for the Supercross. Yeah. So, I know they talk, you talked a lot about how they store it and everything like that. How do they actually store the dirt? Do they just throw it out in a field or something like that for the whole year, and then they bring it back in? Yeah, they uh, or, they try to store it, you know, away from the elements, sometimes like under bridges and stuff, or, you know, okay. sort of cover it if they can. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Uh, yeah, it's stored at the same location, you know, all year. So, yeah, they... They try their best. To, they try their best to protect it from some of the elements, but sometimes they can't do that. So, yeah. My other question is: as Bercy, how do they? Everyone talks about how Bercy's like Play-Doh, and you don't really spin out a lot, and it's just really tacky. How do they? Do they mix anything in, or is it just how the dirt is from where they gather the? You know how they bring it in from a certain area of the of France? Is that? Let's, let's, uh, let's what do you ha- think? Let's ask the all-time Bercy Supercross winner. Where's that dirt come from, DV? I have no idea where the dirt come from. But they store it in um, kind of like a, a parking a garage structure. It's in, not same a, dirt every year. It's same dirt every okay. year. Yeah. They, they, bought wow. it. They, they bought a new one uh, three, four, five years ago. Uh, more clay. Yeah. It used to be pretty soft and beat up. It still is. Um, it's, not, it's not nearly as bad now. Okay. But um, over the years, they put a lot of... Um, lime into it, you know, sand and, you know, because it used to be um, outside. So if it, it rains, it burns mm-hmm. all the time. So the, they would bring the dirt really wet. And um, so they used lime and it was rutted and stuff in, in the 90s. So dried out. Yeah. And then now it's like under something, it's covered. So it's way better. It doesn't rut, rut up nearly as much. So Remember, uh, mm-hmm. we've been talking about this, Chuck. uh the dirt, more than ever, the these rounds that are supposed to be uh, dirt and they're supposed to have traction and be ruddy are, are dry and slick, you know? It's yeah. called global warming. Yeah, whatever it is, man. <laughs> the Supercross Series dirt is drastically changed from over the years, from where, when you, it used to You'll be. see uh, Torino this weekend. It's going to be shitty. Yeah. Shitty every year. Yeah, it'll be it'll I remember be the when they, they brought the dirt frozen. Oh, yeah, yeah. They okay. built yeah. the track, yeah. and then the, the track, like... Chocolate mousse. Just melted. away. Yeah. It was like jello. It was. That was a uh, Butler Brothers team. One, two, three in the 250. Yeah. 125. Yeah. Two. It was. I two, that. It was 2008. They had to take uh, jumps out. Completely. Toronto has had that, which is super weird. And then remember the one year they had 23 450s signed up. Everyone made yeah. the main. Everyone made the main. Three, <laughs> three guys who qualified uh, the slowest went in the second second gate. Very bizarre race. I liked Vancouver way better. 
Yeah, I like Vancouver too. I don't know why it uh, didn't work out. So, um, all right, really thanks, thanks, Chuck. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Take care. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, DV. Yeah. Before we get to the voicemails here, Ricky Carmichael, 115 starts, 48 wins. James. Hold on. Stu- hold on. Let me write it. 115. 48 wins. 48. James Stewart has 48 wins. 48 wins. How oh. many starts do you think he has? Um, let me think about it. Okay. First season, 05, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 10th season in the 450. Okay. He missed a bunch because he was yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty close to Ricky's. 113. I said pretty close. I know, I know. That's pretty close. But isn't that funny? Two races shy. He's got two races to beat Ricky's record. Otherwise, you know, it's it's the same, basically. I just think it's funny. If you had told me in 2009 that James Stewart wouldn't pass Ricky before, before I would have said, you're crazy. This dude is going to challenge McGrath. That's what I would have said. This guy's going to get 50, 60 wins before this thing's all over. And here he is, years later. Uh, he, he, he thinks that he's trying to to bring him down. He's, no. It's amazing. Yeah. No, he, he should have won. He is a better – he's the best Supercross rider I've ever seen. Okay. What is the first year he was champion? Was seven? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have to look. I can Gamma Gibbs. He's busy. Let me Google it. Do you know, like, uh, James Stewart's first uh, Supercross yeah. first Supercross uh, championship? 07? Yeah. Uh, he, oh, wait. 2007. Yeah, is, is I think Mike, it's 07. His mic's not on. I turn it off because he, he forgets to turn it off. Uh, yes, 2007. Yes. He was Supercross champion. So it's 8, 7. And 9. 2007, 2009. Told you. For me, he should have won seven in a row. Yeah. Right? No, listen, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm saying he's the best Supercross racer, Supercross, I've ever seen. Dude, I was. Even compared to McGrath. Yes, yes. Yeah. McGrath was great. Even even to Bailey, even to anybody else, even to Ricky, even to. Timmy. Whoever it was, Timmy. you think Bob Hanna or something. It's. it's there's no comparison. But here we are. The guy is insane. Ten years but, later, and yeah. he's two races shy, Ricky. Two, two races? What do you mean two races shy? Well, two races. He's basically the same as Ricky. Yeah, same. Two races shy. Yeah, Ricky's the greatest of all time, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just, Not, it's funny how that works. But yeah, I think he, he could have won. They, they've been linked together their whole career. Yeah, you know but I mean? like they, crashes, bad decisions. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, a just, career, you know, has a lot of things, but... You know, even when I was winning Supercross races in 2002, I was going down to watch 125, and I was impressed. You were like, and, I, I better and, get, and, I, you were like, I better get wins now because this kid's coming. <laughs> I'm, I was speechless what he was doing on a 125 right. when I was winning 250 races. I would yeah. go, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, this guy's insane. It's like, yeah. and it was almost like um, an inspiration for me. Even leading the championship, I was kind of like inspired by a 125 guy. Right, that right, was kind of right. it's weird, right? Yeah. Just like kind of like Vito Poro watching uh, Adam and say, yeah. "Oh, 
you know, I wouldn't do like him, you know. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of weird, but it was. I just it, thought it was, it was funny. I just thought it was funny. So. Do you think Adam will be able to contend with Stewart and all the likes in the records throughout oh, his career? It's way too early to talk way about Way too early. Yeah, too early. Well, it's bench racing. Yeah, way too early. I mean, yeah. you're going to need a, a couple of years to know if he's going to be like – a huge deal or like a, I would have know. thought Justin Barsha would have more than two career wins at this point you know I, was, oh, yeah. you know, I always said that you know like I, I said whenever he turned pro and, and I was saying like the way he wrote I always said you guys are overrating him the way he rides compared to what he needs to be to win races right. you know like you cannot ride like this and you know Win races like, you know, a Stewart or a Carmichael or McGrath. It's, it's not possible. All right, let's get to the lines here. Chris, what's happening, man? Thanks for thanks for listening. Chris. Oh, hey, man. What's up? It's raining yellow. Just kidding. Uh, how's it going, Steve? Good. What's happening? Oh, you know, just stand outside up here in Canada. It's like minus 10. It's Freezing my ass off, Wait. one in the morning, eating ice cream, you know. Where are you in Canada? Uh, in, uh, you know where Wingham, Ontario is? No. Is uh, it, is uh, it, it's is... about uh, 15 minutes from uh, Walton, so. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. So, so yeah, I, I kind of know the area. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, what, what's your question, man? What can we help you with? Um, I just thought I'd say a few things. Uh, pump to, uh come say hi to you this weekend you and jt and uh you should bring me some stickers that'd be sick i always have stickers on me yeah if I okay see, if i see you, um, I'll hook I'll, you up. what's that if i see you i'll hook you up i'm very a ninja like at the races i'm ninja it's hard to find me yeah oh, okay what what's going on dv hey what's up bud oh nothing much um way too many canadians uh, i know th- What's that? There's way too many Canadians in this on this show. Chris is just hanging out. Huh? But what's wrong with now. what's wrong with being in Canada? I got the X brand goggles on right now and everything. He's eating ice cream, bro. Wait, are you wearing your X brands while you're eating your ice cream? It's a good move. I already ate the ice cream, but I got another one right here, so I, I could just dig in with the X brands on. Hey, why why didn't your phone let you call us? Uh, because Bell Canada is fucking retarded. Okay. Mm. All right. Take 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 Bell out of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> take re- say it again and, and don't say Bell in a sentence. Um. All right. Okay. My my phone company is a joke. Is that better, DV? No, that was that. You did not get the joke. It's okay. Go ahead. Lame. Tell tell me tell me the joke. I feel like an idiot. I told you, you, you said Bell Canada sucks or whatever. And I said, just take yep. the word Bell out of the sentence. Oh, fuck you. Canada's awesome, man. <laughs> ah, you got it. Good, good job, buddy. Good job. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit slow tonight. I've been up uh, for basically 30 hours now, so I'm no. pretty tired. I love Canadians. I love Canada. Thanks, man. You show. should come to uh, National this year. DV doesn't go to American Nationals. You sure as hell yeah. ain't going to Canadian one. Well, unless you pay me. Oh, uh, yeah. You got to rent them. I'm good go, point. I'm rent go, me. I'm for rent. Yeah. For, for hire. Yeah. Rent Denny DV. Stevenson and DV. 
for rent. How but, much? How much? How much do you charge DVL rent you for a weekend? You get well, all the stories about beating McGrath. How, how much? Beating, how how much? Uh, Denny doesn't get paid. Just expenses, right? Denny's just doing expenses for now, but we're working on a program. Oh yeah, I want to. I'll do. Well, that. you know, I, uh, I work in a fi- direct flight only. I work guys. Direct flight only. I, right. I'm not laying over in Chicago or some shit like that. <laughs> I'm going straight. Well, San Diego. Well, guess whatever what? it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, guess what? I. Wor- hey, Chris, do you play video games? Uh yeah. Why? Do you know that Pulp Mex is going to be in the new? Uh, MX versus ATV. Excited. That's friggin' mint. Isn't it? Isn't it mint? <laughs> dude, dude, are you guys serious? Me, why are you laughing at me just because I'm no, Canadian? No, it's, 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 it's not you. It's, it's like... It's one in the morning. Getting, getting excited about being in a stupid video game. Pulp MX, bro. Who, who plays pulp. this crap? Like, what what the fuck it. is not to like about Pulp? Yeah, DV. I don't play. I, I have no games on my iPhone. Okay, well, some people like it. Some well, people like it. What? I'm 36 years old. It's just, you know, I'm not 12 anymore. I used to play the NES. I see okay. you have a NES or Excite Bike and shit. I, I yeah. used to play that shit. But come on, 36, why well, do I want to play motocross? I used to. Yeah, it's super lame. You're right. It's, I agree. Super lame. Isn't it lame? Well, so, Steve. Yeah. How are you going to be involved in the game? Are you? Uh, I know it's a stupid question, but are you going to be one of the riders? Or I'll be the mechanic. Yes. He's going to be the mechanic, what? and, yeah, and, and no. whatever bikes break down, he's going to be the mechanic of that bike. That's <laughs> pretty much what it is. They have they have a little tubby avatar of me. I push your bike off after it breaks. Yeah, like um, oh my! Don't be so hard on yourself, Steve. I uh, no no. It'd be Pulp MX hay bale covers or or tough blocks or hey, something. Th- just that like, will I, be I, fucking mint. Talking about breaking Man. a bike and problems and stuff. Yeah. What happened to Roxon's bike? He got a rock in his rear caliper. And he, okay, he didn't go backwards Steve. and he didn't push it backwards. I don't understand why. I know DV. I, I'm with you. I'm like, As, I'm like, go backwards. Yeah. He's kicking the rear wheel. What you is kicking going to do? If he had a problem with Instagram, he would have known how to do it. <laughs> but on his bike, yeah. On Steve. his bike, no. Yeah, Chris. Chris, what's up? Uh, do, do you uh, – oh, fuck. I can't even remember what I was going to say. Perfect. Been drinking some um, Olsen tonight. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, what what are you that? taking? Uh, what are you taking? It seems like you, you got good stuff going on. You, you need to bring some. To um, to t- well, uh, I got another question for you here. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. I'm all ears. Um, I know this might be too much to ask, but I know you're pretty tight with uh, Kenny Watson. Do you think you could hook me up with uh, a tickle jersey this weekend? Hmm. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, 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 I mean, it'd be cool. Like, if I said Kenny couldn't get one, like, Kenny would forget. Kenny wouldn't make it happen. Did Kenny ever send those posters? I don't know if Lips ever got his posters. <laughs> like, seriously. It's been... Okay. What, Pookie? Will you at least make an effort? Pookie's looking at... Giving me the dirty look. What? What What happened? What? Great radio. They're talking uh, about dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Pookie, okay. nice uh, tank top. Listeners, uh, nice tank top, Pookie. dogs are. I like it. Oh, great. <laughs> I like the tank top. Hey, uh, Chris, I'll ask Kenny. Okay, I'll ask him. Okay, that that's fair. Uh, and I, I can't promise anything. Uh, Just but... go see Brock. 
Instead of go see Kate. Great, great radio, bro. Yeah, I could go see. Go Brock. see Brock. Say Brock. I, come on. Okay, I'll, I'll go for it. But you know, I'm I've been turned down a lot by a lot of riders. I know. What? I know you can't give up, but you know sometimes. I feel creepy as a media guy asking for jerseys from riders. You know what I mean? I know, I know. I'm just saying. Hey, I know but, you. But you, you're like you feel what creepy? Yeah, like I don't want to. Like, do you not... feel creepy to ask for bonus money? To, to writers? I never did. I never asked. I never asked. You liar. I never did. You never, never. said, hey, I'm yeah, going to have a bonus? Absolutely not. You I, never did a dev die? No, never. If a guy gave me a bonus, which every guy ever I did, I just got it and just was like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I never asked. Wow, that's cool. Nick Bullshit. Way, Nick Way said, hey, part of your deal is bonus money. And so I was like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? But, yeah. No, I never, never asked. I feel if I did a good job, the guy. Was that Mazda truck you got bonus? They took it back. Chaparral? Yeah. Oh, was it alone? Was it alone now? Yeah. After I got fired, they took it back. Um, one, of my last, one of my last moments with the Mazda Troy Lee truck was driving out to Arizona to see Pookie. That was the last ever. Oh, wow. Did, did you ever tell the story about uh, taking the, the fast track with no fast track box with the bo Yamaha box? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I you never so. told that story? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, you need to tell. this Next time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Chris. We're here for you, Chris. Maybe Whatever you need. I'm. Whatever you need. That? We're here for you. What do you need? A jersey. Um, I'm. I may. Yeah, that too. But uh, <laughs> I, I may be out of the loop. But uh, did you know Roxon is going to Suzuki next year? Wow. Seriously? How do you find Where? out? I didn't know that. How do you know that? Is it done deal? Uh, I. I this might be just a rumor, but I heard from a buddy today that he is going to Suzuki. That could be speculation. I'm not you sure, but that's you can't, what I heard. Uh, you can't go and depend on John from Machine for the rumors. Who, who's your buddy? John Nelson. It wasn't John from Machine Racing. It wasn't. Okay, well, you don't depend on John. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Guys have drunk all the time. Well, <laughs> do you think I uh, do you think I talked to 50 year old team managers about? Friggin' rocks in like I don't know. Maybe. John knows a lot of stuff, man. He's plugged in. Well, well, I know he does, but I'm just saying. All right, Chris. Hey, thanks for calling. We gotta go. Um, no, 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 don't cut me off yet. Okay. We gotta got cut you off from the here. show and from the bottle. We're gonna cut you off. Put down twice. the ice cream. <laughs> is that vodka? The ice, ice cream, cream is down, Steve. I know when to cut myself off. You sound F like you, dude. You sound like uh, you sound like J Rock from the Trailer Park Boys. Ooh, good uh, call. Oh, is that a compliment or no? No, yeah, I think so. I well, it's so. right. It's a TV show, so yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking mint TV show, especially if you're Canadian. Mint. Yeah, no, it is. It's mint, bro. Go Cole Thompson, go this weekend, eh? It's, yeah, hey, it's mint. It's mint. Hey. Uh, it's minty. It's mint. Hey, Steve, my phone's gonna thing? my phone's yes. gonna uh, cut out in like a minute, so I got a couple quick questions. Uh. You happen to know if there's any uh, Tim Hortons close to the Rogers Center? Yeah, bro. There's one uh, kitty corner to uh, Front Street, next to the Pizza. Do you pizza know where? Place. Do you know where the train station is downtown? You yeah. Don't, you don't have yeah. Google Maps on your phone, bro. This is great radio. Right? I know where the Google. I know where the train station is. Okay, well, long, okay, it's gonna die here in a sec, but uh, I'm I'm taking the train, and uh, I just thought I'd want I'd ask if there was a Timmy's and uh, hopefully see you this weekend, Steve. All right, sounds good, Chris. Can't wait, man. Thanks, thanks for the call. All right, see you, bud. See ya. Hey, DV, the dog is getting into your Taco Bell.
Oh, fucking dog. Get don't, the... don't hit him. Don't hit him. He doesn't mean it. Go to... Get don't the... hit him. So, I'm not hitting him. Listeners, you guys going okay. down to the Toronto race. You Stop know how to hit... get there from the train. There's also a Tim Hortons, Stop apparently. Stop hitting. Uh, he has vital like... information to need to know for this upcoming race. Uh, what type of Taco Bell did you get there, DV? I got a taco and a chicken quesadilla. And now Hogan mm. got some of it. All right. Hey. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. 702-586-7857. You can call anytime. Here's the best voicemails of the week. Let's play these things. Hey, what's up? Paul Pemex, the best uh, podcast ever in the history of the universe. Damn right. Hey, I just noticed uh, Georgia Lindsay uh, just tweeted uh, something about uh, Antic Knapp's uh, new rap song, Bought a New Bike. Oh, my gosh. Look it up on YouTube. It is freaking fantastic. Great song. There's two other uh, great motocross uh, rap songs out there I know of. One's called Quad Up. Quad with a K, K-W-A-D, Quad Up. And then there's another one called Get On This Motorcycle by P.D. Pablo. Uh, that was actually played quite a few years ago. Uh, I think it was during a CBS uh, uh, Supercross or whatever. But, yeah, Get On This Motorcycle and Quad Up. And then also Entic Naps, awesome song called Bought a New Bike. And then one last thing I was going to say. I just noticed, like, a few minutes ago, Villeman tweeted, he just bought Ricky Carmichael's 2001 practice bike. How cool is that? This sucker, is, it's, it's got magnesium tie bolts. It's got a show kit. It's, it's freaking, it's, it's frick, I'm, I'm so freaking jealous. And he got the thing for $4,000. I'm so pissed. If I, if I would have known about this, I would have snagged that up so quick. So anyway, have a great show, guys. Uh, awesome show. Talk to you later. Bye. That quad up song's done by Casper. For anybody who's wondering, and the the bought a new bike by Aaron uh, and Knapp, check it out. It's hilarious. You got anything to say? So he had he has two songs: the subway song and the new bike. Yeah, it's called bought a new bike. It's a actually that one's a little bit longer. That I want I think that one's funnier than the subway rap. And then he's got the subway rap. And then he just mentioned the quad up song by Casper. It's pretty good. That song's really good. It's talking about racing the entire time. Cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, Matt, this is Joseph. Can we go out with the subway rap? Joseph, yeah, uh, I had a question I was hoping you could answer on the air. Um, over the past couple of weeks, you guys have mentioned about the tracks and, you know, how the bikes are just way too uh, good for the tracks these days. And then you said if you spec the track from the 90s, how today's bike would just absolutely eat it for breakfast. My question is, what do you think about, what, what is a way that you could make a track uh, today that would be actually challenging for these motorcycles without making it deadly. Do you think we need uh, tracks to be made more in the style of like what uh, Travis Pastrana designed for St. Louis? Uh, what kind of obstacles, what kind of you know, corners or whoops or whatever? Just uh, if you guys could talk about what you think would be needed to uh, give the, the bikes themselves a challenge. So. Uh, yeah, I'd appreciate it if you could uh, round table it. Thanks. Uh, more dirt. Right, DV? I mean, bigger stadiums would help, but. No. Uh, <laughs> not more dirt. More dirt doesn't do shit. Why do you say it more dirt? Start with more dirt. It would help. Build no. bigger obstacles. Why is it triple? Why, think... is it, why was it triple 67 feet when you raced and it's still 67 feet? So what? It doesn't. I mean, it's a 450. We've doubled the horsepower. Not double it, but whatever. 
It's not because you have more dough, you make bigger jumps. I don't get it. If you space them out. Yeah, but you, I'm just, I'm just, that's an example. That doesn't mean more dirt. I'm saying it's another example of tracks haven't changed. Yeah, I understand. But I think it, they're trying to reinvent the wheel every time with tracks. You know, try new things like too many turns and stuff. The best thing is if you have long rhythm section where the guys can actually kind of like move next to the other guy to pass him in the next turn. A lot of 180 turns, a lot of them, because 90s, obviously, you can't really do anything. And um, and long section. The shorter the section, and the most difficult it is to, to pass. What if, yeah. we, what if we put a governor on the bikes? What if we mandated ignition curves or gearing or an insert into the EFI or something, and we just knock the horsepower of these bikes down? For indoors, what if we did that? Why? It'd be awesome. Because what would you do that? I don't. I, well, what's back, the point? To do what? The, because you would have less power to you. Would you would have to be more perfect to clear jumps? You know, back in your day, you come out of a turn and you kick sideways. You can't triple or quad well, or yeah, whatever. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't why the tracks in our days, ten, fifteen years ago, they were not even finished. They were like. Uh, Raw, you know, like no nice, like the transition are all smooth. They like use the bobcat, they roll it all nice. Back in the day, it was everything with a dozer. You would go to Indy or Minneapolis, you would like big uh, clumps of dirt everywhere, and the track would do itself with the bikes. You know, now the track is already done, already all nice, all packed down, um, more like. It seems like they know what's going to happen on the track. Back in the day, I don't think they knew. I think they had no clue what we're going to do. What going to do, right? Yeah. yeah. They just put, like, jumps everywhere and let it only use dozer. Bobcats and loaders uh, came um, – uh, Bobcat came really late. So they couldn't finish the track really well. And when the track is finished perfectly like they do um, – it makes like everybody ride the same and not really challenging. I'm telling you, back in the day, what they fixed? They would fix the faces of the triple, and that's it all night. Right. There would be like ruts everywhere. Now they fix. They take out the whoops after practice. They make it all new. You see the lights guy, the 250 guys going the the first lap of the first e race, wide open in the whoops. They're all round and <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah, they're easy. Yeah. So don't. I'd rather you leave it like don't. it. Huh? <laughs> don't, you said. That's funny. Don't. Just leave it like in the 90s where you see like JMB and Bracho, Stanton, like jumping the grooves in the, in, in the whoops and be technical. You know, ruts make the track technical. If you make freshen up the track every moto and it's all nice and, you know, it's, it's, it's not technical and not challenging. That's okay. my point. All right. Let's go. Don't you think? Yeah, I think you're right. Yo, it's Travis here from Edmonton. You're a smart guy. I just listened to that uh, Adam Enticknap rap. That was the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I've tears down my face. That was fucking awesome. He's now my favorite racer. That was the best fucking thing. I don't know if, like, sponsors care about that kind of shit. I'm glad that he doesn't give a fuck about that. So that's awesome. 
Hey, Steve. It's Travis from Michigan. Hey, Travis. Hey, I just watched the Daytona Supercross on YouTube, and after I watched it, I watched the one from a 98 uh, series when Emig was number one, and McGrath actually won the race, and Emig took second. And I was watching the race and comparing the bikes from how they are today, and they looked terrible, and the suspension was awful on those bikes. And if you guys could talk about the suspension from back in the late 90s on those bikes and compare them to modern-day suspension. Uh, it'd be cool maybe just talk about what's different about them, why they look so much better than they did back then. Uh, it'd be awesome. Uh, love the show. Keep it up. Yeah, I mean, basically, suspension's come a long way since then, man. I mean, you barely had twin chambers back then. That was Works Forks Twin Chamber, which is two separate oil compartments, I think, suspension guys themselves i don't know if i mean i imagine there were suspension dynos back then but i don't think anybody was using them in supercross and motocross i mean now just like anything man now we got triple air forks we got guys who are much much smarter about valving characteristics they can put suspension on a dyno and see what it does run through different curves it's just so much more advanced it's so it's so amazing then you you see everybody endo Swapping the woofs, lose the front in the turns. Oh, yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> the it's, technology it's, is better. Yeah, it's it, the technology is better. And what what they do with it is horrible. Okay, don't you think? Yeah. And I think that really the the biggest difference in the fork side, I don't think they they work pretty close. I think you know you put forks that we had from like. Ten years ago, mm -hmm. they would still be good now. They would. You think? Yeah. They weren't even twin chambers. We. Back I'm sure they they'd be good. The Fox would be good. Okay. Um, the thing is now, I think you can have. A, uh, it's easier to set up um, low speed, high speed, and not bottom bottoming out that much. You know, before it's like when you were setting up. On one part of the, like let's say like the, the low speed and the little bumps, it would affect also the bottoming and everything. Now you can actually change the setup where you still don't bottom, but the the beginning is still a little soft. I think there's more adjustment that way. Mm -hmm. Before, like when you affected one side of it, you would affect everything. Right. What was that text? Are you sexting or what? No, I just... I, He's sexting. I got... I'm, I got, I'm listening. I absolutely believe you, what you're saying. I listen to you, JDV. You're a smart dude. I just... I got an I For fifth, five fucking trips in a row, I have had United problems with maintenance or crew issues or whatever. Five straight... Last five flights. Delayed, misconnections, getting in hours late, whatever you want to talk about. Five straight trips. Let me ask I'm you this. I'm very upset about this. I wrote them... A, a, they've been crediting me some... Flight miles, uh, flight bonus, yeah. and I wrote another harsh email yesterday because again I got Jack going to Detroit. I missed my hockey game on on Friday night. I was supposed to go to, and, and they just wrote me an email and said, you know, oh, we're really sorry. Here's ten thousand miles for you in your account. What's ten thousand miles? It's, it's one leg of that a is flight. nothing. It's twenty five thousand minimum to get a free trip. Yeah. And you can barely get those because they block them off, you know? It's, yeah. 10,000 miles they gave me. You know, like, the last time I flew United yeah. was in 2000 when I went to Unadilla. 
they canceled my flight in Chicago, and I had to drive. You drove, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve hours. Yeah. That's the last time I flew United. Oh, man, I'm not happy with ten thousand miles. And guys. the thing with United, you always go through Chicago. Uh, well, now they got they, they merged with Continental, so now it's Houston or Chicago. But Chicago is. Yeah, Chicago sucks. I don't go. You don't want. I go through Denver or Houston. Yeah. But, You're gonna get so much hate for this right now. Why? Because people are gonna call in saying, "Well, what did you do next? Fly magically into the sky." And you had to wait like 45 minutes? Get over it. What do you mean? You flew in the air. That's amazing. <laughs> what? Who, who, what is he on? I don't know. Whatever you got the last 20 <laughs> minutes, I want to try. Okay. What you have? You flew in uh, the air. You flew in the air. That's you flew amazing. magically into the air impossibly and you had to wait 45 minutes. Who said anything about 45 minutes? Oh, I'm just saying. That's what you're going to get. I'm just letting you know. No, I'm not. This We're is gonna, 2014. This is air you're travel. Get voicemails. Air travel is, is better than what five straight flights of being fucked. True. Go so. to the Southwest then. Never had a problem with them. Expensive, but worth it. You no. know, I love North, Northwest when I... <laughs> They're long gone, dude. Have you yeah. tried... The Delta well, now, yeah, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love Northwest have back you, in the day. Steve, have you ever had the, the Delta first class new experiencing that they've been doing? Have you no, tried that I yet? No, I fly United. But you, do you know you, what I'm talking about? You telling me that Southwest is expensive automatically eliminates you from any conversation about airlines. Yeah, Southwest is expensive. On, if you if you book, uh, I mean, yeah, if you book two weeks last, ahead of time, yeah. it's cheap as fuck. It's cheap. Yeah, you well, have to go shit. a month or something. Oh, well, okay, whatever. Southwest okay. is cheap. Okay, Southwest. You don't know first class cabin. A week a no. week before to do Ontario, Las Vegas. Yeah, a week before is four hundred and thirty bucks round trip. They're insane. Yeah. You can fly JetBlue yeah, or, way, yeah. or Delta for one fifty. Yeah, they're crazy. Why are you booking a flight a week before? Because I can. <laughs> because I can. All right, let's wrap this voicemails up. Let's do this. Hey, Jake from Michigan. Hey, Jake. I was in Detroit this week. Awesome to be back to a Supercross in my home state. However, I would agree the track did suck. It was far too hard and zero passing. Uh, the thing that really bummed me was the pit situation. And driving by, those guys were packed in there like sardines and no fan access. That really bummed me out. But... I was stoked to see Stewie win. Good job to Pookie. She needs to keep working with AC. He did a good job. Laid down some now good she laps. Gets credit. Good win. Now Pookie's Peace. getting credit for AC wins. I love it. Peace. Steve, I'm glad you had your raincoat on on Saturday. I appreciate it because uh, you and I both knew that we were going to win in the rain yellow. Beautiful thing. See, Mathis, all I have to say is so rainy yellow that takes float back to war clearer. You know why, bitch? It's raining deuces. My brain did not just stop. I can't stop listening to the subway wrapped on. And she's is fucking whack. I agree 100%. That's some real shit right there. He doesn't even drink or do drugs. You know, that's really actually pretty hard to do. So he's a real G dude. I just want to say I love that guy, dude. Oh my god! I mean, I oh, I have such a good time, dude. I have a really good time, dude. Finally, a rider who gets it, bro. I mean, it's raining deuces, bro. Nothing else to say. I'm out. Was that a bro. was that a slam on the seven deuce deuce or was that a fan of the seven deuce deuce? I, I couldn't, couldn't make out half of what he said. I could kind of do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, he said, "Dude and bro." I'm for sure of that. Yeah. And the F world. Yeah. No, All I, right. I don't know what he said. David Villeman, thank you for coming in tonight. You're welcome. That was a fun one again. Yes, always good to have you in. Thanks for having Go- Gothic J. Trey Kennard, cool. 
Tim Ferry, Andrew Short, Gothic J, Tyler, Tyler, Bowers. Tyler Bowers, Jason Thomas. Killing Cr- it. Chris from Chris from Ontario. Raining Yellow. Raining Sinjin. Yellow. Sinjin. Moser. Moser. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. Killing it. DV, all in. Uh, we're going to go out with the subway wrap tonight. I think that's appropriate for tonight's show. And uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbys, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. All on board with us. Support those guys who support the show. Love uh, doing this each and every Monday. We appreciate you guys doing it. 165 shows down. Much, much more to come. David Villeman, thank you as always. Good times. Thank you. Gabby Gibbs, see you next week. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, The great Tony Brudy will be in, I believe, unless he cancels on us. Here is the Seven Deuce Deuce Subway Wrap for your enjoyment once again. And we will see you next week. That shit making that paper. Not that much paper though. Let's rap about Subway. Yeah. Here we go. Rolling down the highway is in my way. Looking down the street, fuck. Thinking real cheap. Don't got that much paper in my pocket. I think I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street, hungry ass fuck. Seen a fucking sign, looking really, really fine. Subway, eat fresh, hell yeah. I was thinking in the brain, my way. Turkey, ham, fucking meatballs, hell yeah, I want it all. Fuck that, I only got six bucks. Good thing it's February, so I can't get a foot long. Hell yeah, rolled up. There's a line, bitch at the cash register could look real fine. Hell yeah, ho, here we fucking go. Looking at that shit, I'm looking at the bread in the fucking oven, looking so fresh. What do I want? Wheat, flatbread, honey fucking O, damn bullshit. Oh yeah, thinking fucking wheat, want a foot long, want some fucking meat, yeah, six inch, nah, fuck that. I got six bucks, I'm going for the whole thing, fucking 12 inches of bread, meat, You, you like lettuce, this TV? Still turkey, listening? It's, it's ham, funny. It's funny. Whatever the fuck I want, cause Subway means it's but, you know, my way. Yeah, it's good, bitch, the guy came on the show and then flew out. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was here on that show. Said, yeah, you were. Yeah. It's cool. I said, ho, what the fucking kind of thing do you want, bitch? It's like, hell yeah. I want that black forest ham with the fucking no cheese. Hell no, nah, bitch. I ain't trying to get fat. Cheese is fucking really, really, really fucking whack. Oh, yeah. Put it in the oven. Toast that shit up. Get that shit right. Make it hot. Shit came out. It was steaming. I was like, damn, that shit's gleaming. Sandwich looks good. Here we go. Vegetables next. Gonna put that shit on, never take a rest. Here we go. Bitch asked me what you fucking want on your sandwich. I was like, hmm, 
fucking green peppers, onions, spinach, fucking olives, green pepperoncinis, jalapenos. He can't even then finish I want it. Fucking mayonnaise, no wait. Trying to watch my calories make it light. Trying to take flight on my dirt bike ride. Oh yeah, went to the surf. Then I was like, fuck yeah, this shit's only five bucks. Got it out with some luck. That bitch was like, you want it for here or to go? I was like, what you think? Oh, oh yeah, I got this shit for here. Sat down, ate my breakfast and my lunch right there. All right, everybody. Thanks. See you next week. Seven There's something deuce. I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. and It was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho. <laughs>